Tomorrow we invade Sheogul and claim it as our own. If we must put our head into the lion's mouth, let us make certain that he chokes upon our flesh. God damn, Rand. Getting dramatic up in this beat. That didn't work. Good morning show, everybody. How we doing? What's up? What's up? My name's Nerdy. And I'm Claro. And this is not the morning show. This is the Nerdy. The Wordy. The Book Club, Hell where yeah. we are talking about the final book in The Wheel of Team A. Who is Team A? Do you think we're going to learn that in this book? Uh, probably not. Who is Team A, and why is everybody interested in his wheel? Yeah. It's a good question. He's, he's like got like a hot rod car, you know, and everyone's like, what is this? Mm, we asked the big brain questions here. Mm -hmm. We're going to say a huge good morning to everyone live in the chat. Uh, thank you for being here for another book club. Uh, the final book club. Uh, we've decided to not finish the book just to tease everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, this is where we're going to stop. This is right where we're here stop. in the middle. <laughs> Tomorrow we go to Shale Ghoul, and that's the last word I read. Uh, I'm good. You know what? I'm good. I'm okay. Yeah, Mo moving on, moving on. Don't forget to like that smash <laughs> button. Exactly. Matrick knows what's up. Don't forget to like the smash button, everybody. Uh, and uh, if you have an idea of who Tame is and why everyone wants his wheel, let us know in the chat. Uh, mm -hmm. Tylith says, ah, I'm a week behind, but just wanted to jump in for a minute and say, woo, book club. Can't believe we're almost done. Yeah. You can skip last week. You can start here. I give you permission. There, there was good stuff. Thank you so much for that super chat. I was oh I I was I was not um I wasn't very positive last week. It wasn't your favorite, and honestly, it wasn't my favorite. Yeah, it was it was probably like one of the I, I think like the weakest week of reading for me in the Brandon in Sanderson while. era. Yeah, in in a while for sure. But thankfully, uh, I liked this week a lot more. I, I was a lot happier. Uh, other than a couple of weird things that we're going to get into. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mostly around Matt, unfortunately, who has just been ruined for me as a character. Yeah. Uh, but, like um, assassinated. Like truly assassinated. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it's such a shame what this series did to Matt Coffin. Uh, yeah. And um, what uh, I, I, I will say, what uh, two white male authors uh, writing about stuff that maybe they should have done a little bit more uh, research and put a little bit more care and consideration into yeah. uh, did to a male character. Um, simply by just not really thinking through the implications of what they were writing. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, you know what? It's one of those things where I wonder if you talked to Brandon Sanderson about it now and you got a really honest answer from him. I wonder if he would also have a different perspective on how he wrote. Be because, you know, he yeah. has made public comments about him not loving the way he wrote Matt. Yeah, he found it was the most difficult, I believe. I do wonder if some of the stuff that we're going to talk about today are some of the things that he would do, he would have a different pass on now yeah, versus, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah, I was going to say he has a decade more experience, right? Mm -hmm. And we already know that he wasn't fully satisfied with that character. Yeah. Um, it is just so funny, like, you know, thinking back, like, uh, books ago when we were absolutely loving Matt and, you know, there are people in chat who were like, <laughs> Matt and I was like, "What do you mean, guys?" And I'm like, "Okay, no, I get it. Like, I, I, I do." There was a point where he was one of the best characters in the series. I agree. Um, and yeah. really, like, he has never recovered for me from the like being turned on by two on collaring the women in the cabin thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that. That really was the moment where I was like, "Oh, oh, you suck as a person. Like, you're you're a bad person." Yeah. And it is. He has consistently been a bad. person person ever since and like they're kind he of. he's his redeeming qualities just um have not uh 
haven't have, made have, it work. Haven't made it back yet, and yeah. it's it's really a shame. I I think that they they fumbled the ball with him really hard. Yeah. And they unfortunately there are so many characters whose storylines this week I really do love and I can't wait to get into. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of characters who I feel like have been rehabbed for me. Uh, mostly <laughs> Lan. Lan has really Lan, come back yes. for me. Thank God. Yes. Because uh, he was my favorite character at a point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so getting Lan back to where I want him to be and, and loving him so much has been a, a nice compensation for losing Matt. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Boo, thank you so much for 10 gifted memberships. Yeah. We're starting off book club right. You know what I mean? Uh, Bazimian says, uh, boo, yes, Blue. Boo, he's our man. <laughs> if he can't Blue you, no one can. That, true. No one can Blue like Blue can. We just got a blue. I uh, I I also like kind of like feel weird now that Matt is the only like character shirt that we have merch of. Mm-hmm. I feel like I I really connect with this character. I had such a good idea for him, and he, you know he's he's not really my favorite anymore. Which just means we're gonna have to come up with different shirts for different characters. Uh he is absolutely right about what he said though. I'm a lord. No, he's no oh. bloody hero. No. You don't get to you don't get to be the prince of slaves and be a hero. I'm sorry. Like, you know, you you don't get to you yeah. do not get to accept the position that you're in uh and be a hero. He isn't. And that is mm-hmm. it's it's a shame. Yeah. Um yeah. but uh before we get into all of the the goodness of this week. Yes. Uh cuz we do have some goodness. We have some Egwene Gawain got, goodness. Ah, Less good. on the Gawain. We'll get to Gawain. But Egwene oh goodness. We got Rand goodness. We got Andril goodness. Yes. We got Perrin greatness. Uh, we got Lanfear? Question mark? Question mark? Uh, for, for almost all of the other characters, lots to love. Yeah. Uh, and Rand, we're going to talk about Rand, because Rand, I'm disappointed in you. But uh, yeah. the for a lot of the other characters, lots to love. And I'm excited because it looks like some main characters died. And I'm happy about that. So I cannot wait to talk about that at the end of the day. No, I, I honestly, I think it's great. And I knew you would like it. Like I was yeah. like, mm-hmm. I think like this is going to be... You know, I think that it comes later in the series than either of us would have liked. And it you com- know, personally, it but... It comes from an avenue of like, okay, I guess they're a part of this now. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Cool. Anyways, before we get into all that, guys. Before we get into that, it's time yes. for some housekeeping. First off, I do want to remind everybody, there is no book club next week. No, Mm-mm. there is a book club next week. There's no book club in two weeks. Correct. Yes. Yes. So we, uh, we will get to the, 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 the like edging of the last battle, I think, next week. The edging, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're going to edge yeah. up to the last battle next week, and then we're going to take a week off, I believe. Yes, we're going actually, to be at DragonCon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we get all the way to the last battle next week, or? Um, Actually, that is a great question. Uh... <laughs> Here, I, I'm going to pull up really quick. Um, Yeah, we're going to... Next week, we're going to get all the way up to uh 28. So, no, we're only going to read seven chapters next week. Crazy. Crazy. Uh, and then we will get up to the, we'll edge up to the last battle the week after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, don't worry about that. Um, yes. But then, uh, yeah, we're going to then uh, not, we will be at Dragon Con the following week. We'll be in Atlanta. Yeah, so no book club on the first Friday, September 1st. Yeah. Um, but yes, book club following week the 8th. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, so just, just so that you guys, everybody know, we will, we do have that one week off. Yeah. Uh, but no, next week, uh, yeah, we'll be going to twenty seven. Uh, very excited to get back into the reading because mm-hmm. I, I one question I have. No, you know what? Let's cover it at the end of the show. Okay, cool. Because the, the the last like we're going to Shalgul tomorrow. I was like, but there's like sixteen chapters. Yeah. Wait, yeah, what do you mean? Sure, we'll get there. Um, another thing as well is um, not only is there not going to be book club that week, um, but we are taking uh, a week 
break from posting on YouTube. Um, and honestly, probably a lot of places, you know, we might be posting some like pre-scheduled reels and stuff, but we're kind of going to be off the internet for the week after Clarissa's birthday. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's my birthday next weekend. We've kind of never taken a break from posting, even when we've been busy with other shit. Even during the relay, we posted four reactions. Yep. Uh, so we are going to be, we're going to be kind of taking a week uh, from like Clarus's birthday through the end of Dragon Con, if we're not as active, if we're not as around, it's not that we're like quitting the internet. It's not, uh, there, there's going to be no reactions going up on the YouTube channel that week because yeah. I don't want to deal with the comments there, there, you know what? I don't want to be modding that week. So we're, we're really going to take a, a literal week off from everything. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I hope that everyone is okay with that. Uh, and if you're not, I, I really <laughs> don't care. If you're not, it doesn't matter because we're doing it anyways. It's the end of summer. Um, it's the dog days of summer. And we're going to, yeah. we're going to take a week to ourselves and kind of like, you know, Dragon Con is like, enjoy the, Dragon Con. yeah, Dragon Con is like our like not working con. Like yeah. we go there mm-hmm. kind of just to like have a good time and chillax and it's, it's very stressful trying to, you know, make sure that everything is like scheduled beforehand and there's so many millions of little things to do. And so we're like, you know what, let's actually for once in like it's been years since yeah. we've that we've been consistently posting on YouTube. Uh, yeah, we're going to take one week for ourselves. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're going to celebrate my birthday on book club next Friday. And then, and then that'll be probably the last post. Although we do have to do a Patreon movie. Yeah, we do. Um, so we'll have to we'll uh, put a poll up for that. All right. Um, <laughs> Lightblinded Fool says, I highly recommend a vacation from your job that is not a job. Hilarious. Uh, uh, <laughs> I think that if you've never like worked in video production, you might think that making content as much as we do is not a job. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it very much is. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, we, we have, we we have 12 jobs. Here's, here's Okay. For, for, this is my advice. If you want to go into content creation, if this is like a job that you would like to have, Here's what you need to know going in. Um, For the first two years, you don't really make any money. Mm -hmm. During those two years, you have to be your own uh, writer, producer, director, on-screen talent, uh, marketing director, uh, advertiser, moderator. uh, moderator. Like, the, the, the number of jobs that you have... At your own company. I, I know you were joking about that. I know you're, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm not like taking a task here. I'm just, the reason we're taking a week off is because we both have like 14 jobs uh, and it's it's catching up with us a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, and we're tired. Bit. And so we're going to be on the road anyway. Look at these bags in my eyes. <laughs> Seamus O'Toole says editing is the worst. Shout out to Brandon. Oh, Shout out to you, Bunny. Thank you so much for being an amazing editor and yeah, the third seriously. leg. Of our, t- that's, wait, that's He's a the third leg um, in a three-legged race. Yes, that's Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ian Eggleston says, who's loving Baldur's Gate 3 more between the two of you? Um, I was playing a, a, like, side character that I started this morning just to, like, do something for 20 minutes. So I think it's me. Yeah, but I had to get myself tape done. Yeah, but you also keep pressing triangle and ending your turns. And I think that you're more frustrated with the game than I am because I, so I think I'm, I'm, I'm more excited I'm not frustrated about with it. the game. I'm frustrated with myself because I'm a fucking moron. And that's, that's on me. Um, but That's true. This, the, I, we love this game. We're going to be playing. Oh, it's my favorite game. Yeah. Well, I'm going to like the, all I'm streaming from now on is Baldur's Gate 3. We're going to uh, have to build a new computer for it. Because um, for you, I have no problems. Well, now that it's on medium graphics, but I don't want to play, play on medium. I don't play on medium graphics. I play on high. On stream? Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. No, no. There's there's abs- there's no way. I fucked with the settings a little bit more than you did. And what I'm, did you do? I turned off like all of the like ambient shadow. I turned off all the like light rays. 
I turned off all of the like little things in the background that you notice when you have like a really good setup. Um, but I turned off all of that shit. So that should have also turned off for me because the settings stayed the same. Across the computer? No, we have different yeah. set we have different profiles. Okay, well I'll 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 show you the settings that I came up with yesterday before my stream and I'll I want to stream on Ultra. Sorry, guys, we need to move on because this stream is brought to you. This book <laughs> oh my club, gosh. Yeah, yeah. our whole channel right now, really, because we're so infatuated with our mm -hmm. new partner. Mm -hmm. uh, our last bit of housekeeping, I promise, it's going to be a little bit longer. And podcast listeners, this isn't going to be very interesting for you, but I'm not going to edit it out because uh, that takes time. And I'm a lazy. We don't have editor, any. According to some recent comments. Uh, <laughs> the podcast today. Yes. And for the foreseeable future is brought to you by MistyMountainGaming.com. MistyMountainGaming.com is a dice and tabletop RPG accoutrement company that brings you the best in the business. And today they're bringing us... The, the best? The whole business. The whole business. The whole business. This is the Bahamut bag. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. It is a uh, mystery bag, so we don't actually know what's inside. No idea. It comes with so much stuff. Yeah, they did not drop us yet, Albino, that is correct. They did not drop us. In we, fact, <laughs> in fact, we're, 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 we're doubling down. They, they sent us so much stuff that they had to send extra stuff in this bag because it couldn't all fit in this bag. Yeah. So Clarus, we're gonna do a little bit of an- Give, give me this for scale. Yeah, Clarus for scale. Clarus for scale. Um, The bag was part of it. So, we are going to do a little bit of an unboxing and show you everything that comes in their big, their biggest mystery box, the Bahamut bag. Clarus, Bahamut. would you like to open dice set number one? Ooh, oh, and it comes in a fancy box. And too. I will open dice set. Is it a magnetic box? Number two. I love these. They're so satisfying. I know, right? That little, like, All right, click. three, uh -huh. two, one. Ooh. Oh my God, wait a second. No, these are the ones you ordered. These are yours. No, 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 they're not. Aren't they? No, the they're not. The werewolf ones? Oh my god! I'm gonna have two sets of these. That's gonna, so funny. I, I bought <laughs> these. Have like I don't know if we're gonna be able to see it on camera. They're these the have, werewolf ones. The natural twenty on these is like a wolf moon. Give it a second. Give it a second. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sure. This is the Labradorite. I'm gonna have two sets of these. Look at this. So sexy. Okay, wait. Let me. Uh, wait. Are these the ones you ordered? The green ones. Yeah. So these are these are the ones that. We, wait, but we have another order coming. Well, apparently not. Apparently, look, guys. I oh, got, okay, no, these ones we bought. Oh, these didn't come with the mystery bag. I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't that we had too much, but like I got this like really pretty green. But wait, no, we have another order coming from them, which is this stuff. Did they send us double? Could you imagine if the exact dice that we ordered also showed up in the mystery bundle? I'm checking our shop app because that's fucking <laughs> this hilarious. Is dice porn. Yes, dice porn. Dice if you, porn. If you if you get horny for some dice. Look at that. Oh my god, they're so pretty. Guys, if you didn't know, I like mint green. Yeah, this is still in transit. Haha. <laughs> oh, maybe it's just this. Maybe it's just the mini, because the mini didn't come. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. All right, and then yeah, these look are at this. My big sexy. D20 pride pin. Yeah, this so this is this must be this. Okay. All the dice came together and there's just the one extra okay. thing that came on its own. So those are the ones, those so are the we ones bought, that we these specifically ourselves. got. We were like, this is what I want. This is what I need. Tell me what you want. Really, really want. Um, I desperately need a campaign to play a werewolf. Yeah. Uh, so if anyone has a campaign where I can play a werewolf, Anyone's let me know. Yes. Sexy um, math rocks. Exactly. I love, I love dice sets where the D12 is bigger than the D20. I hate that because you pick up the D12 instead, but it's fine. I know. It's because you can't count. All right, those are the ones we bought. Very excited about my Labradorite Warwolf yes, set. Yes, yes. But Clarus, mm -hmm. should we go? Should we go like? So, so there's so many pockets. Should we start with the front pocket? Front pocket. 
All right. Is there anything in here? There is something in here. Okay, okay. okay All right. Okay. Pocket one. What do we got? We've got. Ooh. Oh my gosh. They're like dragon, dragon scale dice. And they're heavy. they're heavy. Yeah, they're metal ones. Yo, look at these. They're so pretty. Damn. And you can actually read them, which is so nice. I know. That is the one thing that I try to be mindful of with dice. Okay. I was so close to being a natural one. It was a seven. We're fine. We're fine. We're yeah, fine. You're fine. We you're don't fine. have to burn the dice. Yeah. Not that it would work because they're fucking metal. Let's go. Those are very, very cool. Love that. Okay. I think so, that's everything in there. Yeah. That There was only one thing in the front and then there's nothing in this like okay. pouch right here. Guys, this bag is so versatile. I know. I'm so excited to use this on our trip. Okay. Guys, Nerdy Nightly 15, you get 15% off your orders there. Yeah. Go use, go use our code. Okay. Well. We have a big fat uh, note sketchbook. Holy shit. Look at this. That's beautiful. Show the back too. Holy crap. This is mine. It like matches. I'm claiming this. What do you mean? I am claiming this. Why? Because I want it. But I want it. Well, then you can go to missymountaingaming.com and use code nerdynightly15 for 15% off. Look at this gorgeous... <laughs> Like bound leather journal. Yeah. And it's not lined pages, so you can use it as like a sketchbook. Like it's got like really nice thick weighted paper. Oh my paper. god. I want like it's it's like so big for a D and D table. I know. To have the but, Oh like, and it's like linen pages. Ooh, Wait, what's this? What is this? Let your thoughts dance across our pages. Heed to the symbols of poetic earth's tree of life journal. Look, Ooh. there's like there's like um Oh, like wax what i'm not an artiste i don't know how i think it might be for works. like dry erase so for if you want to do like character sheet stuff dry erase for yeah the wax because you can see through it right so you can like write stuff under like you can like write your like health points and stuff underneath and then like wipe them away is that how wax paper works i don't know i've never used it like that before this comes gorgeous with, like um, literally missing my gaming this is it's beautiful yeah it also comes and it with, smells like leather um information on the art as well, cool. which is really, really fun. The tree of life. Yeah, I love that. All right, God what's damn. next? Okay, so that's everything in that pocket. Now we get to the, the big boys. Dice bag. dice bag. Is there dice in the dice bag? I think so, there's something in it for sure. <laughs> okay. Oh shit. One, two. Nice, oh man, okay. Three. Three. Four. Five. Six sets of dice. Okay. This is a really pretty color. I think these are just like the regular... Um, acrylic like resin yeah. sets, yeah. Yeah. All right, so we have not Christmas. Not resin, just acrylic. Christmas is fun. Well, it's not Christmas. It's, it's green and red. Oh, it is kind of red. It, it's like We're going to use those for Roleplay Relay too. These will be Santa's dice. Santa has his dice. What, what about... Well, I guess he can use these ones too. Those are... It's like red and black. Oh, yes. Red... The blood of angry men. I love that. Those are the latest dice. These are gorgeous, like light blue. These are wonderful. Mm -hmm. Blue, these ones are for you. Oh, and these are like, like if I was like a copper dragon, like kind of dice. Very they got nice. sparkle in them. And then these are like, if you like took the snow that you pee into and then you turn those into dice. It's the pea snow dice. Okay, all Let's right. Let's go. Sure. A little why, dragon's why eye in the bag here. Let's go. Uh, Wheel of Time says, any Wheel of Time today, lol? Let us be kind to our sponsor for one let second. Us, let us be happy. Misty Mountain Gaming gave us a bunch of great shit. And you can go use Nerdy Nightly 15. We've never, we haven't done a sponsor spot in here in so long. Hey, oh. It's like a... 
Horn uh, uh, Stein. Hey, there, well, a man come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. One day when the tonguing is done, we'll take our leave and go. We got a little bracelet that says cleric on there it, once was... which hey, is hilarious because Fenora, our cleric. And then um, we have this, like, really pretty um, necklace, or you can use it as a bookmark. It just has a dice inside. Yeah. Nice, right? And it's like... Um... This, is my, this is my improvised weapon. <laughs> Oh god. Oh god. No, thank you. Um, we've got a little pin that says Ranger on it. Cleaning this thing is gonna be the worst. I know. Oh, that is so cute. I thought you might like that. Y'all, look at this pin. Oh, here, you get this one. It's Barbarian. Barbarian. I'll get the cleric one. Why am I a Barbarian? Come on, let's be honest. I'm not a barbarian. Well, I'm not a barbarian. I'm a, I'm a valor bard. Okay. Don't put the mug in the dishwasher. Good to know. Thank you. Thank you for that. All right. We got another set of dice in here. You got to tell there's a clock. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. We got to take okay, these out. Okay. 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 Oh, my God. Guys. Look at these metal. They're individually wrapped. Okay. Um, I'm going to try and, like, hide your face. Hide your face. Hide your wife. Hide your kids. Look at this. I, I feel like it's not showing it very well. No, it's doing a good job. Oh, my God. Holy crap. That's so cool. Misty Mountain Gaming, your things are so beautiful. Tell totally Marth, loving the nerd swag bag. So are we. Yeah, thank you. They're so thank light, but they're metal. Jet. That's so cool. They're metal because they're, they're hollow dice. Yeah. So they don't, they're not super duper heavy, which is really cool. I got another that. little bag here. Oh, another pin. It's a dragon. It's a little frost dragon. White dragon. Little white dragon. And he's taking a bath. I think he's taking a bath. Hey, dragons are good with hygiene. Telmar, thank you for that super chat. Appreciate Hell that. Yeah, thank you. All right, we got two more boxes left. Two more? What? Yeah, there's the strap in here as well. But we got two more the boxes. Strap. Here you go. Three. Three. Two. two one. one. Oh. Okay. Oh, wow. babe, look at the lighting, the way the light affects these ones. <gasps> Those are the other ones that I wanted to get. Literally the other ones that I was thinking about getting. Look at, for the like color like reflects through them. Look at that. Yeah. Wow. Oh That's so pretty. Misty Mountain, you spoiled us. Oh. These are Ooh. so gorgeous. I can't get this one out. Oh my God. These are like agate. Ah! These are like these are like beautiful stone dice. Yeah. Zedrog, nerdy could be a barbarian. A barbarian. Welcome back to the nerd table. Thank you for that, guys. These are so pretty. That's actually kind of a funny idea to be a bard who like takes yeah. a couple classes of a couple levels of barbarian in order to get rage. Yeah. So that you're a bard who like doesn't take physical damage. But I don't think you can cast spells while you're raging. You know, cast spells and rage at the same time. I don't. I don't know. I don't know why. No, wait. No, that's not a thing. I think I'm making that up in my head. Maybe you could be a College of Swords bard then. Guys, these... So, when we ordered our own dice... All right, that's everything. I, like, was waffling um, between those green ones and these ones. And so, the fact that these came in the mystery bundle brings me so much joy. Because when we were describing what uh, Feanor's magic looked like, it was kind of like reflective light prism things. And so, this... I, I literally thought about getting these dice to kind of commemorate her... Because they're so pretty. 
Oh my god. I know you can't maintain concentration spells while raging, but I don't think that affects you casting spells. Yeah. And like, I feel like you Maybe could, you can bardic inspire while raging, right? Because that's not technically a spell. Thank you, Miss Mountain Gaming. Thank we are so you. excited. Uh, if you want to see these dice rolled, go to Roleplay Relay 2, November 25th. It's going to be live on this channel. It's going to be a huge charity event. Mm -hmm. um, we're still, we're still working on what charity it's going to be. Although, I, I, I'm leaning towards the Trevor Project again, personally. Yeah. Okay. Um, and we can Down use that. that through Tiltify, so it, it will probably be the Treasure, pro Treasure Project unless something else comes up that we really want to get into. Um, gotcha. Support those gay youths. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, thank you so much for Missy Mountain for partnering with us. We're so excited. Use code NerdyNightly15 at MissyMountainGaming.com yeah. to go get yourself uh, some stone dice uh, and some so glass ones. Great. And all, the other ones are nice too, but the stone ones are really where it's at, in my opinion. Um, um, they're, my, they're always my favorite. I'm a stone dice boy. I like the weight. Uh, yeah. And I like the Labradorite. I'm really excited. I want to create my werewolf boy so badly. <laughs> right? Um, all right. Um, I was able to find all the dice sets. Blue, you are the freaking best. Thank you. Blue. Guys, get you a mod like Blue. Yeah. Get you a mod like Blue. Thank you so much, Blue. We really appreciate it. And with that, that is our sponsor spot. Thank you so much to Missy Mountain. We are so excited to continue working with you, uh, especially since our next thing is for charity, uh, which is yeah. always special to us. Mm -hmm. Let's get into... Uh, this week's reading, uh, Clarus. Mm -hmm. How'd you feel about this week's reading as a whole? Hmm. Um. Uh. Mostly loved it. Uh, I think, like you, mostly loved it. There was some like really, really fantastic stuff in there. A couple little things that I kind of glazed over. There, I was like, eh. we're gonna get back to that in one second. Yeah. Zedrog said, or uh, sorry, Father Jerusalem says, uh, what about doing it for one of the Sagaftra funds? So we're not really sure if the strike is going to continue to the end of November. It was something we considered. Mm -hmm. We are also planning on... I also don't know if they're on Tiltify, and we kind of want to do something where you guys direct donate to them instead of donating to us, and then we have to go through the complicated tax yeah. thing of, like, bouncing that money around. So. It makes it, it just makes things easier for us. Um, although we are planning a trip to L.A., and if the strike is still happening, we are going to... Uh, possibly picket, drive around oh, waters, yeah. that kind of thing. And, um, you know, just show up, show our support in, in any way that we can. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, at the end of November, there's we, we at, well, we're we not really sure what's going to be uh, going on at that point. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. But, so, well, 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 I kind of want to announce charity soon because I think that in getting sponsors, because I want to try and find some matching donors. Mm. Get, getting them on board without knowing what the charity is might be hard. Yeah, we should definitely, we should definitely. We're going to announce the charity soon, I promise. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, we, we did think about that, Father Jerusalem. My hair is so weird and curly today. Uh, how do you feel about this week's reading? We Let's know, get back to uh, sorry, Matthew, thank you. Oh, Matthew, Welcome what's up? Welcome to the table. The nerd table. Bardbarian, a bard that only plays rock music. Hey, hey, the Willowman comes to bring us sugar and tea and rum. He's just very angry all the time. <laughs> uh, how do you feel about this week's reading, Clarice? Uh, yeah, pretty good. Pre pretty good. A lot, lot of stuff in here to love. Um, I did also, uh, fun fact, I did actually go back and read the section about the, um, the Summon Asai, because I was like, why am I thinking that it has something to do with the people who are turned? And it literally says mm -hmm. that, the, that, like, they're, um... That the, there is a connection to being turned with these people. It doesn't uh, really write it out. And it's like, oh, they're very uncomfortable with the 13 and 13 for obvious reasons. And so I feel like I'm like onto something about them being like a byproduct of the turning or whatever it is. Um, so just wanted to uh, throw that out there and, uh, you know, reinforce my predictions. So rather than talk about how you felt about the reading, you just wanted to sit here and brag about your predictions. Yes, exactly. Cool, 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 cool. Um, I, I, you know what? I get very few wins. Uh, and so this 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 felt uh, this felt like a commemorative moment. 
Um, I guys, there's something fishy going on. A commemorative moment? Yeah. yeah, yeah. What don't do you mean? You don't even know if you're right yet. I believe that I'm right. You can't. You can't commemorate it belief. until after you, it's been like a year after you're right. No, no, but you can't belief, commemorate in advance. B- belief trumps everything. I would you like know, to. It's like hope. I would like to announce that this stream commemorates the uh, Team Canada's gold medal at the 2026 Winter Olympics. Uh, we're commemorating it live now because I know that it's going to happen. I know that I'm right. Okay. Jesus. Uh, Turvok, thank, thank you, you so much for that super, super chat. chat. Send you something to the P.O. Box. Oh, my gosh. Ooh, we're going to get a little gift from Turvok in the P.O. Box. Okay. Can't wait. That's That'll be fun. fun. Thank you. Uh, y'all y'all have been really sweet in the P.O. Box lately. Mm. Uh, thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, I, I feel weird about this week. For a couple of reasons. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of things I really didn't like. Mostly the Matt stuff. Yeah. There's a couple of things that are, like, amazing. Yeah. Like, truly wonderful. Yeah. So much fun to read. Mm-hmm. And then around the, 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 like, the, like, two golf, in the golf between those two things, rather, um, there was a lot of bouncing around. Yeah, which... <laughs> Which, it's not my personal favorite. And also, I, I don't always think does a, does a great service to the character narrative. I think that it is interesting for the larger narrative. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, understanding that there is so much war going on is good. Yes. Um, I, I do kind of wish at this point we were diving a little bit deeper into some of these characters. Mm-hmm. And, and I kind of feel like because of how much bouncing around there is, it's a little shallow. Uh, yeah, uh, my personal preference has always been um, less bouncing around. It's the reason I stopped reading uh, A Song of Ice and Fire. Because uh, I just couldn't really get into and invested into the characters I was reading about. Because as soon as I started to, it changed. And mm. th- this isn't necessarily quite the same thing. Because I feel like I already know the characters and I'm invested in them. Yeah. But it is changing so frequently um, that as soon as I feel like I'm kind of getting a grasp of what's going on, it shifts. Mm. And that's, you know, I'm not saying that that's good or bad. Uh, I think that mileage may vary with that kind of thing because there's some people who really enjoy that. But for me, I find it a little bit frustrating. I actually, I, I don't mind the bouncing around in writing. I, I, I'm i a big fan of the song of Ice and Fire for yeah. the most part. Um, for, for me, it is the... Um, in this particular case, it's that we're kind of at the end of a narrative for a lot of these characters. We're at the payoff of a lot of arcs. And because of how often it's bouncing around, I feel like there isn't a lot of depth to... It, it, it feels very, like, um, It feels like things strokes. are going on. And, and it's part of the reason why I wish some more characters had died earlier mm-hmm. is because there is an element of these characters where there's too many people and there isn't yeah. enough oxygen in this book to narratively tie off where everybody's journeys are landing. Yeah. And so there's some characters like Min, who I feel like has been just completely forgotten. Yeah. Um, or Kat Swain, who just is so purposeless in this book. And yeah. it's just kind of there for one scene. <laughs> she just doesn't matter. To be like, I crushed it. And even Rand's like, you did not do fuck. You barely did anything. Like, what are you talking about? You know? And so it's like, yeah. it's, it's this tough thing where like, there's so many characters in this book. And because of the like unwillingness to kill people earlier on, there are characters who seem like they should be important, like Talmains, who was who was saved integral to the prologue, and then to, but but like they saved his life in order for him to literally not return, kind for of just be there, hundreds of pages, right? Yeah, and no, he's there. He's like mentioned in passing, <clears throat> though, which is 
kind of unsatisfying. But it kind of feels like everyone's mentioned in passing. Yeah. And and there just there isn't enough book left for some of these narratives to end with any aplomb. Like Brigitte, we get this moment with Brigitte in the woods where she's like talk like missing Gaidal again. And, and she's fearful for and she's, what, like, her memory loss means. But she's kind of been in the same place for a while. I know. We've had this same conversation about Brigitte, like, being like, I don't know if I'm going to remember Gaidal or not. Yeah. And not doing anything about it. She just kind of is, like, exists. This is, like, the, the place her character exists in is yeah. this constant worry. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. It's just that there's there's so many characters that are kind of stuck in a place of constant something. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're not really in motion because they just have to do this fight. And we have to get to the next character and talk about their ongoing trauma and get to the next character and talk about their ongoing trauma. And it, it while I'm really enjoying the writing of all of that, and I think the sequences are really interesting and that the battle is fun and, and there's a lot going on that I do really like about the writing, mm-hmm. moment to moment sometimes I'm like, yeah, this is kind of, uh, it's, it's gotten a little bit shallow. And yeah, I, I wish that, I, I wish that we were getting deeper into these characters and not kind of like, just like glazing over the stuff that we already kind of know about them. This is the first book that feels a little bit rushed. Mm-hmm. Um, cause yeah, I, I there is stuff that I would like to go on a deeper dive into exploring. Um, mm-hmm. but it right now it just feels like events, 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 because you know, we have to push forward to the last battle. And so I get it, fully understand. Um, but I I, I do agree. It feels a little surface level because we have to get to a certain point by a certain number of pages. Well, and I, I think that part of why I feel the way that I feel about it, and, and I don't know if you're feeling the same way, so I, I would like to know, is it kind of feels like all this is pointless. And I and the writing is what is doing that to me in that everyone just keeps being like, so when is Rand going to do the thing? The, like, you know what I mean? Like all of this fighting, all of the war... And it's why I, it's why when earlier we were talking about the last battle throughout these last few books, and I was like, I just wish I knew what it was. And it's because now we're at... It's literally a, it's what's happening. It's a battle. Right. But it kind of feels like what everyone else is doing is just like, and Rand is going to go do the thing that matters. And so we're all just going to do stuff until then. And all of this stuff kind of feels like stuff until Rand does that. Okay. I definitely don't feel that way because Rand explains that like, he has to go do a thing that is going to leave him vulnerable um, everywhere, right? And yeah. so mm-hmm. he needs everybody doing a, a, a part, doing their part in this so that he can achieve his goal. It's not, it, it's, they're kind of used almost as distractions, right? But there are armies that do need to be fought off to try and save, like, citizens and people who can't protect themselves. So you've got people fighting on all fronts, and everyone is kind of, in a sense, like, a shield for Rand at the moment, um, yeah, I agree. It's kind of like, when is Rand going to go do the thing? But I understand why everyone has their own part to play. I understood that mm-hmm. until we get to the Infakandar chapter mm-hmm. at the end here. And they're like, even the Trollocs and people don't hang out in this valley. So we just have to hold the gorge. And I'm like, oh, well, if you just have to hold the gorge, why are... Wait, what do you mean? Like, I thought this was a valley full of armies and soldiers and everybody. I thought everyone was here. But no. you're telling me that they're, they're, that they're not here. <laughs> So you emptied out the blight, but, like, if all you have to do is hold the gorge, I I just, I I think that, like, because I don't understand what the end goal of any of these battles are, other than to get the shadow away from Shia Ghoul. Sure. You know what I mean? But, but, but. Citizens? Fuck them. No, no, but. They can can fuck around on their own. But they're, but they're not, right? Like, they're, they're just. What do you mean? They're waiting for Rand to do a thing. Every, 
they, that like, camps in- are full of refugees of people. And a lot of those people decided to pick up arms to protect themselves and their families, but they're still fucking, like, refugees. And so it's like... Sure, yeah, If yeah. they just, like, you know, hunkered down in a place and let everything burn and die and everyone be murdered, like, that would be super shitty. I, I, I totally get that. Mm-hmm. I, I What I mean is that the nebulous, we need to break the seals at the right time so that Rand can do the thing in Shia Ghoul and everyone's just like, okay, when are we doing that? And Rand is like, don't worry about it, I'll let you know later. Well, it's not up to Rand, it's up to Egwene. It's not up to anybody. Well, no, because they don't have the but, fucking but, seals. But, but my, my point is that I, I don't have any grasp right now mm-hmm. on what the what the value of waiting is. Rand just keeps saying that he's waiting for the right time. And I don't know, I don't have any context for what that is. It seems like the right time would have been before everybody started to die. Like, it seems like the right time to go Books fight. Ago? The, no, no, no. I mean, like, literally, like, before you started to lose on every front. It seems like the right time has passed now. Yeah. And you're now in, like, you're in the wrong time to be, like, oh, because here's what's happened. Rand is now in a position where everyone, he's losing on every front, and now he's going to have to go and do it desperately because they're fucked. Rand doesn't know that they're fucked. He's about to find out. Sure, but Rand has a list of things that he needs to accomplish before he can beat the final boss, right? He mm-hmm. has to, like, he has to make sure that the Black Tower is not going to come and, like, just murder everyone while he's away. Right, that thing that he did nothing about, yep. Well, he was going to, and then he was found, he? Yeah, and then he found out that they'd taken care of themselves, and he's like, okay, well then, you know, that's Okay, the but thing was he actually list. ever going to go do that? Yeah. Really? Because yeah. it didn't seem like he had much of a plan other than, uh... Yeah, uh, no, I, I believe that he was going to. Rand has been sitting around for a week not doing anything? That is not true. He has been bopping around to battles, uh, he, not in disguise at first, sure. and then in disguise, to try and help people. Sure. I, we are not to, on the to, same page To help this. people in losing battles. There, there's literally he, they're, they're not Rand says there's a list of things I gotta go do uh-huh. and then he spends a week kind of bopping around doing random shit yes they are losing they're losing shit. on every front he's doing he, he's kind of like doing random shit he's not doing the things on his list right he's he waits a full week to go see the Sanchez Empress he waits a full, full he, week yeah it's like a, literally a week yeah he sets up his armies to defend the defenseless people literally not his job <laughs> Like, you, that is quite goes, literally the job that he gave away. But they, the, the the author literally dives into his guilt for the people dying that he can't save. I know, of but they're dying the while he's hanging out. He's for not hanging out. He literally Where is going around fucking all from? of his women. Literally, literally. People are like, hey, we, we have read multiple chapters of multiple characters being like, what is Rand? Is, is Rand going to do anything? Like, literally, that's what the characters are talking about in the book is, hey... Is Rand going to do this? But we Moraine is like, Rand, stop wasting time. But we see Rand doing shit. Moraine is literally going up to him in the book uh-huh. and going, stop wasting time. Get your shit together. Yeah. This is dumb. You don't need to be doing this. Yeah, because when Moraine you have is like, let the those voice people of reason die. character, the, if the voice of reason character, if his mentor character is coming up to him being like, this is a waste of time. I'm sitting there reading it going, yeah. I I agree. No, I'm on Rand's side here because he wants to save everybody. And I love the character development that we've had of him being so cold and then realizing that he can't be cold. He has to, like, accept the guilt and accept the the sadness and accept the deaths. And he's trying desperately to make sure that his people are set up for success in the best way possible 
while he then goes to the Shanshan, while he then fights on the fronts, while he decides how to deal with Tame, because Tame is going to be a problem, yeah. right? If the Black Tower shows up and murders all of his people, then what is it even for, right? Like, he is trying to give himself the best foundation for everybody to succeed while he's doing this thing. And it's not up to him when he breaks the seals. And so, in a sense, I think there is a part of him that's stalling, but I don't, I think that's maybe 10 out of like 100%. I think, like, Moraine okay. is honestly being too harsh on him because I relate to Rand so much in wanting to try and help everybody that I possibly can. Okay, so if you knew mm -hmm. that there was an end point to this conflict mm -hmm. that involved you having to go do a thing, uh -huh. and you're like, God, I feel so guilty about all of these people dying because I am not going to do that thing. Mm -hmm. You're at fault for those people dying. You know what I mean? Is it fault either way? Sure, but there is a there there's a like there is a problem in the argument of I need to go do this thing, and the longer I put it off, the more my people are going to die. But he doesn't even put it off that long. It's been uh, the span of one week, and in that week, he uh, set up his forces, tried to help them as much he as didn't possible. Didn't set up his forces wasn't his job. That he, literally was like you like your everyone else did that. And Rand And he went around gave and away. gave them the best chance possible by either testing, showing his face, or by hiding and helping them out. He does and that after like he... five days. Rand doesn't join the battlefield for the first five days. Okay, but he also is trying to figure out how to deal with the Black Tower. He has to scout ahead to Shia Ghul to see what he's up against. He doesn't like he doesn't come up with a plan for the Black Tower. He just says, Perrin, go check it out. Well, yeah, because he's like worried that if he goes himself, Perrin... like, there's going to be an issue. I I, I get that. I get that he's worried, mm -hmm. but his worry stalls him so hard that he ultimately doesn't accomplish anything at the Black Tower. They do it themselves, and they survive in spite of him, not uh -huh. because of him. Yeah. Rand let the Black Tower burn, and they survived because Perrin has magic powers, and the Black Tower and Andral is a fucking G. But Rand... None of Rand's actions helped the Black Tower at all. Um, Arisu actually makes a really good point. Also, welcome back to the nerd table. But he had to wait for the Matt's ruling colors to show him two on so he could get her to sign the peace document. I'm sure all of the Ashaman who have been turned to the dark agree with that statement. I'm sure they're all sitting there in hell but because the Black Rand Tower... But why he can't do anything. Whether the... or not you accept that is up to you, but... No, Rand went, I'm worried about it. And then didn't do anything. He knew Tame was there. He knew it was an issue. But he also knew that if he went, it would be a trap. Like so, it's a, so that's a good reason to just do nothing, though. Like, like you're advocating for like. But he didn't do nothing. He sent parents. The only thing needed for evil to flourish uh -huh. is for good men to do nothing. He's not guess doing what? nothing. He's doing Tame, a million things. And guess what? Rand let Tame. Rand has been talking about how he needs to do a Tame for three books. Uh, that I agree with. And now, because he did nothing, because he did nothing, mm -hmm. Tame has an army of Ashaman, mm -hmm. and he has the seals of the Dark Ones prison. Yeah, I agree that that Rand is a has past mistake up. of his. It's not I'm a past mistake. It is current. It is a current mistake. It is an ongoing, perpetual mistake that he has known has been a problem for, for fucking ever. No, what do you mean it's a It's a past mistake? It is a week ago. Yeah, he let it go too far, and then in this week... He does something about it. He, he does sends nothing. Perrin. Perrin shows up and is like, I'm going. Rand does not send for Perrin. Perrin goes to Rand yeah. and tells and Rand, Rand like, that he's right, going. Yeah, I'm going to help you out with that. That is not I don't Rand know what to doing do about something. This. That is Rand literally giving, be, being given a gift of a solution, not coming up with one. 
Yeah, because he has Rand none. procrastinates until that. somebody else comes up with a solution for sure. him. Sure. If, if a parent had not shown up, Rand would have continued to do fucking nothing. And and Mastermind literally has the seals of the Dark One's prison because Rand fucked up. Well, we don't really know. And how that's fine. Got that's those. not bad writing. It is okay for our heroes to fuck up. Yeah. But to to defend his actions, it, not the I'm not and I'm not attacking the author's choice to have Rand fuck up. Mm-hmm. But to say that it isn't a fuck up, I think is and to say that Rand is in any way responsible for the Black Tower's saving mm-hmm. is, I think, like just not true. I don't think he's responsible for it. I think that he but procrastinated saying, and got lucky that somebody else handled it. I, I, and it's his. Rand, I'm talking about what he's been up to in this week. You're saying he's been doing nothing, sitting around waiting for things to happen, and I disagree with that. But the longer that he waits to get moving, the more people are going to die because he's not in motion. And yes, he does finally get Maybe. in motion. And yes, he goes to some battlefields. But it's it's a little bit too little too late on, on a lot of those battlefields. Tarwin's Gap is fucking lost. Yeah, but he has to plan. He has to get the Sanchez to sign He literally doesn't have to he plan. Has to that, sell. again, no, isn't his to, job. He has to plan his attack on Shia Ghul. He has to literally go and scout it out. He has to figure out what he's going to do. He has to figure out what he's going to do with Kalendor. Like, there's, like, so many little pieces that you're just, like, hand-waving away. I, I understand that. I, I'm not saying that he's... I'm not saying that... Uh, look, I think that Rand is waiting for pieces to fall into place okay. in order for, like, the right time. Okay. I'm also saying, I don't know what the right time means. Mm-hmm. And so, in the book, when the characters are walking around going, when is he going to do the one thing that needs to happen for this to end? Mm-hmm. Because none of these other battles actually matter in the end, right? They are all just... Well, they do matter. If everyone else is dead, what's the point of saving the world? Like, no, no, Rand I'm not is saying, the last I, person left alive. I'm not saying they don't matter to the characters. No, no, I'm, I'm saying, saying that they don't the matter in the scheme. conflict, right? Yeah, like, in the grand scheme of things, if everybody dies, what's the point? I, I'm not talking about their lives. I'm talking about the fact that winning in Candor doesn't win anything other than people are alive, right? Like, there's no... It's a pretty big win to me. That is not what I'm saying and you know it. You're just No, I, I genuinely busy. don't understand. Winning in Candor uh-huh. does not end the conflict. Okay. Winning at Tarwin's Gap does not end the conflict. Okay. Winning in Camelon does not end the conflict. Mm-hmm. There is no win condition anywhere else that actually ends anything except Rand going to Shia Ghul, right? There is one thing that has to happen for this to end. And so everything else is just stalling tactics to get to that one thing. Okay. And I don't know what that one thing is. I still don't actually know what the last battle is, right? This, All of these skirmishes are not the last battle. Partially because there's a chapter called The Last Battle. But but we're, we're, we're heading towards an event that has to happen. Mm-hmm. And there are multiple characters that we have been told are like the trusted advisors. Mm-hmm. who are all going around being like, go do the thing. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, 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 not yet. I'm waiting for the right time. Mm-hmm. And then people are dying. And he's like, oh, I feel so guilty about it. But like the right time, right time, right time. Got to wait for the right time. Got to go get the slaves involved. You know what I mean? I, I got it. Like, well, he has to go get the Sanchin involved. He, that is literally part like, of the narrative. Why? What do you mean, why? If they're fighting a child ghoul and the Sanchin come in and fuck everybody up. Sanchin aren't going to be a child ghoul. They're going to Candor. What? That's not what I said. I said, if everyone is, is fighting and yeah. Rand is a child ghoul and the Sanchin ride in and murder everybody, then they all become slaves. And Rand has to go and be like, hey, we need a peace because this is the last battle. That is like an integral part of how this has to function for people to survive and not become slaves. But but like if he but if Shao Gu was already done, then that wouldn't be a problem. What do you mean the Sanchen would still be a problem? 
The Sanchez are still a problem because Rand's idea of how to solve their problem doesn't make any sense. Rand's whole solution to the Sanchez problem is so dumb and naive. We'll get to that. Yeah, but we'll like, get to that. He, he believes that he needs them on the peace treaty. And so that like that is like an integral part of what has to happen. Look, I and, and I'm I'm okay with that. I I just wish that I, I wish that the narrative had been set up in a way where if you're going to spend so much time with characters that aren't Rand, mm -hmm. that their battles were more than just stalling tactics. I think that you're being a little callous. I don't the, understand. I don't know what, what, are... I don't know what you mean by callous. Well, because you're kind of like ah fuck the little guy. Doesn't matter about him. He can fight for his life. I don't care if he dies or has support. That's not what I'm saying. But at you were all. saying that's that not at battles, all what I'm saying. But you're saying these battles don't matter no, to the narrative. They matter to the narrative. They don't matter to the like the end condition of the conflict. They they are literally literally called stalling tactics by the generals. Okay. Right? They are. We are stalling for something. Okay. We're stalling for this thing. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows what it is. Rand won't tell anybody what it is. It is just this like nebulous thing that is going to happen at mm -hmm. some point. I'm not saying that I want everyone to die. Like that is but not at all what I've said. And you're vastly misrepresenting what I'm saying. That's what it's coming off across. Okay. But I'm literally telling you that that's not what I'm saying. Okay. And, you're, and I've said multiple times that's not what I'm saying. And you're still saying that's what I'm saying. So you're like, just saying it doesn't like matter. And I'm not sure I understand. I'm saying that there is no win condition. Yeah. In any of those three battles. Yeah. That ends anything. Okay. Because there are so there's an there is a unrealistic number of Trollocs. There's an unrealistic okay. number of Merdral. There the, the the dark side just has a wave of blob enemies that are meaningless. That they might as well be the putties. Like a billion Trollocs at this point. Th there might as well be but the putties from fucking Power Rangers. They're not interesting. Everybody can fight Trollocs now. At the beginning of this series, a Trolloc was supposed to kill 10 men. Now, uh, uh, every single man has killed 50 Trollocs. That's a pretty, yeah, the, that's pretty the, standard. The enemies aren't interesting. Mm -hmm. The fights are somewhat interesting at times. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, it is just waves of mindless idiots being wasted by our heroes because they're the great captains. In mm -hmm. these battles that we're being told are just stalling tactics as our characters don't really move forward in their narratives because none of our characters are with anyone who matters to them. I agree. I think the characters are stuck in their narratives because there's so many, like, skirmishes or battles. And so I, all I'm saying is that I wish that, narratively, mm -hmm. the skirmishes and battles were given more weight or, like, at, like Nynaeve and Lan were fucking together so that the characters who care about each other could be side-by-side side for some of this and have, like, deeper emotional conversations about what they're going through. Okay. But because everyone's but split But because up. they're all just fighting random shit. Okay. They're all just doing random fight shit. It, and it's fine and I liked it I liked reading it but I don't like you misrepresenting me saying it's like no no I think I understand better now because you're saying that people are separated that it doesn't feel meaningful to like our characters and so it's kind the, of just things like land land backing out of Shinar mm -hmm. just feels like description of fight stuff that's interesting mm -hmm. it, it, it is interesting and I enjoy reading it yeah it doesn't really feel like it matters to anything. Like, it doesn't feel like win or no, lose, no, I, I totally, the end of the plot changes. I, I, I hear what you're saying. It doesn't saying, feel like whether Kyrian burns or not, the end of the plot changes. The world is going to break at the end of this anyway. Yeah, so who I mean, knows if the city, any city survives. It's kind of just like who's going to be left at the end. I, I hear you. I thought, like, I, I was misunderstanding, like, what it was that wasn't like gluing it together for you, but well, you, having all of our to characters. To be fair, you put words in my mouth. You said that like you're being callous about the characters' lives, and I'm not. I'm not. Like, I said, I'm not, yeah, I said it feels like you're being callous. I know, I but I but I never like, said that I didn't care about the characters' lives. I said that I I feel like we're bouncing. Uh, like I never said that. And yeah, then you I'm, went there. I, I I'm saying 
what you what it sounded like you were saying was that like none of these other battles mattered and their lives didn't matter because it's all about Rand having to do this one thing. And I was like, well, I, I don't like in in my head, I was like, I don't think that's necessarily fair because those people like if even if Rand succeeds and everybody else is dead and nobody's left, then like that's not really a win either. And so I wasn't understanding what you were saying. And so that's why it came across to me as callous because it was like, sure. ah, their, their lives don't matter. Um, we have a, I want to go up, uh, we, cause we have a super chat from, oh, 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 keep going. There we go. <laughs> from Arizu, thank you for that super duper chat. Um, every Trolloc or Dreadlord that dies at a battlefield that isn't Thakandara is an enemy. You won't have to fight in the valley. They need these battles so enemies don't distract him from fighting on the actual dark one. Uh, I agree with I don't, you, but also... I don't agree with that, though, because there's a limit Rand, to the number of people that can be there. Well, Rand says that they don't... They, they, that they're not here usually anyways. Like, that this valley... And that was among the broken. I was... Yeah. I, I agree with you up until that scene. Yeah, it was, it was my, like empty Trolloc tents and whatever. Like, this is where they were, and then they left. But it's like, no, they don't hang out here. Nobody lives here. Nobody wants to be here. Like, that, that kind of made it weird. This is where I don't think you were listening to me. Very clearly. Okay. Or or, or or very closely. Because when I said that it doesn't matter, I wasn't saying that their lives don't matter. I was saying mm-hmm. that once we got to that scene, which I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. and you tell me that there's not usually people in this valley and all we need to do is hold this one gorge. Mm-hmm. That's where I go, okay, then why aren't we just doing that? Like, why are we doing all of these other things and putting everyone at risk of dying if well, there's not people in the valley and we just need to hold the gorge? Because they can't take all the refugees, right? So there's all these people that they're trying to protect back home. No, they're trying to fight. They're not, They're not like, protecting refugees. If they wanted to just save lives, if mm-hmm. that was the only goal, they wouldn't be fighting the battles the way that they are right now. They would be trying to, like, lead the Trollocs into a different... They, they would be getting the refugees out, and they would just be moving away, 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 and being like, whatever, we'll reseed this land when we get back well, to it after the fight. They can't run, right? Because Trollocs are, they like, ten times faster... Yeah, but they can't teleport hundreds of thousands of people very quickly, right? Because sure, not quickly, the but gateways, they could. The gateways take a lot of uh, power to maintain for that size. Of right, groups. but they moved everyone. They, but they no, but they can because they moved everyone into those positions to fight those wars. They, they chose having... to move their armies to Candor. They chose to move their armies to Camelon from the fields of Marilor. They, they, the... Yeah, but they're like they're still collecting refugees, like people who are trying to find a place that they can like. Be, sure, 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 sure. You know that they can survive. I'm just saying that, like for me, the the scene where they're overlooking Thakandar, and they're like, "This is where the fight's going to happen. Mm-hmm. We just need to hold this gorge so that people can't get into it." And then, other than that, it's mo- that's mostly like the big thing. And then we just have to fight the channelers here. And I'm like, okay, then. I agree. I definitely thought that like I was fine with it armies... until that. That is what ruined it for me because yeah. I was like, oh well, then if 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 all of the trolls can't be here, mm-hmm. then why are you drawing them out of here? Like yeah, who gives a shit? I, Hold I was the like, gorge. Oh, all the trolls live at Shia Ghoul, right? And like that's right. not actually the case. So I agree. I think that that kind of like undermined, uh, it, 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 in a way, what they're doing, which is unfortunate. Like I I definitely thought Shia Ghoul was like the capital hometown like i don't know like city of the the dark ones forces but it's kind that's kind of not actually the case so um we have another uh super chat that i just oh, don't want to miss from nicholas cardillo thank you so much <laughs> no i'm uh I'm, I'm not a dom i promise sure dude um cool 
Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think that that definitely undercut it. Um, it just, it, it just, it, it just all has this element of like. I, I wish that Rand would communicate what he was thinking, at least with us, if not the other characters. Yeah. So that I had some idea what he was stalling for, because mm -hmm. I don't really know. And like the idea that he's stalling for everything to just fall into place is boring to me. I don't want, I want him to be more active mm -hmm. and less like, I, I got to wait for Matt to get to the Sanchin before I can go talk to him. So we're just going to sit here. And... Well, no, he, he's not 100% sure where Tuan is. So, because obviously like she's like, oh my God, she was in her palace. That's crazy. Sure. But he's not going to like show up without. What the, that's exactly what he does. <laughs> he literally no, just he shows up to the palace. He knows that she's there for 100% fact. I guess. I, I, I don't know. I I, I wouldn't want to like give, give myself away either without like 100% certainty. She's that in I'm the palace the gardens. Right it's not like she's like. Sure. It's not, it's not like she's hiding. Yeah. But he can literally like travel to almost exactly where they are. As opposed to, well, I hope I'll run into her in the halls and that, you know, I don't make the situation worse. Yeah, I don't know. I, I look, I, 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 again, like, I, I enjoyed it. I, I just, I, 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 I don't hate it. Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to be super negative right now. I, I, I'm like, I, I felt a little frustrated at being called callous, but, um, the, there, there, there's a difference between caring about characters in their narrative and enjoying the way that that, that narrative has been set up and the way that it is playing out. And and those are different things. I care about mm -hmm. the characters and I don't yeah. want them to die. I do because it's more narratively interesting for like a war to have casualties, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it gets a little bit boring when everybody survives everything. And yeah. like, I'm so glad Gareth, Bryan, and Swan are dead. Oh, I love those characters? Yes. Were mm -hmm. they kind of at the end of their narrative? 100%, right? Like we got through their arc. Mm -hmm. But I'm not being callous about their lives. I just think that from a like setup standpoint, the last battle has not been set up very well for me. I will and still so agree with that, yeah. A, and, and that's all I was saying. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't feel like that is callous to say. And mm -hmm. I'm sorry if it came across that way, but whatever. Um, let's just, I guess we should just get into the chapters. Uh, chapter seven, into the thick of it. I When you said that this morning, I was like, wow, I haven't heard that TikTok sound in forever. I know, right? And it's because I never read the chapter titles, so I didn't know that this was a chapter. Uh, uh, Guillermo Barros says the armies are invading the other countries. They are trying to hold the hordes so they don't just spread like in the Trolloc Wars. I think Nerdy feels like Rand will be the magic end of all monsters, which I didn't. Oh, like the Dark One dies and all the Trollocs drop dead to the ground? Don't they? Uh, no, I, I don't think so. We Rand know that, seems to think so. We know that if they're like, if the Trollocs are linked to Merdral, then they might drop dead, but they don't always necessarily have to be linked. And so I don't know if that connection with the Dark One is the same. Uh, I, I'm mm -hmm. genuinely, I have no idea. Uh, but thank you for that super chat. Um, yeah, I, I think that, like, I, I understand that. I, 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 It's not even necessarily being about the end of the monsters. It's that, the like, you can't spread that far in a week. You just, you can't. Um, um, the Trollocs run really fast. Yeah, and also, like, Elaine's party is, like, moving through the woods and to Kyrian a little bit quickly for my taste. I don't have a good scale for how large those woods are, it's so. Like, it's weeks of riding. And like the woods? How do you know that? No, no, from from Camelin to Kyrian, and they're like at Kyrian now because they've done it in the past. It, and like mm. now, it took them like a week to get there, and I was like, I don't really understand how you guys are moving around the world this fast. I like, I really don't get how you guys are while in combat moving this quickly. Right, because it's been like a week ish. It's and been a week. They're 
close enough to Kyrian to know that the army split off that way. Yeah. yeah. There, there, there is some... Um... Oh, oh, right. A week is 10 days for no apparent reason. I. Yes. Oh, that's true. I do always forget that. Uh, there, but, there's yeah. a there's a little bit of quick motion, whereas there, there's like some, but they also like were not moving for days in the woods. They were fighting in the woods for days, and they, it I also took they them. They were deliberately drawing them further from. Like I thought they were It took them like running. two days to even get the Trollocs to start attacking them from Camelin. Mm-hmm. After they, you know what I mean? Like there's a couple of things where I'm like, oh, you guys are moving really fast and also in combat constantly, which feels a little bit. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really notice that. Um. Uh, there, there's there's an element of it where I'm like, if you guys deal with Shia Ghoul fast enough, the Trollocs can't get that far. Yeah. Like, just in a week, even if you can't move an army that quickly, right? And so there's there's an element of this where I'm like, how... Well, we know, I don't know, it's weird because we know that the Trollocs, if they're linked to fades and driven really hard, are, like, far faster than horses sprinting. So it's 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 one of those weird things where I, I don't feel like I have a good enough idea of it to know. And so because of that, it didn't like bother me. Like it didn't stand out. Sure. It just all feels very nebulous to me. It, that that, that element of it. And that's, I think, why this section suffers a little bit because we're jumping around so much. Like you said, it feels kind of shallow. Like getting into the nitty gritty of that, like they were like, ah, oh, we don't have time. You know, they were like, we got to get to the, the things that are happening as opposed to kind of how we got there, I guess. Uh, Ildram says, they, if they only fight at Thakandar, the other three Trolloc armies overrun all of Randland, and I don't really get what Nerdy's issue is. If you deal with Thakandar quickly, then you cut the head off of the snake of your army because you know exactly where it is and what the goal is, and then you go fight those armies where they've gotten to, but they, like, unless Rand's fight is going to take months, you, an army can't cross know. the continent in weeks. You know what I mean? Like, that, that's just not how... This, m- movement works. They did say they were going to prepare for weeks, months, or years. No, that that's just that's Iteralde not knowing what's up. No, that was the Aiel. I thought. That, no, it's Iteralde who said that. Oh, I thought that yeah. was Ruark. Um. Well, Iteralde is like, do you want to like deal? Do you want to do the? Do we want to prepare for the worst? Right. All right. Yeah. 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 Um. We need to get into it. It's been an hour, and we're not even talking about the chapters yet. Let's get we into it. So many dice. And we'll 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 keep going. I feel like people are just going to think that I'm an asshole after this. So I I don't know. Um, I'm, like, really in my head about that conversation, uh, and I, just honestly, like, I feel like I was pretty clear in that it didn't come across that way, and so I'm sorry if that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Um. It happens. We're only human. But, um, yeah, into the thick of it. We start with Elaine. Uh, she walks out, and now there's a, a non-magic setting, uh, that just, like, appeared in the middle of a tent. It's like, wow, trees! So that's fun. Because... Uh, wait, isn't this where... Oh, no, the, no. The, no, Rand just, just made a bunch of trees appear. Right, because Rand knows the song. He just knows the song. Yeah, he knows the song. It's like, oh, fuck, okay. Why wouldn't he know the song? I don't know, but I just, I'm mad I didn't think that he knew the song. Well, yeah, because he, he, he has his memories. Loose yeah, Theron he's been doing this song. fucking thing the whole time, and I was like, oh, of course, he knows the fucking song, because Matt's like, are you singing? He's like, Matt, shut up, I'm trying to do something. I was like, god damn it. So yeah, uh, Rand uh, Rand knows the song. Yeah, uh, the Tuatha'an can stop searching for it now. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, they're they're gonna take their four great captains. They're like, wow, how uh, crazy is it that there's four battles and four great captains? Crazy. Nothing like that ever happens in this series. Uh, well, that is um, uh, uh, Tavirin. 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 Why are there only four great captains? Because everyone else is fine. <laughs> no, I, there's like other that are like good. 
Which they say. Like, oh, yeah. There are some all right captains. You're also like a pretty good captain, but you're not like, yeah, I was like, what are the requirements for a great captain? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how do I join the club? Is it like that magic castle at in LA where mm-hmm. you like have to be invited to go? The song is WAP. That makes sense, actually. Yeah. yeah. Hydrate those plants. Um, oh, and, and Pedro Nile died, was a great captain. Mm-hmm. So there couldn't be five. There had to be four for this to go the way it's supposed to go, I guess. Uh, so, yeah, they are, they split up and mm-hmm. uh, the, they, what? And then the old gear show up. Yeah. Yeah. We finally get Loyal. Yeah. We miss all of Loyal's good shit. He, you know what? I'm. It doesn't matter. Um. I'm a little. I'm a little bit sad that we didn't get Loyal's interaction with the Ogier and at the stump. Um. If 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 anyone ever like picks up like a novelette spinoff, whatever, I would love Sanderson to write out what Loyal was doing and how that went for him. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, they're gonna fight. They're yeah, gonna, they're they're gonna they're bringing out their axes. Yeah, and uh, the women are with them, and there there's no. I I do like that the Ogier culture does not have any sort of distinction between those things. Yeah, it's like no, no, we're we're here to get shit done. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that means all of us. Yeah, which is like, it's so dumb that anyone, especially Calcede or whatever his name is, is like, what well, well, the women are fighting, and lands like, oh. yeah, it's the fucking last battle, dude. What what do you want? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Like. What what do you want from me? Let the well, let the women let fight. The women if fight. they want to die, they can die. Yeah. Like, who are you to tell them? It's the same no? with the guy earlier who was like, "Yeah, I can't hold a sword, but I'm not gonna go die in a tent back there. Let me ride into battle. Maybe my horse will trample something." Yeah. Um. Yeah. So um. Uh. Who is it? The uh. Oh, the with the horn. With the horn. Um. Uh. Elaine. No wait. Sorry. Egwene is like. Hey, we need a way to like move the the, the horn. Mm-hmm. We need someone to take care of like uh getting supplies around. Hey, Perrin, can you do that? And Perrin's like, uh, no, my wife's gonna do that. And finally, I was like, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, uh, and I, I understand Egwene here being like, uh, hey, maybe not her. And Perrin's like, no, no, you don't understand. She was she was born for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's been doing this her entire life. Um, like this is this is the point. This is why Fael is here. Yeah, as it turns out. Uh, do you think they still have the horn, or do you think that also got stolen? Um, <laughs> they like replaced it. I hope not. I I think you can only do that once. Yeah, the problem is that the series does that a lot. Mm-hmm. They, they they do the same thing over and over again, and I think that if this, I I don't want to be more negative, so I I want to be careful how I say this. Mm-hmm. But there are elements right now where I feel like there's a lot of really interesting stuff going on off page. Like, oh. the stump. Like, there's a lot of, like, really important stuff that we're being told about later. And that's happened throughout the whole series. Mm-hmm. But right now, it feels more poignant than ever. Like, it really yeah. feels, like, quite poignant that we didn't get to see anything from the stump. I it know. feels very poignant that, like, um, that, that there's there are, like, character interactions that we're just not witnessing. Yeah. And, and there are, like, elements of these battles and things that are, that are happening off-page that um, are making the bad guys seem more competent than they've ever appeared before on page i think it's because it's all fucking mahile yeah <laughs> and demandred like we, we know where demandred is now yes, but yes, you yes. know there, there's there's just an element of like there's a lot um there, there's a lot of things that i wish that we could have some pov into 
And there's other things that I'm like, I didn't, okay, yeah, like, I'm, I understand that this is happening, but, um, a lot of the, like, competence of the shadow right now is coming from things that we don't see them do that we're just told that they did. Yeah. And, eh, it's interesting. Yeah, it's, it wouldn't be how I would do it. I, I do feel like some of those pieces are missing, but yeah, it is what it is. I, I agree. I don't think that they lost the horn as well. That would be, if they did it twice, it'd be like, mm. um, but, uh, yeah, then we get Lance POV, mm-hmm. um, which is, they're gonna fight under the flag of Malfair. Well, but before we get into land, we should talk about, um, so basically the, the, the captains are split up to, um, specific battles. Yeah. Uh, Gareth Bryan does not want to be with Elaine in Camelin, even though he should. Well, sh- that's it, what she thinks. No, it's, he should be, look. I thought he just wanted to be with Swan. It is goofy as fuck for Gareth Bryan to be like, I'm gonna go to Kandor when I have been the Lord Captain Commander of the fucking Camelin army for my whole goddamn life, and I know those woods like the back of my hand, but we're going to send in this motherfucker who's been there once, uh, and he's going to do his best. It's it's silly, yeah. and it's like, Gareth Bryan, you are too old to be this dumb. Um, Sawan can go with him. It's not like there's not Aes Sedai at every battlefield, but like, wh- what? What? The, 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 the placement he... of the generals based on Gareth Bryan's, like, upset about what happened with Nordais I... is, is is goofy for how old he is. So I, I, I don't feel like he's actually upset about it. I think, here's the thing, I think that Gareth Bryan is definitely best served in the place that he served his whole life. But he has been with the White Tower Army for, like, a year now. It would be kind of, I feel like morale would get kind of, uh, like weird if their captain was suddenly like yeah i'm gonna go do this other thing instead by myself and someone else is gonna come in here like he's just kind of built up a rapport and like a structure with these people over the last year that i think he thinks it's safer to tap into that mm-hmm. um as opposed to going to kingland which uh whether yeah. or not it, that's the case and at, at the end of the day it doesn't matter because candor like, no one could have won in Kandor. Yeah. So, like, it, it it ultimately doesn't matter, but, like, also, like, there's a guy who has spent his life fighting in Kandor who's one of your great generals who isn't there. Like, like they kind of put them in kind of random places. Yeah, I think, like, familiarity is, like, really important. I've never planned a battle, but it seems like it would be very important when, like, planning that kind of thing, so... And and ultimately, like, like it leads to interesting stuff, right? And I, sure. I do like that, um... Because Bashir's with Elaine. Yes. It's all this. So basically, Bashir is going to handle Camelin, mm-hmm. which I, it makes sense enough, right? Camelin, he held Camelin for a while. They trained around Camelin. It's not like he doesn't know the area. Yeah. Gareth is going to Kandor to lead the Aes Sedai army. Um, the Itaralde is going to lead the Aiel and Rand's forces as they go to Shia al Ghul mm-hmm. with the Dragon Sworn. And I'm missing one. Why am I missing one? Who's. What? I'm missing one Gareth. of the fucking generals. No. Who's the great general with Lan? Agamar. Agamar is oh, with Lan yeah. doing the like retreat. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, that they basically set up that that's where things are going to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's important. Just as we get into Lan's for, point of view. Yeah, where people are, because then we do get Lan's point of view. And um, yeah, Lan is like trying to keep morale up. You know, instead of being sad about the people dying, he kind of starts this like tradition almost of hey this guy died doing this and he was great at this or you know he was a dumbass sometimes you know kind of being kind of bringing a levity to the situation and not being like we should be sad for the dead but we should celebrate uh how they chose to spend their lives and how they chose to die 
mm-hmm. um, which was really beautiful. Uh, like you said, Lan really gets redeemed in this section. Uh, I'm very, very... He gets so many good moments, and this is definitely one of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then that's the chapter. Um, <laughs> Dead Iron says... Oh, we can't actually talk about that. Never mind. Struck content. Uh, chapter yeah. 8, The Smoldering City. Uh, Elaine, we start with her. She is in Camelin. Uh, she's just, like, chilling. Uh, she's very impatient and proves immediately that she's not cut out for the job that she was given, which is very weird to me. Uh, I don't, uh, I don't love the way Elaine is written in this section. If you're gonna, like, write the character to have the job, don't then immediately just have every character talk down to her and have her be wrong about a lot of stuff. Yeah, so, uh, you, you, why don't people know who the father is of your children? It seems important. Oh, well, you know, I think, though, my kids will be in danger. And he's like, your kids are already in the most danger they could possibly be in. Yeah, that that one, that one, yeah. That one was, like, kind of silly. <clears throat> I think it was kind of, I honestly think it was kind of Sanderson just being like, uh, let's get past this point. Because, yeah. like, mm-hmm. the, yeah, her, like, pretending her kids were, like, Elaine is already such a target. I really don't know why she thought she'd make herself less of a target, but... <laughs> but he's he's literally like... It's so we can you have mean, this moment. You mean the kids of the... The leader of all of the armies of all of the good guys? You think they're 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 not in... Okay, um, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and yeah, that, sure. That's kind of what he does. He's like, I mean, okay, if you say so. And she's like, oh, fuck, he's right. And he's like, all right, Briggy, go tell everybody that I fucked the Dragon Reborn. And everyone's like, woo! Uh, it's, it's, it's great. And, like, there was a part of me that, like, if I heard that news, I would be like, it's weird that okay. you're going around telling people that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I, maybe it's, like, a thing with, like, heirs or whatever. It's like, hey, guys, the queen is pregnant, and this is the father, and everyone's, like, happy for her. Maybe that's, like, a monarchy thing. Uh, you know that that's how Brigitte said it. <laughs> Dead Iron, welcome back to the nerd table. Thank you. Appreciate that uh, membership. Mm-hmm. Um... But, uh, yeah, that, that was kind of silly. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I, I don't know. There's an element of, there's just, like... They're, like, Rand fucks. They keep telling me that Elaine has these great ideas and that, like, Rand is like, oh, I read your notes. They're great, right? But then in her conversations with Bashir, she's, like, always wrong and always backs down to him. She kind of, yeah, seems like a child. And I just, yeah, it's, I, I don't understand the choice, like, from the writing perspective to not give her a couple of scenes where it seems like she's good at this. Yeah. Because even, like, she's shown as being impatient because she keeps, like, um using Waygates to go to the front and, like, see what's going on herself, even though everyone is like, they're going to come when they're going to come. Like, whether you go get on that hill and look or not, it doesn't yeah. change anything. And so I, I, I do wish they had just written some better moments for her that weren't uh, just telling us that she's good at this, but showing us. And I think it's the the, yeah. the telling us and not showing us that bugs me. Because what they showed is that she's not good at this. And what they told is that she is. And those two things don't line up necessarily for me yeah. in a way that I love. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that, you know, this was kind of felt like a, a, she was the butt of a joke for humor in a sense, the way that kind of yeah. Bashir talked mm-hmm. to her about it. And with her being like, a really important person in this moment. I didn't super work for me. Um, but we, you know, we are we are definitely told that she's like trying to take everyone's opinion into account and really listen and mm-hmm. and fit all the pieces together. 
And I just wish that that was what we saw and not the, why do people think some random dude fathered your children? And I was, yeah. Yeah, and I, we, we, do, I, we do kind of get the moment where she's like, we're going to have to burn Falmora and um, Faldara. And like that, that is a really good moment for her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I do think that like that moment is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also comes after the like moment where she's like, what do you mean Algamar is retreating? He can't retreat. It, it, everything's going to be fine. And Bashir's like, we're, we're not there. He is. Yeah. Take a fucking second. Yeah. And like that, that was the moment for in particular where I was like, oh, I don't, I don't, uh, Elaine has never been shown to be impatient before this last section. And all of a sudden she's impatient. Like during all no. of the, during all of the coronation stuff, she was very patient in how she handled Here's things. Here's the thing. I think she was impatient earlier in like book six, like, like way, way back. And so that's why it feels more like a step backwards. Cause I agree. That's what it is. Yeah, she yeah, yeah. wasn't impatient in those moments. Mm-hmm. She was very, very calculated. And so, yeah, she kind of takes a step back in this moment to a, to a previous version of herself. It, she, she's, it's almost like she's becoming more childish about it. Yeah. And I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just, I, I, I just wish she had a couple more moments like the. Oh, I guess we have to burn fall Dara, fall Shara, and they might that might be coming, right? Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. But just in this week's reading, I was a little bit like, eh, not mm-hmm. in love with how she was written. Yeah. Uh, Dan Iron, thank you so much. Um, welcome back to the nerd table. Uh, sad to see how great Elaine started and when her character became just fell very flat for me. I think yeah, I'm kind of like on the rocks with her because sometimes I really like her stuff. Even when her Mm -hmm. sections aren't interesting, I have found her interesting as a character. Yeah. But it's been a little bit of like this, up and down, Mm -hmm. you know? Uh, Matthew, thank you for that super chat. Father Elaine's children is the dragon reborn in this economy. To be fair, those are going to be the wealthiest children (laughs) that have ever been children. Uh, Yeah. Um... Yeah, but then we get to Andrel's point of view. Yeah, Andrel is in the Black Tower. Uh, uh, he's in, like, the foundation underneath an inn or something. Um, yeah, where they snuck into, I think. Was it where they snuck into? No, I think they were moved. Yeah. I'm actually not I, I'm, I'm a little... I, I <laughs> Tame has, like, a secret throne room underneath a inn, I guess. Yeah. Which seems like a weird place to put it, because there's going to be people in there, and you never know who's going to find your shit. Um which works out for Andrew later, doesn't work out for Tame. Uh, but uh, they're, like, tied up and shielded. It's bad. They're all alive. Like, everyone survived the ground falling on them. Um, and uh, they are slowly being broken one by one. Evan, uh, poor young Evan, is first. Uh, he fell apart a little quickly. Um, and this shit's dark. Uh, it's really well written. It's hyper interesting. Uh, everything with Andrew in the Black Tower is, like, some of my favorite shit in this series. Yeah. Um, yep. This shit was so good. Like literally, as like a horror kind of similar to um the the that city that didn't end up mattering, but the way that started, Soul this Harbor. has the payoff mm-hmm. that that I wish that that had had mm-hmm. in terms of a horror kind of narrative. Yeah. Um, Andrel, yeah, this is just great shit. Um, despite the fact that they are fork rooted and shielded and all that stuff, Pivara and Andrel's um mind link still works. And they're getting better at it. They're able to send, like, full sentences. Yeah, they, they can, have, like, like, talk. I was like, we need to utilize this more often. I, I thought with the one power being cut off to them, that would be cut off as well. But apparently, no. Apparently, the bond is, like, deeper than the power, which is very interesting. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure. But, um, but yeah, Nalam is dead, unfortunately. Um, mm-hmm. uh, dies in the in the, the cave-in. Amarin gets taken to be turned. Evan gets turned. And it's kind of horrible because Andrew's like wow Nalam is like the lucky one 
Because he's not going to have yeah. to go through this. And I was like, oh my god. Yeah, it's dark. But yep. it's it's dark in a way that, like, there's no... I think that if you're going to write grimdark stuff like this, mm-hmm. it has to be taken really seriously. Yeah. And it is, right? Yeah. Like, these scenes are so well handled tonally mm-hmm. that as bleak as it is, it doesn't feel... It, it, unlike some of the series where I think, like, they take their foot off the gas sometimes um, in terms of the seriousness of the moment and, like, the weight of it, this feels very, like, real emotionally to the characters mm-hmm. in a way that I, I was really impressed with and I just... I was so engrossed by. Yeah. Um, I think that... Uh, Pavara and Andrel's relationship um, is is very fascinating and yeah. complex, and, and and more complex than some of our characters' relationships who have been in relationships for like the whole series. Because they actually talk um, to one another. <laughs> yeah, and it's the communication. It's so nice. It's great. You love to see it. Uh, yeah, everything here is just it's so bad, and poor Amarin is going to be taken next, which is like, yep, brutal. Yep. Uh, we get to, uh, I think that's also the chapter where we learn that women turn men better and men turn women better, which is interesting. Yeah, it's either that, it, it is in that storyline. I don't know, I can't remember if it's in that section. Um, but, um, yeah, so Tame hasn't really had women to help before, so that's why it's kind of taking a long time. No, he did, but they got wore out. Yeah, he, like, used them up yeah, yeah. really quick. And so, that's, yeah, that's why it's, like, taking time, especially to turn Loghain. Um, which is, uh, which is interesting. Um, but yeah, we get to chapter number nine is Lan's point of view. Um, yeah, Lan is, is fighting at the, at the gap, but he's like, we can't actually hold this forever. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of, they kind of figure out that they're going to have to strategically retreat, um, and like pull back and then like hit them again and pull back and hit them again and, you know, lure them, like lure, lure them out. Uh, but they can't they can't hold their their positioning forever. Uh, this is the first point where we see the ground shaking and crumbling uh, and the earth opens up for a minute with like this weird darkness that then fades away. Yes. What did you think this was at first? At first, I just thought it was the breaking. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. obviously we know now it's probably because of the balefire because that's what the wise ones think it is. Um, but yeah, I thought it was the, it was the breaking, like another breaking. Okay, when we got to the Balefire conversation, mm-hmm. did it all feel weird to you that it didn't really seem like they were using Balefire? Who? Anybody. What do you mean? All the bad guys are using Balefire. Not really, though. Like, it's not like... It, the the way that all, the combat has been described mostly doesn't have a lot of channelers involved, right? And the second thing is that it doesn't seem like Balefire is what's being used. Because we keep hearing about them, like, cutting each other's weaves, which you can't do with Balefire. Mm. So I, I was a little confused by this because it doesn't, just just based on reading the combat, it didn't seem like an abundance of Balefire was being used in any of it. Hmm. it the, people are throwing fire, but it's not, yeah. there weren't like beams of light wasting people. And so I, I when, when it suddenly, be, they were like, yeah, the cracks are just, uh, there's so much Balefire being used. It didn't seem like in the description anyone was using Balefire. Yeah, because the wise ones were like, oh, it's they're using Balefire off in here. And I was just kind of like, oh, okay, so I guess they're using Balefire here. But yeah, I agree that before that, I wasn't under the impression that Balefire was being just kind of tossed around. Well, and it's the, so. the, the, like they don't throw any Balefire at Rand when he appears. Like it just, it doesn't seem like that is the weapon of choice mm-hmm. in any of the channeling combat. But then they're saying I like there's all these consequences. Uses it, right? Like, I think Tame uses it. Um, 
But like I, maybe. Like, I, I, but even then, it's not like it's being used that often. Yeah, and so. It's, so it just it started to feel like the they they were like they want to talk about Balefire being used, but they're not. It doesn't seem like they're using it. Yeah, because the wise ones are like, oh yeah, there's more Balefire being used here, and there's more cracks here. And Balefire, like, <laughs> Bernashman says, Balefire is retroactive. Shit happening could indicate lots of future Balefire. That. Oh sure. Could yes, but the that, wise that is too much. But for me. but no, I, I'm gonna argue that the wise ones are like yeah, there's bale fires being more often used here, and yeah, we didn't actually really see that except maybe with me. I just didn't really buy the explanation because it doesn't seem like that is something that is it. it they're like oh yeah, people are using lots of bale fire, and it just doesn't seem like that is what is happening. Yeah. It yeah. it just didn't it, and, and maybe it is. Maybe I'm just reading the fire wrong. But it, there, it, I'm not reading like beams of light crest, um, crest into the army, wiping out hordes of men, because that's how Balefire works. Like if if Balefire was if being used, enough, there yeah. would be lines of people dying, and because it's not like it hits one person and the Balefire goes away, yeah, it just burns like, through, yeah, right? Yeah. And so it's just it's this interesting like it, the explanation. I went back and read some of the fight scenes. And it just doesn't seem like that. Like they were using. They were Balefire. describing Balefire being used in yeah. the fight scenes, but then Balefire is the cause of all of this damage, that, and that just that seemed anachronistic to me. Yeah, no, that that's fair. I just was like, oh yeah, the wise ones say they're using Balefire, so they must be. But now that I don't think about it, I'm like, I well, it's why I think that, that they're wrong. Like I, I think that the wise ones are oh, not right. Oh, okay. Like I don't think the wise ones are correct that this is what Balefire does. Right, because because there would have to be Balefire being used in order for that to make sense. Yeah. Unless it is. These are the actions of future actions having retroactive effects on the Earth, and that there's going to be a lot of Balefire and Thakandar at the end of the series. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Which, maybe? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I didn't, when I first read the cracks opening up, I thought it was the breaking. Didn't even think about Balefire, so yeah. maybe maybe it is the breaking. Yeah, maybe the wise ones are wrong. I'm not sure. Yeah. 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 Um, that's kind of the biggest thing in that section. You know, um, they're fighting a lot, but... Yeah, Agamar, uh, Agamar and Land have a great conversation where Agamar is like, you're a fucking selfish prick. And Land is like, what the fuck? And he's like, you are. And Land is like, fair, fucker. Yeah. You know what? When you write, you write. You write. And I like cool. I like that Agamar called, called him out. Because I was like, yeah, Land, you, you, you were a little bit selfish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you kind of were. And uh, Lan goes back to the front lines again for, like, the 20th time that day. Yeah, he's very strong. One thing I, I really want to commend Brandon Sanderson on in writing this section is the description of the rotating armies, mm -hmm. which is something that gets overlooked in fucking everything. Like, everything always plays off, like, this, like, army versus army combat. The, the front line just stays there until they die. And that, like, the combat is, like, 15 minutes long. Because yeah. movies have kind of, movie scenes have to have a certain pacing to them. And so you kind of have one front line that goes up and charges and then that either wins or loses and we move on to the next scene. Yeah. And so to have a, a writer really like take the time and, and I'm sure there's a lot of other fiction that does this, right? I just mm -hmm. haven't read it. Um, but this was one of the best I've ever read of the description of how this kind of soldier versus soldier like hold your ground combat actually works. Mm. Uh, and I was just really impressed with it. It, it was really fun to read and um, the, there was a level of reality to it that made these sections more engrossing for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Turbok, welcome to the nerd table. Appreciate that. Turbok, thank you for that. Uh, Nicholas Cardillo, thank you for that super chat. Uh, nerdy, the whole series will feel perfect once you read Catswain's Fate. Can't wait for you guys to get all your answers respected. Thank right. you, Does Catswain just that. become a farmer? Go live, live, 
uh, like mediocre life? I I hate to say it, but I kind of just don't care. Well, because she hasn't been around. Yeah, because right? she just isn't really like. Yeah. She's just not doing anything, and I know I know there are people who are like, "Yeah, but you don't like her. Don't you want her to like not be in the books as much?" And like, no, <laughs> I'm kind of. I I don't know. I I don't know. I I feel like this series. I don't really care about her anymore. Because I just don't really know what her place in any of it is. Yeah. And I don't know what she's doing with Rand. Maybe Cad Swain is Damadred or Demandred. No, he's clearly been no, in no, charge. No, I know, this whole I know, time. I know, I know. Yeah. I'm just giving you shit. Um. Yeah, we get to Egwene. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I just don't really care. But but it's because she's not present. She's had one scene in the last book and a half, yeah. right? Like. No, I I agree. Uh, we get to Egwene, who is yeah, in Candor. Yeah. Uh, her and uh, Gawain got married, married. off page. Married. Why would why would I want to why would I want to read about that? Yeah, why would I why would we ever want to read about a Nynaeve's wedding or a Gwen's wedding yeah. or yeah, fucking goddamn it. This was another one where I was like, "Oh, really? We we're skipping the character stuff so that we can read about them fighting more." And 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 that's where and that's where like that's where the shallow. Not to get back into the, the, our like beginning conversation because I don't really want to go back to it, but th- this is where the like meaninglessness of some of this comes from because the stuff that I care about, the like character interactions and the end of their arcs, is kind of being like this happened. Don't worry about it because we're gonna go into another frontline battle that is just us kind of doing this with the Trollocs. Yeah. And like I would have loved to have read this wedding. Mm-hmm. Who's there? What did she wear? You know what I mean? How did How she How did she feel? officiate her own wedding? No, she doesn't officiate. She approves. She, it's, she's the authority of her own wedding. Sure. Right, so Viana yeah. uh, officiates it. Well, yeah, okay. But it's like, you know, like, by the power vested in me by her, she's now married to you. Um, But, like, I... I yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I was disappointed that it was like, oh, no, I got married last night. Don't worry about it. And I was like, no, this is what I care about. Yeah, we, we kind of... This is what I'm here for is for your character stuff. Yeah, we love the character stuff. We love to see how, characters doing things and how they feel about it. And so they're like, oh, yeah, we're married. Like, mm-hmm. Okay, that's fine. Um, and fine. so they uh, they they get the, like this like dumb fucking petty exchange between Egwene and Elaine. <laughs> Where Egwene, Elaine is like, we should set up a hospital. And Egwene is like, well, how no, dare... No, Elaine's not there. But... No, 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 but it's a letter. But like, Egwene is like, how dare she tell me what to do? I can't argue with her because I put her there and that looks bad, but I can't I go along with it because that also looks bad. And I was like, what do you mean it looks bad? <laughs> she suggested a hospital. Yeah, like, I, I think it's a great idea. It's such, And it's not even like a, like, it's not even like a crazy idea. No, it's not something that bucks Egwene's authority over the Aes Sedai. Like I, I could, I legitimately could not figure out. And I get that uh, that she's upset about the kinswomen, and there's like other things that Egwene is upset with Elaine about. But the hospital idea was so like such, such a, a normal thing to yeah. get upset about. I know. Um, oh, how like, dare she? Like <laughs> mindful. Thank you for that super chat. Uh, so no spinoff series about Gowan the wedding plant. Look, I don't think Gawain was it. very good at planning his own wedding. They clearly just did this in I'd one read day. It. I mean, he's obsessed with rings, so. True. I, I yeah, I just was kind of like, Carl, like, it's a it's a hospital. It's not that bad an idea. Yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> You're not bowing down to some like insanity. It's 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 I a know. pretty normal, sensible <laughs> thing to have all the yellows in one place, safe away from the battlefield. Yeah, Whatever. I think it makes total sense. Uh, Egwene goes, <laughs> but to she's see upset about it. Um, and, he's, and he's like, hey, you can, you didn't get rid of the male Adam. 
So, uh, I guess you're gonna repay your debt by telling me literally everything about the Sanshin that has ever been known or people will ever know. I'm like, all right. And she does. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I wasn't, like, part of the military, but I was part of the, the Navy. I'll tell you what I do know. So. Sean says, Egwene, now being stereotypical, I said I bugs me so much. How dare people uh, suggest sensible ideas? That's against everything that I said I stand for. Yeah. We have to do the dumbest version of everything. She went full Emerlin seat, you know? Yeah, and I just don't really know why. I don't, I don't. That's what I, the, the, I, I felt that there were several characters who took half a step back in this section. Yeah. And Elaine with the, with the, like, yeah. kind mm-hmm. of being like, um, like you said, a little, um, not anxious, fucking not being patient, and then Egwene with this, being like, uh, uh, Elaine's suggestions. It's like, guys, come yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, then we go to Rand. But it's um, okay, because Gawain will become the worst person in this storyline soon. Yeah. Uh, Rand yeah. is in the fields of Marilor. Um, yep, and uh, he goes to see Egwene, and they talk about their babies, finally. No, he goes to see Elaine. Uh-huh. Not Egwene. Did I say Egwene? I yeah, thought I said, said Elaine. Oh, I, th- I thought I said Elaine. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that was... Unless he's, like, also cucking Gowan. Um, on the night of their wedding that maybe happened, Wait, we're told happened. Honestly, Gowan, it seems like he'd be into that. Yeah, probably. You know, like, I, 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 I can see it. Yeah, Elaine and Rand finally talk. Um, we get We get sort of, like, the, like, version of Polly that I don't like in real life, which is the... If you're gonna be Polly, just be Polly... Don't do the, like, I'm going to have this relation. I'm going to sh- share this part of myself with this person and this part of myself with this person and this part of myself with this person. If you want to get into poly lifestyle, that doesn't work. It's not healthy. You have to be willing to be everything for all of your partners. Yeah. You have to be poly there for all of them. a lot of work. Because it creates the issue of, like, oh, no, I'm with you because we get along about politics and stuff. And so when you're having a problem that isn't related to that, I don't know how to be your partner. And I fuck off. And yeah. it creates bad poly relationships. And this is, like, a bad roadmap for what polycules should relate to each other like. Um, yeah. I think it's good for the time. And, like, I get that. Like, I'm not surprised that Brandon Sanderson didn't write a healthier version of a polycule. I'm not upset about it. Yeah. Uh, but this is just indicative of something that um, sometimes happens in writing from people who do not have that kind of open, they, they don't have the like emotional knowledge of emotional of open relationships. Yeah, they've never had it. They've never they don't know people who've been in that situation. Yeah. Like there's mm-hmm. there's a lot that goes into a poly relationship that is like so far under like surface level, right? That yeah. you wouldn't know mm-hmm. unless you talk to someone who was or or were in it yourself. Um, yeah. But yeah, the whole like oh I yeah I give this part of myself to this person. Yeah. It doesn't. Like, you, <laughs> you are a human being that is made up of a blend of things. Yes. You are not made up of, like, different blocks with, like, physical borders. You can't just give this one block to a person. Like, there's there's bleed. It's just yeah. mm-hmm. way more complicated than that. Um, yeah, and, and the series, unfortunately, doesn't complicate the relationship very much. Yeah, like, they the... kind of have a nice dinner. Well, but also, like... They get to fuck. In this scene, Rand is I like... Guess. I didn't know true love when I thought I loved Egwene, but with Elaine, I know true love. And I'm like, no, you don't. I'm so sorry. You don't love you. I think that you love men. And I think that you. Men feels like real love. I think that you love men and you have a legitimate relationship with men. And with Elaine and Egwene, or Elaine and Avienda, you have had sex with them once and then spoken to them like six other times. Well, and that's why it kind of feels weird. I think with Avienda, at least they've spent more time together, but like, Rand kind of 
had a fling with Elaine where they antagonized each other mm-hmm. and they found that really hot and so they like stole kisses in the corridors. Like they, you know, they got along, but they were also like very 19. antagonistic like, yeah. and maybe toxic towards one another. And he's like, yes, I love this woman. And I was like, I don't buy that. I'm sorry. I don't I don't actually buy that. You barely spent any time together. She didn't feel comfortable telling you that you were a father. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, Sorry. The, the, the romances in these books aren't great. Like, they're, they're, they're not, not written. Like, Perrin and Fayil kind of got there the best. You know what? They've grown on me for sure. You know who hasn't talked yet? Who? Nynaeve and Lan. Nynaeve, like, literally dropped him off in fucking Saladar, like, six months ago. Yeah, has not gone to say hello. <laughs> they can teleport. Like, again, these characters can teleport. I know. And here's the and thing. And they, they just were don't. Mo- they moved troops to Lan. It's mm-hmm. not like no one's like been and over. And then he did not go. And he was like, nah, nah. But then when they're talking, they're in their heads. They're like, I love her so much. She's the most important person in the world to me. And I'm like, you guys can spend your nights together. You can literally teleport. Yeah. Like, there's no reason for you not to. The world's endings. But these characters are like, I'm in love with her, and therefore I will never talk to her again. Yeah. It's like okay. Yeah. But there sure. is a there is a moment where um Rand gives Elaine a. Mm-hmm. for uh, angrils. I don't know how that works, but uh, cool. Rand's you, like, you're good at You have to, things. like, pump your seed into the seed, Gross. and then eventually it becomes a... Gross. How dare you. You're welcome. Um. Oh, and and he gets the dagger that Avienda kind of identified and was like, the shadow can't see you when you uh, hold Yeah, this. cool. It's a cool item. Very, very cool. Very cool. Yeah. I wish we'd gotten it. I, I, yeah, I, yeah. The way that we got it, I think we talked about it then, was still kind of, like, silly as Avienda's kind of suddenly like, oh, this does this. Yeah, this yeah, does yeah, this. Yeah. This does this. You know, um, but yes. the the dagger, cool device, very much into it. Um, it makes sense that Rand has it now. Yeah, yeah. It's the knife of daggers. It's the knife of daggers. It's the knife of daggers. Uh, and then they have sex. Probably. Probably. Mm-hmm. Let's not. They he stayed late into the night. They yeah, had sex. yeah, yeah. Uh, I do wonder if it's the last time that they sleep together. Maybe. Uh, all right, chapter 10, the use of... This is going to be a long show, guys. I'm sorry. We had a huge conversation at the beginning. Uh, and, and there's lots to talk about. cool dice. Yeah. You know, that took some time. Yeah. Uh, Perrin is in Camelin, Uh And they're just like pew-pewing at the Trollocs. And the Trollocs are like, no, we're, we're good. We're not going to come attack you. Yeah. Because that, that, that would be... That would be dumb. And then uh, so in Camelin, like, they are like, okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to open gateways. And we're going to fucking... Drop oil everywhere and burn the fucking shit out of Cameron. <laughs> and then we're just going to ride by and constantly shoot at the people, the trucks as they leave until they chase us. And eventually they do chase them. And um, it, 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 it worked. It's uh, the, the last Jedi. <laughs> um, but uh, as, uh, as they get chased into the woods, uh, they are, our, our two rivers boys are standing there ready with their arrows and Tam is like, all right, let's go. And Elaine is like, no, 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 no. God, no, they're, they're still so far away. And Tam is like, no, we're, we're good. No, we got this. We, Thanks. We, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks, queen. And she's like, oh, you're sure? And he's like, yep, I've done this. Yeah. Th- thanks. Thanks for your input, Elaine. That was helpful. Yeah. Yeah. But he doesn't like do, he's like, yeah, everybody stand down. And he's like, Elaine, we're, we're good. We're, no, no, we're he's good. good about not doing it publicly. I yeah. just mean, this was another moment where I was like, you're not showing off that Elaine, like, knows what is up. Yep. And I, I, I like, you're, you're kind of, I, I get it. She's young and you want to, like, 
push that, but you're you also chose to push her into the role that she's in. Yeah. And I think that pushing her into the role that she's in and then undermining her like this mm-hmm. is like a weird narrative choice for mm-hmm. me personally. Um Yeah. 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 No, I I, I hear you. Um it, 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 like I said, Elaine feels like she took half a step back. Yeah, and I you could even you could have this same scene, but have somebody else be the one that questions Tam. Have Tam say it, and then have Elaine be the one that says, we trust if Tam. Tam says that they can do it, they can do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You could introduce that tension a different way. Yeah. It's hard because Bashir also knows that those bows work really well. Everyone involved in this knows that they're really good at They've this, seen... except apparently Elaine. Well, and Elaine is not just like, are you sure you can hit them? Elaine is like, no, stop. Yeah. Stop. What are you doing? Stop. Everybody stop. And I was like... No, just let him, like, do his did, let him Like, do his did thing. you not talk this through before you got to the point where you were knocking arrows? Yeah, they didn't talk about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, need, we need more Tam in our lives. Everyone needs more Tam, you know? Slickjack says, nerdy, the point is that Elaine knows enough to listen to the experts. But, but, but then she should have listened to them when they were setting up, not yeah. after they're already putting, like, but like arrows on their bows. Yeah. Like, it's too this late to discussed. step in and be like, I don't know that you guys know how to do this. Like yeah. it's 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 the like stop no 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 not yet and and Tam is like oh, no no I they not we're good yeah, yeah yeah that's where it's weird right it's it's like the wrong timing yeah and if this was the only thing that they did with Elaine here I wouldn't mind it so much but because it's but it's twice it, in a what's well, three it's 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 oh. who's the father yeah. people should probably know that it's don't question Agomar's retreat and it's this. And right. so you in like your rule of three, you have three moments where Elaine makes the same sort of it has the same sort of this elder man who knows what he's talking about has to explain to her how this works. Yeah. These moments. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that the that her narrative would just be stronger if there weren't three times in a row. Take any one of them individually. It's fine. Right. Totally. It, like you can show that she's listening and growing and that she's willing to bend but if you if it's if it's just kind of the same every time, mm-hmm. you get into this narrative of like, oh, maybe she shouldn't have this job. Yeah, you know what I mean. We were like, I'm not really sure why it's her. I get yeah. that she's she's really good at organizing and like listening to all the people. Um, I totally get that side of things. But yeah, I really wish that the writing didn't undermine her several times in a row like this because I don't think that that's fair. Mm-hmm. Um. Guillermo Barros says, Tam didn't say, she saw one of the younger ones knocking an arrow to bow, not everyone, and nobody really knows how good the Two Rivers archers are. Even Brigitte was surprised. Yeah, it's just that on the battlefield is a weird time to be like, wait, you can hit them, you know? Yeah, yeah, I, it just, I, again, if this was the only time, it would be different. It's it just, yeah. it is just the, like, it is the, like, re- repetition of it. Yeah. That feels like she's learning on the job. And it's the wrong time to be learning on the job. Yeah, yeah. It just feels, it just doesn't feel, like, conducive to, like, having a a, a strong leader in the last battle. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I thank you for that. The, for that super chat. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, I do like that Brigitte is surprised at how well the Two Rivers bows work. Which brings me back to my earlier question of, like, why do these people have these bows? Manetherin. 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 Yeah. <laughs> it's also, like... Like how how many times how many more times in the series are people going to be surprised at how good the two rivers bows are? It's the last book. There's going to be at least one like, more. At, at least one more at time. At this point, you'd think that someone no, would no, be no, like, no, 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 no. At least one more in here. Um, yeah. Then we get back to uh, Andrew. Mm-hmm. Uh, tied up, can't channel. There's fork root. Uh, they're working on Amarin. 
Um, he hasn't turned because, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's harder for men to turn men. Um, and also, God damn it. And also, the, like, your willpower takes, it, it factors into how Logan long Logan would have been a good Green Lantern. <laughs> okay. In brightest day and blackest night, no evil shall escape my sight. Let mm-hmm. those who worship evils might be where my power, Green Lantern's light. Yeah, sure. I've never, I don't know it. I would love to see Logan say those words as he's like fighting Mazram Tame in the like Shia Ghoul. Yeah. I think that's what's going to happen. I think it's going to be Tame v. Into... Logan in the like room and they're going to be fighting and like Logan is going to be like protecting Rand and that's where oh. his glory comes from. I, I just figured like Logan would kind of take it upon himself to maybe lead the Black Tower to something. And I thought, honestly, Tame, I thought Tame was going to verse um, Avienda. Lightning Lad says the last sentence in the book is Tom thinking, huh, I didn't know the two of his bows could kill the Dark One. That was easy. Honestly, that'd be great. That would It would be great if the last battle was just Rand just, like, shooting arrows at the Dark One from 300 meters away. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'd be great. He's like, why did I think I needed to go in the room? I could just hit him from here. I, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I think, I think Tame, I think uh, Avienda is going to be the one to fight Tame. So I think Tame's going to show up at Shao Ghoul. And um, Avienda's there protecting Rand, right? That's so... here, here, And, and this is like... A, God, I, I feel like I just keep like harping on this series. And I don't want to because I, I did like a lot this week. And there's there's more negativity coming uh, around some plot lines. But that's so much less interesting to me because they've never met and they have no relationship. But no one has a relationship with Tame because Rand... Loghain has so much personal hatred for that man. Uh, yeah, you know that's what I mean? fair. That's like, fair. Tame versus Loghain is interesting because they... they hate each other with a passion. Okay, so maybe then the Black Tower shows up at Shao Ghoul. And I, I think that that is what that, will happen. Yeah, right? yeah, that makes um, sense. That makes sense. But like, and part of the problem, a part of the problem with when, to go back to my first, the thing, I get it. I was wrong at the beginning. I'm sorry. But the, at the beginning, like part of the meaninglessness of the combat is that the enemies just are kind of just a horde of things. They're mm-hmm. not really enemies to our characters. Yeah. And a lot of our characters don't really have enemies. Like, Egwene's, Egwene's biggest adversary in the series is Tuan. Like, uh, like you know what I mean? So, like, yeah. in terms of who our characters have emotional weight against, yeah. our main characters don't, like, Perrin has Slayer. Yep, yeah. Rand has the Dark One. Yep. And um, Morden. Loghain has Tame. Yeah. But, like, Elaine doesn't really have a emotional enemy. Egwene uh, has the Sanchin emotionally, but they're on her side. Yeah. Like, well, Nynaeve, I guess, does have Mogadian. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So that would be a fun, like, versus. But I because think. so many of the previous enemies of the series have been killed off. <gasps> you know what? I think it, Moraine v. Lanfear again. Yeah, that would be great. That would be cool. Yeah, that like, and so there, there are some of those fun ones um, that you can get into. But, th- but there isn't a lot of, like, emotional... There isn't a lot of personal emotions in this at this point. And so that, like, the reason why the Lan retreat from Malkir is so good, but the Elaine retreat from Camelin is a little bit less interesting to me, yeah. is because Lan discusses in the narrative the emotional weight of leaving Malkir behind. Yeah. And it affects his decision-making. Whereas the the Elaine stuff just doesn't, we don't get Elaine's POV on Cam- Camelin as much, mm-hmm. and I wish that it was there more. I think that like if Elaine was making these sort of rash decisions, 
because we got a little bit more writing into her emotional life around leaving Camelin mm-hmm. and what it means for Camelin to be burning. Instead of her kind of going cold and being like, we're just doing this and I'm going to fuck it up. I think that I would like be more interested in her kind of like being pushed by Bashir the way that she is and by Tamboy yeah. that she is. If it was coming from a place of like emotional instability. She's like shook because her home is literally burning that she's barely held for like, I don't even know, like three weeks, right? Yeah. And there's, there's um, just like for Matt, like there's not really like a person for Matt to like fight. Well, because the Golam is dead. Yeah. Uh, which was great. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm like, and great, and like does Matt have a Matt's personal... enemy is not wanting to be there. Um, and Matt's, <laughs> Matt's real enemy is his own character development. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know, like there, there's, there, there's just those elements where like a lot of the combat is just sort of like fighting faceless hordes mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm excited. I, I hope for the last battle we get away from that and into something that's a little bit more personal. Mm-hmm. Um, cause there's only so many faceless hordes that I will find interesting to fight. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, we're in the we're in the Black Tower again, mm-hmm. um, and uh, the the people who are trying to turn everybody are like kind of exhausted. Yeah, it's taking forever. Tame is upset. It's taking too long. And then Tame fondles like a circular key thing or whatever, which obviously now we know is the fucking seal to the prison. But at first, yeah. I was like, "What is that?" But he got it recently. How do you know? Because he says, I finally got it to, um... Oh, does he say something? I, I can't He said something, what, what chapter are we in? We're in chapter 10. He says something is to... Um, yeah, this is chapter 10. Here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and find it really quick. He says something when What's-Her-Face shows up, um, Hal Salam, uh, where he's like, I, I got oh, them. right. Which implies... Is that, that he... even in this section, though? Yeah, it is. Because I don't think Hal Salam shows up here. Oh, wait, yet. it's not here. He no, says something he to Hal Salam yeah. where he's like, I got the... I just di- got the key. Yeah. And I was like, that's not the key to the prison. And I was trying to figure out what the key was for. But and- that implies that he got it from Egwene's hip, which I don't really understand how he did that. But if well, she's been wearing that pouch since she got them. Well, it's 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 only been about a week. So it might have been right before they did the exchange. I actually You're don't You're saying know. it was about a week ago. Yes. <laughs> Exactly that. It's been one week since I took the keys. Sorry, I went weird Al. Um, but yeah, they're gonna they're, they're, they they want to turn Pavara next. Um, and then uh, they also bring in Tovin, uh, mm-hmm, Logan's yeah. Aes Sedai. Uh, she gets uh, tied up. It's it's yeah. not going well. It's it's shit's bad, y'all. It's not, Shit it's not going well. Is bad. Um, yep. And uh, the they are using the fork root, which is smart. Um, well, it's interesting because they have to keep. Some people fork rooted, but then they have to stop giving them fork root to turn them because you have to be able to connect to the one power to be able to be turned. Yeah, but it is easier to hold a shield on the one person that you're yes. going to use next yes. than to hold shields on everybody and fork root everybody. I just think it's like interesting that they kind of have to like strategically figure out uh, like who's going to be next and how much do we give them and like that, yeah, that's and, and interesting. I, I want to say like last week I was a little bit like I don't this like 1313 stuff doesn't isn't really working for me yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it is now. I, I think that like the way that it's described here and the the way that it is exhausting and because you know, I, I when it was first brought up in uh, um, Egwene's vision mm-hmm. um, in her uh, accepted trial, I was kind of like, oh, I don't like that you can just kind of turn somebody. That seems a little bit cheap. 
But the yeah. fact that it is as hard as it is and that it wipes them out and that, you know what I mean? Like they, they did kind of give it enough weight here at the end that I, I do think that it's actually really well done. Yeah. Um, and that it isn't just as simple as like, we gathered 26 people and boop, you're evil. Yeah. It is sort of this like painful, very like, um, there, there is a process to it. It's this drawn out, torturous sort of experience that you go through that you do have the option to fight and it isn't immediate and it isn't just like an easy spell that we cast. Yeah. It's not just like, oh, I use knock and the door opened. Yeah, it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. is like a a truly like a battle of wills. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, giving it that weight and making it that important uh, does a lot for me to make it seem a little bit more... Um, it's not cheap yeah. it, it is hard yeah yeah um, you can't just boop. there's yeah. a cost to it on yeah. everybody involved a thousand percent and so that I, that i like more I, I do have the question of um i don't know where madral came from and i wondered how they came up with this because i think the madral were created during the age of legends by agonor yeah so how did they figure out that you needed 13 like i would really love the backstory of how they figured out that this would work if we get 13 Aes to die and 13 of those things Agonor just created, we can do this spell. Like, they must have... they the, the War of the Shadow was only, what, like, a couple... Maybe a decade? Like, they in order to create the Madral and test this out and figure out that this worked, it just seems like a, a lot maybe of... Maybe the Madral got created because Agonor was looking for a way to turn people. Oh, interesting. I like that. Like, maybe that was, like, the that this is the product Like, the Dark One knew of this weakness, mm-hmm. and Agonor was creating something to fit a... To take advantage of it. Mm, I actually like that a lot. Yeah. That that seems to make sense to me. Yeah. Because, um, obviously, the Trollocs are just, like, kind of fodder, right? They're, they're just the mindless beasts. Mm-hmm. And so, having them draw their, like, purpose in creation was actually to, to turn people is kind of interesting. So. Oh, no. Apparently, Madral were an unexpected side effect of Trolloc development. Well, that ruins that. Oh, never mind. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Oh, well. I guess it's great that the unexpected side effect also has these powers. Yeah, I do wonder yeah. how they, like, figured that out. Um, I, and I'm not saying yeah. that that's, like, a plot hole or anything. It happened 3,000 years ago when they had much greater understanding of their magic. It was just, I was thinking about it while reading this, and I was like... So, like, came up with one that? day they just, like, brought 27 people into a room and, like, worked on this for a bit, and it just, like... You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, then we cut to uh, Lan. Lan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Lan is riding towards the gap when shit starts blowing up. Channelers. Channelers. The gap is lost. Channelers. Um, some chat for the gap. Narishma's you know? like, there's about two dozen of them. Josh is there. Josh. Josh is there. We love Josh. Uh, and uh, Lan is like, yeah, you know what? Agamara, you're right. We gotta go. <laughs> we gotta Wrap go. Wrap this shit up. Yeah. <laughs> We're heading south. Yep. Gotta get out. Uh, and uh, the gap is lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cut to Elaine, who's still in that Brahm wood. Uh, and uh, she was, uh, t- she's talking to Brigitte. She's like, hey, Brigitte, didn't you like, weren't you Robin Hood at one point? And Brigitte was like, yeah, I was Robin Hood at one point. I wish you hadn't heard that story. You stole from this queen? And she's like, yeah, she was a bitch. I don't know what you want from me. I, I do love how many of the, of the like, Brigitte stories are, like, gender-bent um, English folktales. I hope that Brigitte is also, like, Goldilocks. You know what I mean? <laughs> she just, like, there's a story about I her. I moved with in with three bears, three bears in the woods. Well, like, I the heard that in Baldur's Gate, like, you could fuck the bears. Yeah. And so yeah. I moved in with three bears. Or I was going to say it's more, like, men who are, like, warder, like, bears, who, like, are really oh, big and hairy. and then she's really disappointed to find out they're all gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. like, wait, you guys are on Scruff? What's Scruff? <laughs> Do you think they had Scruff in the Age of Legends? 
No. They definitely had Grinder. Yeah, oh yeah. We Grindr got our first eternal. like gay fucking character. Like openly oh. gay character in this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Not, we've had some lesbians, but we've never had him uh MLM, you know, yeah. a man who loves men. Yeah. Uh and so yeah, we have our like openly gay not openly, but like, but like he prefers openly men. enough. One of the like leaders, yeah. He's yeah. like, oh, it's obvious he prefers men over women. Um, Athaniel's like, Athaniel's side piece. Side or er, her general. General, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the general, yeah. Um, <laughs> like, I was hey, like, hey, go. we love to see it. And Len is like, uh, it's clear, why would anyone think that? Like, clearly, he <laughs> likes taking it in the ass. Obviously. Yeah. They use Tergrindereal. Oh, Algage, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so instead of the Kindle. The Tergrindereal that like lets a, you know there are men in your area who yeah, yeah. are. It like beeps when you're in proximity. and ready. And so if you get closer to someone, it beeps faster like a metal detector. Oh my god. But does it have the ch sound? Yeah. It has to have It's the not beeping, it's the ch sound. Um, um, we go back to LA. There's nothing funnier than brunch on Saturday in Midtown, New York. And hearing just like somebody's, and then all of the gay men in the room look over, and he's like, oh, I forgot to turn my sound off. <laughs> and like, you just, you know exactly who is gay in that world. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that sound plays, and men either look over or, and like some women will, because mm -hmm. they're like, they got their besties. Yeah, uh, yeah, and yeah. But you know the straight men who are, who just, it never heard that sound before ever. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Elaine is in the woods. Into the woods. Um, and, uh, yeah, the armies prepare. Yeah. Uh, they're successfully engaging the Trollocs and bringing them out. Mm hmm So, uh, they, they, like, shooting, they're running, they're shooting, they're running. It's very, yeah, Last Jedi. Yeah, they do a really cool thing on the road where they, like, blow the yes. shit out of them with the cannons. Yeah, they literally, like, emulsify a horde of Trollocs. Just, mm -hmm. like, blown to smithereens. Yeah. I'm su literally surprised that a bunch of trees just didn't, like, collapse. <laughs> I really hope they move those dragons to Shia Ghoul to cover the gorge. Because the, mm. the, it really seems like the best place for those cannons in this war in particular yeah. is uh, here for now, right? Because to cover the retreat into the Brainwood and not get surrounded by the yeah. Trollocs, super useful here. But um, it does seem like Rodel Littoral, they should have those cannons pointed at the gorge out of Thakandar so that when the Trollocs are trying to come through there, that's yeah. where you, that's where you want to be. be. I don't, and I don't think it's going to be Trollocs. I think it's going to be those weird... Aiel thingies, the fake Aiel and I'm, the Aiel. I'm really gonna... surprised they're not in it yet. It feels at this point like they're going to show up for one battle. Yeah, and at, I, I, I at Shail Ghoul. Yeah, That's I just kind of wish I they. I, I because they they seem so interesting, and it does seem like they would be a more interesting combatant right now than the Trollocs who have just kind of become mush in mm -hmm. my brain. I I'm surprised that they introduced them and then they just haven't really appeared at any of these battles. They're, I, I mean, they're going to show up, right? There's some Slayer and everything. Yeah, and honestly, like, I'll be right back. great. Uh, yeah, uh, and it's not like the Shadow needs them. It's not like the Shadow is really losing anywhere, right? The Shadow is winning kind of every front right now. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so Seasting says, ooh, maybe the turning is to planting 13 pieces of Fade Souls uh, with the Channeler's Souls lends credence to the Clarus's take on the 13-13 last week. Oh, that's interesting. Like they're you like take a piece of the fades and put it in them, and that's why they become evil. I kind of dig that, Sea Sting. I, I'm into that for sure. Yeah. Uh, we cut over to Matt. Um, Matt reaches Abu Dar, uh, and he sees there's tinkers fucking everywhere, uh, and he sneaks into the city. Uh, his old pal from the um from the circus is uh, one of the guards, but uh, doesn't notice him. 
what's his name? I don't have his name in my notes here. And uh, he uh, he sneaks in and he goes, to, he like is trying to find an inn and ultimately finds an inn where apparently the Sanchin are so aware that Galgen is sending assassins after the Empress that like random dudes in an inn in the middle of the city know. Petra, thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, uh, AP says I liked how he was upset he didn't get to tell his backstory again to the guard. Yeah, it was, it was kind of funny. It was kind of funny. I feel like Matt, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, a blade master nonetheless, yeah. He just, like, this random, this random in man knows that Galgen is, how did you feel about Matt, um, not getting to tell his story to the guard? We have the same feeling on it. It's 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 kind of funny. It was like uh, it was like kind of a funny joke when they were going into Sohaber or whatever it mm-hmm. was. You know, like I he, like Matt just got like really like into it, but then that hasn't really been a thing since. Like I don't know where he got kind of like this like Gleeman's from Tom probably for for wanting to like act. I, I don't I don't know. It was just kind of like okay. It just seems like he should be, um, he should be more interested in succeeding than in his, like, it, it, I think it's that he's become very ego-driven. Oh, yeah. Because it's about him and what he wants and not about him wanting to succeed. Uh, and, like, he wants to be seen as, you know, like, he's obsessed with his lace. He's upset, you know what I mean? Like, he's, obs- he's kind of become very, like... He's become a lord. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he has. In a way that I don't know that I necessarily find interesting. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. It's not my favorite, but... Uh, So he meets Jamie and Kathana, and they're like, yeah, Galgan's trying to send assassins after the Empress. And he's like, oh, fuck. And they're like, wait, you're the guy. And he's like, I am the guy. <laughs> and then he, like, takes off for the palace. And he turns into um, fucking, oh, my God, Elijah Wood. And he's like, I'm the guy. In a suit of uh, silver armor. It's great. It's yeah. a good time. Very yeah. funny. It's This is only funny if you've watched uh, Spy Kids 3D. I'm so sorry. Um, <clears> Eric <throat> Wood, Eric Wood, uh, I think puts it best. Uh, it felt very The Office. Like he stopped right there and stared at the camera reader. I agree with that. Uh, yeah, that's a good way to put it. It feels like a joke for us. Yeah. Um, like not that Matt would have found it funny. He was like doing it for an audience. Yeah. Yeah. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, he's trying to sneak in and he takes off to the palace after saying that it's him alerting someone who will tell the Empress that it's him, that he's there, that he's there. Wait, no, he doesn't tell them that it's him, but they realize who he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, his cover's, your cover's blown. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're not going to hide it for you. Yeah, so he's like, oh shit, gotta go. Yeah. Gotta go fast. No, no, no. He's like, he's going straight to the palace now because he's like, oh fuck, like people know I'm here now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then we cut to Rand, who is in uh, Tarn's Gap with Lan. Uh, or not in uh, Tarn's Gap. They're they're like south of there now. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the Aes Sedai are like, hey, why aren't you going to Shail Ghul? And Rand's like, not yet. And they're like, not really an answer, but cool, I guess. Sure. Uh, and he gives Lan two crowns. Yes. He's like, hey. Here. Yeah, he's like, Here. I. Th- these are not the actual crowns of Malkir, but like, I had somebody make them as best as they could from what I think that they look like. Uh, very, very sweet. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's Ren's parting gifts 
so he can go die, which they fucking call him out on later. Um, but yeah, yeah, it it was a really like, it was it was a beautiful moment, cause it it, cause it you know how much it means to land right, like mm-hmm. it, it it's it's one of those gifts that just means everything to the person who's receiving it not because it's like you know gold or silver but just what it means for this moment um and you know ran ran's got his inventories uh over encumbered he's got to like give stuff away <laughs> yes he can't carry uh, it this all. tells me that nynaeve and lan are either going to see each other again yep or nynaeve will find this on lan's dead body it's one of the two. Oh my it's those well, are the two options given this moment yeah yeah. Yeah. I or she'll, like, find this in this tent after he dies. I think my prediction is Lan and Nynaeve live. Really? Yeah, I think that's that's my prediction. I I, I don't think Lan lives. You don't think Lan lives? Okay. I, ju- I don't. I think that, like... I think, like, having a character who now actually has, like... I Look, I think if Lan dies, to me personally, I will find that unsatisfying because Lan's whole character development has been, like, finding reasons to live and, like... Lan having time to himself after the last battle to maybe indulge in something that he might enjoy that's not using his entire life to fight the Dark One and the Blight and everything. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a really fun conclusion for that character. Um, obviously, that's like very like idealism, but I like I, idealistic. I just I think that narratively um, having Lan come to the those realizations and finding out like what like he enjoys and loves and and spending time for himself and for his wife would be really satisfying yeah that's 100 percent why i think that he completed his arc and he's going to die okay all right uh. although i keep saying that but nobody dies in the series like i half expect gareth Bryan and swan to be alive next week you know what i mean yeah so i i, I don't know we'll, we'll see what happens be. yeah they better fucking not be if if swan and gareth Bryan are still alive that will I I'm I, I will be very tired. I don't know, Gareth. Well, actually, no, you're right because they hit the tent that they were in. The tent fucking exploded. Yeah. And if they are still alive, then we're just doing bait and switches on everybody's on every main character. Interesting. Yeah. I, if we I get, guess if we just keep getting characters being like, oh no, they fucking died, and then it's like, no, they were the next chapter. They were fine. I'm just gonna be like, what? Why? Why are we? What? What, what yeah. the fuck are we doing? Yeah. With Tom Mains, it was a little like me. You get one. Like Tom Mains, I barely accepted. Barely. If it keeps happening. Yeah, no, that's fair. I just think it'll be really unsatisfying for Gareth and Swan to kind of just get fucking blown to smithereens off page. It uh, wasn't off page. It was like on page, right? It well, was but like, like the, we didn't see them die. It was like, oh, the tent that they're supposedly in exploded. Like, ah, oh, that's kind of like. Yeah, but they're at the end of their arc. Like they, they've, they've, they've satisfied all of the narrative of their arc. Except, I guess, Gareth forgiving Elaine for something that's really not her fault. He he does that. He's like, I'm not mad at you. They have a conversation about it. Uh, yeah, but they're not, like, the, the only arc left would be them, like, getting close again. Yeah, I, 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 I But that can that. only happen after the last battle. Like, yeah. in the, it, like Gareth, like, being welcome again in Camelin at the end of all of this, but yeah. Camelin doesn't exist, so it doesn't really matter. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like Egwene seeing Gareth, Brian, and Swan get killed in that way. Yeah. Because of them, you know, yeah, we'll get to it when we get to it. Um, so then, uh, we cut to, um... Well, no, so Rand starts destroying yeah, yeah. the Shatter Spawn, right? He's like, pew, 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 and it was a trap that Tame set up, yeah. and they try and they shield Rand. 
Um, and he's like, oh, shit, I, I, I'm too much of a target. Yeah. And so I can't be out there, like, as myself doing the thing uh, because it's just going to get more people hurt. And I can't exhaust myself before the last battle. Yeah. And so instead, I'm going to do that. Um, instead, he's going to disguise himself when he goes to help battles and then get the fuck out of there right away. Uh... Berserker says, have fun with One Piece if you dislike this trope. They're like, people fake out dying. One Piece is a children's show that's very jokey. Like, the to tonally, it's very different. Yeah. I expect every character in One Piece to have fake out deaths because it's like, it's like Team Rocket in, in, in Pokemon, right? Yeah, they don't die. Like... They don't die because it's for children. Yeah. This is a war series where you're like willing to torture, enslave, rape, and like, like humiliate Village. and yeah. dominate and... You're like this series is willing to do everything except kill anybody in war. Yeah, it is willing to be as dark as like the the, the Andro stuff is so fucking dark that this is like a grim dark series except for the fact that it cowers away from the idea that characters should die in fights. Like it's Less like the so one line Less that so they won't cross. Book, but yeah, up until now, not it's... really. Like Gareth and Swan are kind of the first, and so I'm hopeful. That's why I'm hopeful that they stay well, and dead. And Romain and Lalanda, like. Right, right, no, that like that that was like the first moment in this book. That Halfway battle. through. Yeah, yeah. Where like it seems like main characters are in at risk of something. Yeah. And that's why I don't that's why I'm like, please just let them stay dead. Cause if they are not dead, then yeah. we're then like then this is just fucking fruit loops. You know what I mean? It's fruit loops. Um uh, yeah, we get to the next chapter, which is uh, Brigitte. Yes. Um, she's, like, really sad because she thinks she's lost Gaidel forever and she's losing her memories. And yeah. It is. It is very sad. Um, but nothing really changes about that. It's just her kind of having the same feelings that uh, we know that she's had. Um, and, and they ambush some Trollocs. Yeah. They, and they kick their asses. They're doing the thing, you know? They're beating up beating up Trollocs. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, which is interesting. They're, like, doing these, like, small, like, little skirmishes in the woods. Mm -hmm. Um. And it's, it's just, like, an, it doesn't really lead to anything. This is just kind of, like, a, a, a cute, not cute, um, but, like, a like a, a, like a little vignette about Brigitte, which is nice. Mm -hmm. uh, in Rand's point of view, we are in a dream, show, a dream shard that he makes. Yes. Uh, where he runs into Nieren Lanfear, who name. is fucking in the pool that um, Avia, or, uh, that um, Igrit is in, just, like, Oh, the John okay, Snow pool. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in the cave, the pool cave where they fuck. Um, yeah, she's, and she's like, like, help me, loose there, and I'm stuck. Oh no, oh, I'm no. drowning. And he's like, oh my god, bet. And she's like, oh fuck, okay, that didn't work. Um, <laughs> this scene was great. It's yeah, it was really. This good. scene was really awesome. The like, okay, prove it. And she's like, I can't. And he's like, all right, here's the thing. Okay, then I don't trust you. I am gonna. He's like, open up to me fully. And she's like, I can't do that. And he's like, okay, so I'm gonna open up to you fully. I'm gonna let you see everything. Mm -hmm. And what she sees is that he, he just he, like honestly just doesn't really give a shit about her. It's it's not even that he's like angry or upset. There there's just nothing. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, fuck. Maybe I should be a good guy. Yep. Yep. Yeah. If going full evil doesn't yep. get his attention, maybe I should be good. Yeah. It's the weirdest turn to the good ever, but I do kind of like it. Well, and we gonna get later on with Perrin, like, we'll get to it, but, like, this whole thing of the things that we've learned about Lanfear's turn to the Dark One are maybe not true, but she's not willing to share that. And it's like, and Rand is like, I'm gonna open myself up to you. If you want to open yourself up to me, like, I give you that opportunity so that I can then trust you fully. And if you don't do that, then that's on you. 
there's only so much I can do. And I was like, I completely understand uh, Rand in this situation, right? He's like, I, I'm not going to play games with you anymore. It's all or nothing. You can't, you can't hide shit. This is the fucking last battle, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Some good shit. It's a good scene. It's really wonderful. And I, I think that it, like, sets up where Lanfear's arc could, like, legitimately come around. Yeah. In a way that's interesting because it's still based on her selfishness. Yeah. And I think that, like, making her suddenly be redeemable in the idea that she, like, cares about other people would never have worked for me. Yeah. But having her come around because she realized that, she realizes that, like, her actions have made people literally not care about her is actually very, like, le leans into this character in a way that I find really interesting. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. yeah speaking of Perrin. God, there's so many people. He's POVs. into the woods. Into the woods and out of the woods. And home before there are giants in the sky. Uh, yeah, so he's uh, he's going to make sure everyone's all good and fine and dandy. Mm -hmm. um, Elaine's force is doing good, but they are, they're outnumbered, so we're a because little bit worried. there are infinity Trollocs. Infinity number of Trollocs, uh, yes. There's, there's an unrealistic number yeah. of Trollocs. So Perrin goes to uh, one of the wise ones. Mm-hmm. And is like, hey, so like, how do I enter the dream in the flesh? And she's like, that's evil. Don't do it. And he's like, okay. And then she goes and finds Rand to help him with that instead. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's evil for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. It's you one of it's one of those things where I'm like, the assumption of it is, like, uh, is a leap for me from the IO because they don't know they like they they don't have a reason. They just are like, no, that's evil. And I'm like, yeah. huh. The IEL usually have more, like, complexity to their opinions on things. I just think that they don't feel like sharing it. With Maybe. I just, I think that, like, it's it's the time, narratively, to just, like, th there's a lot in this book of characters just being, like, tell you later. And I'm like, it's later. Guys, It we're, we're way too late for this. Yeah. We, it's it's later. Rand can talk about how, about what's going on inside of him. Yeah. The wise ones can open up a little, like, every, it's the final book. We're four million words into this thing. It, it is later. Yeah. We don't need to keep kicking the can down the road at this point. And it sometimes feels like narratively, it's either like there isn't a good answer. And so we just aren't, it's just what it is. Or um, they're, that they're like waiting for like a big reveal. But I'm like, we can do the big reveals now. <laughs> it's the, la it's the last battle. Yeah. And I just, it would be, it would have been interesting for her to give Perrin a like actual reason. Mm-hmm. And then he chooses to do it anyway. Yeah. As opposed to her being like, no, that's bad. And he's like, I, okay, like, guess. Okay. Sure. Sure. Lady. Yeah. He, if you say so. She doesn't give him a reason not to do it. Yep. She just walks away. Right? Yeah. And I think that, like, it could have been a very, like, it, she doesn't give him a reason to, like, question himself. Yeah, they could have had an yeah. interesting conversation, but instead it's like, nah, he's just gonna have Rand do it. And it's like, okay. Um, Sean is right. They're just being dogmatic, but they're being dogmatic in a way that Perrin doesn't relate to, so it doesn't affect his point of view on it at all. Yeah. 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 Um, then, uh, we get to, uh, chapter 13, what must be done. No, wait. No, yeah. Yes. Egwene! Uh, Egwene and the sisters fuck up the Trollocs really bad. They, they fucking yeah. wreck them. Yep. Yeah. It's like Wreck-It Ralph. Just, the I'm going to wreck him. Yeah, Green Aja, not actually useless. That kind of came out of nowhere. 
Because when they were fighting the Sanchin in the White Tower, the Greenage were like, oh, fuck, maybe we haven't prepared the best. And then now the Greenage is like, we started blasting and we were really fucking good at it. Well, it, they're very different situations, right? That's like, fair, that's fair, that's fair. Right, they kind of got surprised in the tower. They weren't organized. You know, I, I just think that they're not very good, uh, like, individually. But the them having a plan and a leader and everything kind of changes everything. They're, they're fucking annihilating Shadow Spawn everywhere. And Gawain's like... One, two. He's bored because they're winning three. and his men aren't <laughs> yeah, dying. Yeah, he's like, I can't be there. Well, it, he wants to be. He, he wants to be fighting in the thick of it to feel like he's being useful, but he just really can't get over. Like Gawain is really bad at seeing the bigger picture, and I know I've defended him so much, but God, sometimes he fucking pisses me off. Yeah, we'll get. Let's get more on Gawain when we get to his POV, because yeah. yeah, I yeah. I'm gonna shit down his sword a little bit. Yeah. Uh, coming up here. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, they yeah, they are they're, they're wrecking it, it. They're doing good. Yeah, and so we we go over to Elaine, mm-hmm. uh, who's uh meeting with Bashir, and they're like, "How's everything going?" and this is where uh, uh, we get the like really good Elaine moment. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is she orders Shinar, Faldara, Falmorin, and Mos Sharare. 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 I don't know. Yeah. Um, the Italian city of Sharare. Uh, they they're gonna burn it all to the ground so that the Trollocs can't eat anything as they're moving south. Yes. In the hopes that um, starving them will weaken them. Yes. And we yeah. start seeing the starvation used as a tactic through all the armies. Um, because they, people have, they're kind of making the assumption that there's not enough food in the Blight to really sustain all of these, like, massive amounts of Trollocs, which makes sense. Um, and so they're using the, the, like, the starvation of the Trollocs to their advantage, because if they're not fighting, they can't eat the ones that are dead. Um, and so they weaken them the longer they stall head-to-head combat. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Which is a good strategy, honestly. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, it's really strong... Um, assuming, uh, if you assume that the Trollocs are going to work the way they've always worked. Yeah. And I don't think that they do. And I think that I that's know. where they, that's why they keep losing. Maybe. Is like, they keep making assumptions about the Trollocs. It's why Elaine ends up losing, or, or is in the situation she's in now that we left oh. right, where it's really bad. Because they split It's because they made like... assumptions about the Trollocs. Yeah. Um, it's why the, like, making assumptions about what's going on in Kandor is going to, is fucking up the White Tower. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, th- there's a lot of assumptions being made by the side of light, partially because they're, like, just, you know, we can disagree about it, whatever, but, like, waiting for Rain to do something. Mm-hmm. But, like, they're 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 making all of these assumptions, and they're getting fucked up for it. Like, they're yeah. losing every front right now. Yeah. And there's no, there's no chance of victory in any of those combats at the moment. Yeah. Like, maybe they get lucky in Kyrian. That's, like, the only one where they have a legit shot right now. Yeah, and Elaine is like, we have to run ahead, beat them, and then get the people that are following us. Like, we we, we have to do this, or, like, we're all fucked. But you have day. to win two very tough fights back-to-back. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, so we'll see. And we'll that's see. their best shot, is that they're in a pincer. Like, the, the, the situation where they're at their best right now is it's where rough. they're surrounded. It's rough. The other twos are fucking terrible. Yeah. Like, Land's army is in a bad yeah uh agomar is starting to make mistakes and fucking Egwene is literally cowering under burnt tents right now yeah like they're losing and it's assumptions yep it's the assumption and and we'll get to it at the end we'll get to it at the end because i don't want to talk about it now yeah um about char okay so uh 
they, uh, that Bashir basically comes up with this plan to use the river. They're going to like send people ahead, build bridges, cross the bridges, burn the bridges, fight the Trollocs by shooting them across the river with cannons. And then they're going to retreat to Kyrian. It seems like a great plan. Seems like. Until. Yeah. Uh, we get to Perrin's point of view. Mm -hmm. uh, he puts uh, Tam Althor in charge. Um, he's like, hey, guys, you're going to listen to Tam now. And they're like, yes, sir. And Tam is like, oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> he's like, I have to go do something really important right now. Yeah. I need a clear head. I need to be focused on my task. And Dane Bornhold comes over and is like, hey, by the way, uh, so, um, so the White Fane, Cloaks uh, killed your, your family. Yeah, Ordiatha uh, yeah. murdered them. It was really fucked up. I'm sorry you had to hear that from me. And then leaves. And I was like... I, uh, we shouldn't skip over that uh, Perrin makes Tam a lord. And like, it's a very... It, that scene is great. It is, yeah, But is. Dane... But then Dane is like... Fucking not the time to get shit off your chest, bro. It's not the time. You fucked up. And and here's the thing... And not really, because Lanfear does all Perrin's work for him. But um, this is only gonna matter if Perrin then gets to fight Pad and Fane, which I don't know. So. But like, why? Why does this series want everyone to matter to Perrin and not other characters? <laughs> Perrin has connections to everybody. Also, where the fuck is Pad and Fane in all of this? No idea. When was the like? He's been gone for like six books. books. Yeah, books. Yeah. This series has too many things going on. It's yeah. just it's too much. Yeah. Like, th there's whole villains. Who are more interesting than the people they're fighting. We're just gone. Where is Patton Fane? What is he doing? Yeah. Yep. He's, uh, I don't know. They should have dealt with Patton Fane when they cleansed the taint. Yeah. Like, Patton, like, Patton Fane and Mashadar. Mashadar? Yeah. Patton Fane and Mashadar should have gone out together. There should have been some connection that we saw when, like, uh, Shadar. Uh, what's it called? The city? That's Mashadar. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah. the city, I forget. I keep wanting to call it Shia Ghoul, but yeah. it's something else. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, doesn't matter. Uh, the name of that city. Uh, Shadar, Shadar Lagoth. Thank you. Uh, when, yeah, when, like, Shadar Lagoth goes care down. It should have been I would have loved to have seen Fane's reaction to that and what that means with the dagger and his connection and all of that, but, yeah. Because it's, it's just, it's never, he... He hasn't appeared since then. Not and really, no. I don't think he's appeared at all since then. Uh, the uh, I think last he literally thing I remember appeared. is that he's like going off into the blade to get an army. That's all that I, that's all I remember. I don't even know when that was. Oh, that's right. There was the one like epilogue moment. Yeah, where he's like, I'm gonna go get me some 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 forces. I guess. I guess. I, I genuinely I don't know. Uh God, don't damn. know what he's up to. But yeah. He just could have been a really, like, he could have been a really good foil to Matt, or he could have been a really good foil to just someone that's not Perrin, because Perrin has Slayer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Give give him, like, a, some weight in one of the other storylines so that there's, like, a more personal connection in one of these fights. Yeah. Like, if Pat and Fane was leading the, the Trolloc armies in Kandor. Like, because I don't know. I'm like, where is he going to show up? No, he does. He definitely does. All right. There's no way him going to go get a troll, Or they, like, find his body in the blight on the way to Shia Could you imagine? He's just dead. Or like, Rand has to... Or they have to fight him in Thakandar, and he's, like, been, like, fucking corrupted fully back to the Dark One or something. I, I want him to come back, though, because there was a point where he was the most interesting villain in the series, and then the series just kind of forgot that he existed. Yeah. Um... Yeah, anyways, uh, yeah, so Perrin, Perrin's like, uh, Rand, gonna need me. So he goes, uh, gets an Ashman to give him a gateway, 
Um, and then uh, Rand uh, sends him into Teleron Riyadh in the flesh. Well, there's a few other steps to this. Uh, Gaul is like, hey, I'm coming. And Perrin's like, no. No, you're not. And Gaul's like, yeah, I'm coming. And he's like, yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> You've never been to Teleron Riyadh before, a place where being, like, comfortable there is kind of how it works. But yeah. I'm going to bring you and have a liability with me. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, Gaul, like, uh, has been interesting. I've enjoyed his character when he's there. But, like, bringing him into the world of dreams doesn't really seem like a good idea in my personal opinion. Yeah. It seems, the, the like, say goodbye to Bane and Chad, who are still wearing white, even though, like, hey, it's the last battle. I agree with the Aeol that are with the Dragonsworn, who are like, look, I'll go back to being Gai Shan yeah. when this is over. But for this time being... Yeah. We got bigger shit going on than my fucking honor. I'll lose some honor so that the world doesn't end. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Bane and Chad, who, uh, God, they were such good characters before they were just before like nothing happened. thrust into white so that they could be literally non-entities to have a joke every book. I hope they come back because um, Avienda does mention that some people have been casting off the white to fight in the last battle and then we'll take it up again afterwards. And I, I hope that they're they do that. What? Did you, like, just stop listening to me while you were putting on your lipstick? No, you said you were not happy that, like, they haven't done anything, that they kind of became... Wait, what? I I just talked about those people oh. while, yeah. I mean, while you were putting that on. And then oh. you were like, there are people in the Dragon Sword who are saying that they're going to put the white back. Sorry, I heard what you said about uh, Bane and Chiad. <laughs> it's fine. Did you connect those? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I missed that. No, no, no. It's, it's just fine. It was just while you were putting your lipstick on. And Normally I was like, you're did the you one completely tone me, tune me out while you were putting on your lipstick? Normally you're the one who does that. So I, I, I'm going to balance it out. Mm, sure, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm no. the one who does that. That was intentional. I never listened to you. Wait, I have called you out on this show for doing yeah. that. Yeah. That's I'm not I mean. saying I'm not it's saying you're wrong. It's I just my said, turn for one. Yeah. Just completely. <laughs> yeah. Um... All right, where so, were we? I don't even know. Gal is gonna probably. Die. There's too many POVs. It's hard to talk about this in order. I know because it bounces around so so much. Oh my god. Maybe we should have like organized it by like POV. No, because there's too much me. that like there's too much that like connects things. Fair. You know what? That's fair. That's Light Bindful is right. I do tune myself. I tune tune out my wife when I put my lipstick on. Yeah, that's true. We cut back to Perrin. Perrin goes to Rand. Is like yo. Tell Rand Riyadh. And Rand's like, sure, okay. That yeah, we, sounds... We did, we did that. So then they go through, and he goes in, and he's like, oh, shit. I know, I was trying to set up this moment. Gotcha, okay, okay. I, I know I'm that ready. we already said that. I'm just trying to set up, like, I'm he ready. walks through, and he's like, oh, shit's bad here. Uh-huh. Hey, Gowl, I know you've never been here before, and you don't know what this is. Let me give you, like, the explain it like I'm five version. <laughs> Cole's notes. Don't think too much. Don't really do anything. <sighs> if I'm doing something, don't get involved. I don't really know why you're here, yeah. but like, don't fuck this up. Good luck. Gaul's gonna die. Gaul is a hundred percent. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Gaul is so fucked. He's so dead. Uh, he, before he leaves, we should mention. Uh, Perrin tells Rand he needs someone to open up a portal to Teleron Riyadh every day at dawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So that he can get home. He's like, I don't know how to get out of here. Because he doesn't know how long he's going to be here. Yeah. Uh, and then he goes to the Black Tower, and Lanfear's there, and is like, Hey, what's up? I'm Lanfear. And Perrin's like, Cool. He's like, Oh, that's. Weird, I guess. Very suspicious. Are we fighting? And Lanfear's like, no, no, no. No. Oh, wait. Bye. Poof. And Perrin's like, shh. Like, that... What? That was so weird. Great. Oh, God. This is going to get really fun. 
Um, uh, Guillermo uh, Barros does, uh, guys, I'm sorry. It feels like we're moving so quickly through things. This was a lot of reading this week and like there's a lot to talk about and I don't want to skip stuff because you're right. Like the Brandon Perrin's goodbye here was really good and it made me nervous that Perrin's going to get stuck in the wolf dream forever. Mm, mm, it just felt, mm. it felt, it felt like the author being like, these characters have to say goodbye because this is the last time they see each other. Right. It really did. No, yeah, that, mm, that's And fair. I think that Perrin is there at the last moment with Rand, but he's in Teleran Riyadh for it. Right. Oh. I think Perrin mm. leads the wolves and Elias in Thakandar in the dream world, while Avienda leads the everybody else in the real world. And they have to protect Rand in both places at the same time. So who are they going to fight in the dream world then? Slayer. And the... Just Slayer? No. All of... The, the, all, anyone who's there in the flesh. Yeah. But who would that be? Like Ashaman, maybe some of the Forsaken... Why, like, the Ashman? Well, I guess Mahal did send I, them there. You're I right. do think that Lanfear fights on Perrin's side in the dream world because the Corsova stops her from fighting on his side in the real world. Oh, oh, and there's a severance in the connection. She has uh, some independence in the dream world that she right. doesn't have in the real world. And so I think that Perrin and Lanfear are protecting Rand in the dream world while Avienda and Loghain are protecting. You have these two male-female pairings fighting to protect Rand on either side of the planes of existence. I like that. I like yeah. that a lot. I can definitely see that happening. Yeah. Very cool. All right, yeah, maybe Perrin gets stuck in the dream world. That 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 would be very sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it's going to happen. I think that's mm-hmm. something about, or maybe well, because he Rand... gets stuck there sending, saving Gal and sending Gal back. Oh, maybe. So that Gal gets to live. Because also, like, Slayer is, has been told to hunt Rand. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I feel like Perrin is going to fight Slayer in the dream world who's trying to kill Rand for the, at Shia Ghoul. So, yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Huh. Um, okay, cool. Interesting. So, uh, the, the world is very different. Uh, the Teleran Riyadh looks like a mess of storms and bullshit. Um, not bad bullshit. I just meant bullshit in that there's stuff. We cut over to Andril. Uh, this is the chapter that we reacted to, thanks to... Um, oh, oh, sh- uh, Sean, like, Sean, Ashman. Sean, Ashman. Sean Ashman. Thank, thank you. Sean Ashman, thank you for um, commissioning this. Yes. This was cool. This was a... We should have done a, We should have done a bigger split for this book. We should have done more weeks. Because honestly, like, there's, I feel like we're skipping through. I, we're talking about so much so fast, but there's stuff I want to like talk about. But like, yeah, it's already been two and a half hours. And granted, that's my fault for the conversation at the beginning. But um, well, there was also the we we had like thirty minutes of like the unboxing. You know, there yeah. there were things that were happening. Long show, guys. Sorry. Nobody cares if it's a long. If show. If it feels like we're rushing through stuff, let us know. Like, keep bringing up stuff that we might have missed because I don't want to miss stuff because there's so much to talk about here. It's just that there's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking dense. Yeah. Uh, Andrel. Um, uh, sees Tovain turned. Yeah. Which I wonder if they're going to be able to do anything about that because Loghain and her are bonded. I wonder if they'll be able to save her somehow. No, I, I'm still sticking to my, like, prediction that if you may, if you bring a turned person back to their, like, weird spectral fake ideal self that they, that they can be saved. That's so fucking heady. I know, but I'm I'm here for it. Because I, you know what, actually, you keep reading, and I'm going to bring up the the line. Sure. Uh, so then uh, they are, uh, they, they're, they're tied up, but uh, Andrel notices that Evan has kind of lost it, even before the taint. He just sees, he's got the fear in him. Uh, and so he does some manipulating, he gets waterboarded a little bit, uh, and then he eventually manages to convince Evan that Emerin is going to, or not Emerin. Someone is going to kill him. 
Uh, and... Oh, ma, 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 it starts with an M. No, he's the one after. Maybe it is Emerim. Anyway, uh, so, uh, Evan... There's so e- many names. Evan starts fighting, and he's, like, blowing shit up. Uh, and he kills one of the... He kills one of the Ashman in the room. And then everyone starts fucking going at it. And at this point, I was like, oh, like, it's a good time. There's, like, three people in the room. No, there's also, like, 13 women, 13 Madral and Tame in this room at this moment. And Hasalam. And Hasalam. I was like, Andrew, this is when you play... This is the moment you want to try and escape? Okay. Hey, they gotta do it at some point. I guess you want the odds to be as bad as possible. Well, they're um, not gonna wait. If they wait till Logan is turned, then the Black Tower's kind of lost, yeah. right? Because Logan is the is has there has to be a head a, a leader, and it's it's kind of got to be Logan. Yeah, and so this is the moment where um uh, they have been not forcruiting, uh, Andral. Andral because they're gonna try and turn him soon because mm-hmm. they have the new women. Uh, and so he starts trying to make a gateway. Yeah. Uh, and uh, doesn't think anything happens. Um, and uh. They start fighting. Tame kills Evan, unfortunately. Uh, and uh, yeah. Andral throws fire at Tame, and Tame is like, you're a fucking Ashman. And he's like throwing him across the room, slamming him into the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it looks like it's going to be really, really bad. Yeah, because Andral can't make gateways. Until Tame weaves Balefire. The yeah. first time I actually remember Balefire being mentioned in this book. Which, In fair. this book. Is this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he weaves open... A gateway the size of a coin it's like this big, it's like this big. It's like and he just catches the bale fire in it okay where did it go i don't know where did the bale fire go i'm worried upstairs because candler into candler's store because that's where he weaved the gateway earlier that people heard him through but mm. um yeah i don't i have literally no idea could you imagine he just like weaves a gateway and like some taviran bullshit happens and it just like killed fucking Mogadian. Patent fame. That's actually Patent fame. <laughs> no. That is actually he he opened a hole in time, and this oh. is actually how Asmodian died. Oh yeah. Oh guys, Andral killed Asmodian. No, it opens, and the reason why Asmodian said, "Oh, it's you," yeah. is because he sees, he sees tame, tame through the hole, and then the balefire gets him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's why no one felt the weaving was because it was in the future. Gotcha. Gotcha. It was a future weave. Yeah. That gateway passed outside of time because he's got to he's got to use a gateway outside of time because of the dream spike that's there. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that still hasn't been taken out yet because that's why it's so small. So it's like a very tiny. Oh, I thought these things happened at the same time. I thought that was different. But... Oh, I thought it it happened afterwards, but that's why he like popped open the thingy. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! That guys, Andral killed Asmodian. Technically, Tame did, but Andral Tame. helped. Tame killed Asmodian. Yeah. Well, um. So. <laughs> that's yeah. So funny. And so they uh they're fighting uh and the fighting gets a little bit crazy when Candler busts open the door and is like, "Yo, what's up, motherfuckers?" The Two Rivers boys have arrived. The fighting begins. Yep. We cut back to Perrin. Um, before we do that, okay, I just I did find the line. Um, the men dropped their veils and bared their teeth. Burn mm-hmm. me, their teeth were filed. These had been turned. Capital T turned. Mm-hmm. You could see it in their eyes. Eyes that weren't quite right, weren't quite human. Which is like the same kind of vibe as um the 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 people who have been turned in the Black Tower. Their yeah. their eyes aren't right. And so I feel like... But they're these... just turned Aiel. They're not... No, I think that they're like the half of the soul that's been like wrenched away from the channelers. But wouldn't, the ha- wouldn't that half soul be the good side of them? Well, because it's outside of the body, you wouldn't have things like empathy or like emotions, right? Because if Why? you're... 
Well, because those come from your brain. Everything comes from your brain. Yeah. So if you believe in like, if you believe in the idea of like a soul, wrenching a soul from a body, the soul wouldn't have those like bodily like memories or feelings or emotions. They would just be like nebulous. I don't know, guys. I, I, I I'm feel into it. every time you try and hit me with this theory, I feel like no. you did drugs and didn't tell me. Yeah, man. Also, fun. every time I think of the Red Veil de Aiel, I think of um, Jacob from Twilight. Uh, the fucking guy who's pretending to be indigenous. Taylor Lautner. Uh, Taylor Lautner in Sharkboy and Lava Girl. With right, the sharp with the teeth. teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because here's the thing. We know that they can't just be any old Aiel because you have to be a channeler to be turned. Yeah. Um, we find out that if you give up your ability to channel, you can't be turned. Um, so it's basically like committing suicide. Oh, wait, yeah, wait. So how did they turn the Aiel? They can't turn the Aiel. That's why they have to, it has to be something to do with the Ashman who have been turned. It has to. Yeah, that makes sense. It has to. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm, I'm, guys, I'm, I'm, I'm workshopping this theory, okay? Bear with me as we move on. Before Dashamon has an interesting point here, he says, I really don't like this moment. It feels as though Andrel breaks the Dream Spike rules and it pisses me off. That's why I think that the little gateway opens as the Dream Spike is turning off and that's why it's small. It's in the like moment, Perrin goes click as he's like trying and the gateway opens a little bit because it's the moment the Dream Spike turns off. That's the only way it makes sense to me. The weird, okay, that wouldn't make sense to me, though, only because Andrew's trying so hard. You think that a humongous gateway would have exploded if the thing was turned off. But it's like not immediate. All of that it's like, power. The, like, it is like an energy field that's dissipating. Hmm. And so it, it's like fighting against the energy field as it's dissipating. It's not an on off, it's not an immediate on off switch. Hmm. It's like you click the thing and this giant field goes, and in the of it coming back into the dream spike, it's weak enough that he's open able to open a little bit, but not yeah. more. That's the only way it makes sense to me because if Andrel just figures out how to open a gateway in the dream spike for this moment, it yeah. feels cheap. Okay, yeah, to me. fair. I, I I don't like when it's like no, this one just works because he tried really hard. Well, he has like a talent for it, so that's kind of why I just I I got it right. You know. Sure, that's fine. But but. Uh, when you when you kind of create like big moments artificially against your own rules, it makes those big moments less big and more like like you tried too hard for them. Yeah. As opposed to just like that. That's why in my head I'm like, he the the gateway's the right gate like the gateway's at the right time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess it makes sense that it is in that exact moment. It's just like you know one of those things that like lines up. Well, but I think that that's why this POV is first, though, is so that it's a surprise. Because if parents' POV was first, it wouldn't be a surprise. Be like, oh, yeah, this is the moment where the thing turned off. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay, okay. That's fair. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, there's some spoilers in the chat, so don't read it. No, it's just people making connections. It doesn't matter. Um, I mean, I'm not going to read it anyway, but... We cut back to Perrin. Perrin is basically just, like, looking around. He's like, hey... Is anyone here? And Lanfear's like, I'm here. And he's like, God damn it. Stop scaring me. Gal, hang out in the tower. Yeah. I'm going to go fucking do this. And then Lanfear's like, no, no, I already did it. And he's like, what? She's like, yeah, I poisoned. Don't worry about it. And Perrin's like, okay. And they go to the room. And he's like, oh, I, here's the dream swing. She's like, this is how you turn it off. And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah. So this was easy. 
I thought this was gonna. I thought this was gonna be a whole thing. He was gonna have to fight the Ashaman in the dream world, like their channeling versus his dream stuff. No, no, no. fear is like fork root. Lanfear just shows up and is like, "Oh no, I, I already did everything. You just have to press the button." Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, now they know how to use it. Right, they destroyed one, but now they have the other one. And oh apparently no, it's great! There's only yeah. two, so this is turn it on in child goal. Turn it. No, up. Rand doesn't. Oh my god, I'm so dumb. Perrin doesn't have to protect Rand at child goal. He has to protect the dream spike while Rand is fighting the dark one. Oh, so that the it's not they it's not travel in. it's not protecting Rand in both planes of existence. It's he has to protect the dream spike so that they can't get to Rand in the real world. Oh, yeah. To keep the Forsaken, for, so that everyone has to come through the gorge. So it's Perrin versus all the Forsaken. Perrin and Lanfear versus all the Forsaken. All the Forsaken that aren't already in Child Ghoul, yeah. But, oh, yeah, okay. All right. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Cool. That's good. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Um... Uh, yeah, and so, what, 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 uh, oh, and then Lanfear's like, look, I want to be a good guy. It's really hard because of the Kursuvra. Uh, Rand is not going to let me do it with him, so I'm going to do it with you. And Perrin's like, no, you're not. And she's like, not really giving you a choice. Fuck, he's here. Bye. And Perrin's like, yeah. what the fuck it's is like, happening? what is happening? <laughs> yeah. <I'm> <laughs> he just keeps looking at the sky and being like, poof. It's great. Uh, and we come back to Andril. They're mm -hmm. fighting. It's great. Andril is like, fuck, I'm useless. They're, his people are dying. He's like, I don't know what to do. And then he's like, focus, focus, boom. Gateway. Gateway, Boom. motherfucker. Gateway. Suddenly, because I, I thought that this was going to happen with the Balefire. I thought Tim was going to Balefire himself. But if he Balefired himself... Then he wouldn't have cast the Balefire. Fuck. That's I know. too chirpy. I know. Maybe, maybe that is where the Balefire went. Maybe... Okay. Maybe the Balefire went through the coin... And it actually did hit. It did hit but Tame. But disappeared because of But because Balefire. He, he Balefired himself, the, the Balefire never happened. Yes. So it couldn't have worked, yeah. And so it went nowhere. The Balefire never existed. It but never existed. But the only person who remembers is Andrel. Yes. Yes, absolutely. The Bale, 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 the Balefire was a lie. It was, guys, it was a lie. Crazy. Uh, and so... Oh, wow. That's... Wow, my head. Could you undo Balefire damage by, by doing a, one big Balefire on against people. someone who's done a lot of Balefire? I don't know if mass Balefire negates... Older Balefires? Mid Balefire. I don't know. Anyway, uh, so then uh, Andrel, uh, yeah, he opens a, this gateway around them and they end up murking themselves. So Tame and Halsalam and some of the others flee. Mm -hmm. uh, and it looks like in this moment uh, they're, they're going to win as Andrel opens a, another gateway beneath the Treadlords uh, and they fall hundreds of feet uh, to For their death. No, to cast Featherfall on them. I was yeah, yeah, they cast Featherfall and they're, they're actually fine. fine. They're all wizards. They're I've Featherfall. I've never seen anyone use Featherfall before, so maybe Wait, really? it doesn't exist. Oh, well, I thought you meant Dungeons and Dragons. I was like, no, no, no. What? In this, because we know Garrick people. Garrick used it like constantly in the relay. We know people can't fly, so maybe they actually like can't Featherfall. Mm. You know? Mm -mm 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 -mm. I don't really know because the rules on that have been kind of unclear. Like, you can maybe like hover like a little bit, but you can't like fly. And so I don't know if you can negate No, you momentum. can't save yourself, but you, they could save each other. You think? Yeah, because you can lift, you can build a bridge of air that other people can walk on, but you can't walk on your own bridge of air. That was a thing eight books, nine books ago. But you would still land on a bridge that's hard. Right, but you could like catch people. You could slow them down with a weave of air, but you can't slow yourself down with a weave of air. Mm -hmm. So they would have to save each other. Yeah, they're not going to do that. Too selfish. Yeah. 
Uh, and then, uh, yeah, that's the end of the Black Tower stuff of the week. It was very good. This chapter, very good. I'm a little confused about the Lion Fair stuff right now, but I'm excited. It, like, threw me through a loop to hear it. And I was like, oh, my God, I did not expect this direction. I'm excited to see where this direction is going, though, because yes. I, I do find it very interesting, and it is cool. I agree, because I think it, you're right. It wouldn't have worked if Lanfear was like, suddenly I want to be good and help other people. But no, she just realizes, like, how people see her, and it is a selfish reason to do good. You know what I mean? Yeah. She wants to be on the side of light for the wrong reasons. Yeah. But for the reasons that make the most sense with how she's been built up as a character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. Memory of Light, 15. We are... Your neck in a cord. Uh, we start with Matt. Matt is dangling because apparently Matt is now a parkour expert. Um, yeah, he's, he used to be a prankster, so... So he knows how to climb palaces. Yeah! He climbed the stone of tears. Like, I don't hate this. No. It just... This yeah, was, he climbed the stone of tears. This was like... The, uh, if you've ever seen the opening scene of Mission Impossible 2, that's what I was picturing this whole time. Uh, that is a very, very specific reference. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Matt is, like, dangling. He sneaks into, uh, Tylan's old room, uh, where Solusha nearly gets him with a crossbow. Uh, yeah. and, uh, they have a cute little, like, um... He's like, I knew you were a bodyguard, and she's like, what moment. are you talking about? <laughs> did you gamble that eye? And he's like, uh, kind of. <laughs> I won, though. How did you know that? <laughs> I won that gamble. Uh, and they, like, argue because... He's like, wait, but Galgan wants to assassinate Tuan. And she's like, that's dumb. That that, 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 doesn't, that doesn't matter. matter. And he's like, yes, it... He's like, yes, it matters. Yes, it matters. And she's like, no, the, the assassins you have to worry about mm -hmm. are these assassins. And he's like, they're all assassins. What are you talking about? Yeah. A bad assassin can get lucky. And the Sanchin's overconfidence about that fact is telling. Yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those things where I kind of understand the strategy of, like, weeding out the, like, shitty people, I guess, within your own kingdom so that no oh, one else can actually it. do it. But yeah, there, what, if, if one of them does get lucky, like, Duan's fucked. So Lucia's which confidence I wonder, in this, like, oh, wetlander assassins are bad, when Matt well, just snuck into the room, feels like she should be going, oh, wait a second, people here are good at things. And that's what I wonder if what happens, remember in the uh, future version that uh, Avienda sees, Mm -hmm. um, the Empress gets assassinated and somebody less agreeable takes over. And so I wonder if right, it's literally right, right, right. like one of the wetlander assassins who wasn't supposed to be a threat, but actually was. Because, mm -hmm. you know, they're cocky as fuck. Ember Eye says, Tuan is incredibly arrogant, though. You could replace the, a Tuan with almost every woman in this series. And it still works. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Am I wrong? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, and so uh, he's like, uh, I'm going to go talk to her in the garden. Uh, thanks for not calling me Highness. I appreciate that. And she's like, I have a secret passage for you. And he's like, oh, wow. I didn't know about that one. <laughs> yeah, I do like, he's like, I spent months finding everything in this palace. And I was like, wait, this was in my bedroom. Fuck. Well, Tylan's bedroom. Yeah, where he slept. Yeah. Against his will. But... Yeah. Oh, this is also, we have to talk about, fuck. We have to talk about the first of the things that I like really didn't like. In this section. Yeah. <laughs> which is this line. I, I think I have a photo of it here. Um, I might not. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you didn't take a photo, it's like... <laughs> Matt is like, you know, it was a fun game with Tylen. Yeah. And I was like, oh, God, let's not try and retcon that into being... Yeah, if something it was, that Matt wants. Yeah, if it was a game, he wouldn't have gone to Elaine and been like, "Please help me, I'm being raped." 
Yeah, and like turning I, into a game now feels so weird. Like I understand the narrative of like I understand the idea of it's a story that Matt is telling himself. Mm-hmm. But the problem is that the way that Matt has gone as a character has led to this version who is like that has become really like awful. Yeah. Uh, in, in regards to his acceptance of being surrounded by slaves. Yeah, he's like gaslighting himself left, right, and center. And I just think like for the end of the story, I don't know that there's a lot of arc left with the Thailand situation. And I don't know that this is the place you want to end it on. Yeah. Is Matt being like, ah, it, was, it wasn't that bad. It was okay. I, I just, I, I think that there's, I, I think that there's a better way that this could have been handled then, and not bringing it up at all might have just been best at this point. Well, because then later again, he like is, he's like imagines the thing, like the scarf being like the ribbons and like gets really uncomfortable about it. Like he clearly has trauma, mm-hmm. like PTSD of being like enslaved and raped by this woman. Yeah. And he's like trying to lie to himself about it. But the way that he's written in other things, it makes it feel like the author's trying to retcon. And I just don't think it's done very well at all. I, 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 yeah, I just don't think it's written well. I, I think yeah. that this is, I think that this is like part of the section here that is just mishandled. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Definitely mishandled for sure. Uh, and so we cut to Rand. Rand is with, um, he's in Elaine's camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, he gets to be like, hey, you two, don't let my dad die. And I'm like, Rand, that's too much pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Leave those poor boys alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. D- d- that's too much. Too much to put on somebody. You, you, you just, you really just fuck those boys up. Yeah. Uh, and then he goes to his dad, and he gives his dad loose there in Telamon's sword. Yeah. Crazy. That was fun. He's like, I'm sorry, I took your sword, and I can't give it back to you. So here's my sword from my previous one of my previous lives. Yeah. Um, it's pretty cool. It it's was, a pretty good moment. It was. It's a great moment. Uh, and then we also get this like moment where he's like, thank you for teaching me the flame and the void. Like I would have died without it. And Tam's like, I would teach everyone the flame and the void if I could. Fair. Honestly, everyone. fair. Okay, Tam needs to be the head of the pink therapy, Aja. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Tam, Tam is the one to, to spearhead this. He's got to make like some kind of school for like mental health. I, I I absolutely need that, please. Tam is the greatest of all time and the true hero of this series. Well, and he gets his flowers here, right? Like, Rand is, like, literally, like, mm-hmm. if you hadn't been the best dad ever, the world would be fucked. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be able to accomplish my goal my job here because you were such a good dad. Yeah. And like that's a really awesome um it's a really awesome way to like give this character his flowers and like really like yes. build him up. Yes, absolutely. Um, Agreed with that. And uh, yeah, I agree with Eric Wood. I uh, love Tam saying it was never for channeling, shooting a bow. No, it's for life. It's yeah. about patience and, and about center. Absolutely. Uh, and it really is. Um, uh, what, what do you guys say about the sword? It's not Luce Theron's sword. It is Luce Theron's sword. Yeah, he has a connection to it. Rand said it's from a kindred soul. What yeah. do you guys think that meant? His, his soul, <laughs> but in It a couldn't be body. more blatant. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know who else it would be. Like, they've he he's like when he got the sword, it was like familiar, um, and that was when he was still like fighting Lucerin. Like, yeah. I I like if if that's not the case, then the series has kind of done a poor job of um, describing that because it feels like it's supposed to be Rand's sword, 
from his previous life. That's why he has a connection to it. That's why it feels mm-hmm. familiar to him. Guys, guys, it is, yes, it was Arthur Hawkwing's sword, but it was Power Rod, which means it's from the Age of Legends. It is It is so much older than Hawkwing because they didn't have the ability to Power Rod things in, the, in Hawkwing's time. Mm-hmm. It has to be from Rand's time. It literally cannot have been made for Arthur Hawkwing. That, that like that it literally cannot based on the lore of this world be a sword that was made for Arthur Hawkwing it predates him by an age because it has to yeah. have been made in the age of legends I like I, I I understand that Arthur Hawkwing wielded it but it literally cannot have been made after the breaking because no one was able to make power out weapons after the breaking yeah every single sword that was wrought by the power predates the breaking at least is what we've been told yeah so that then yes. that it, unless there's some really weird twisted unreliable narratorship which would be strange like it, it has to be it would be very weird for this to be the only reason yeah. that they're that that's a lie yeah Hawkeye you know I mean? like definitely could have used it no he did and he did yeah. use it like yeah. we know that he used that sword yeah but it was Luce Theron's sword previous to that it's a yeah. sword that has existed for over three thousand years yeah yeah maybe. and it's from a kindred soul Guys. yeah it's his soul. <laughs> Can't, it's it could not it could not be more blatant what is trying to be said there. Yeah. Uh, Dead Iron says is Tam and Steve Harrington the best dads? Very funny. <laughs> I'm Very still, funny. I'm still only halfway through season three of Stranger Things, but uh, yes. Um, thank you for that. Super You've chat, already gotten Iron. to that relationship though. No, it's great between him and Dustin. It's, it's really it's so good. It's one of the best relationships on the show, mm-hmm. honestly. Uh, Benjamin Fraser, thank you for that super thank chat. Thank you for the super chat. Uh, what Tam should have been teaching is how to uh, to use a sword before sending Rand out into the world with a weapon that says "Duel Me." Well, to be fair, he didn't know that Rand was going to have to go on an adventure. Uh, He gave it to him to be like, oh shit, you have to leave immediately, so here, take my sword. No, they they, they fight, and they fight with wooden swords, and it's a great scene. Oh, it's so It's described really well. It's so fun. I I love the idea of, like, I I like that they talk about the fact that Rand said that he was going to practice one-handed and never did. Yeah. I like that they brought it up, because I was always like, oh, he meant to do this, and he never actually did it. Uh, and I'm glad that even Rand is like, oh, man, I meant to do this and I never did and I fucked up. Yeah. So I think it's going to be important against Morden. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't think Morden and Rand can fight physically. But, no, yeah. Uh, yeah. Arzu, thank you for gifting Arzu. five memberships. Thank you so much. We got some green in this chat. Um, it. Uh, we really appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. Uh, one of the other things that I find really interesting about this is that... Um, Rand has really stopped talking about the wounds in his side. Do you think that's intentional? Or are they going to come back? Because I feel like it's been forever since Rand mentioned feeling pain from the wounds in his yeah, side. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's like a weird Jesus thing where he's just healed. Oh, okay. Like, he's kind of, he's kind of like Jesus. Or he just like, feels the pain so much that it just doesn't matter anymore? Well, he has to, like, bear the emotional wounds of his, um, of his destiny. So I don't think the physical ones really matter. Even the hand, he kind of like comes to terms with it in a really beautiful way. Because I think, yeah, he lost his hand and it was kind of like ignored. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, okay, we got to like have this matter and wrap this up. Um, and it, it's done in like a really, really beautiful way. But yeah, I don't think that like, I I don't think that those wounds bother him in the same way anymore. Hmm. Because they, have, they haven't come up. I could be totally They haven't wrong. really come up since the Veins of Gold scene. So I mm-hmm. don't know. Uh, Bazemian says, is Morden a fighter? I think Ashama used a staff. I mean, in the scene where they fought above Falma, they, that, that was a fight. Like, that was a, like, sword fight. They were, like, Rand was with only... swords and the power at but the same Rand time. But Rand was, Rand, like, literally had to sheathe the blade to win that fight. Yeah. And, like, 
he got the that's where he got the wound in his side. Yeah. So I, I yeah, Morden is very clear, and and Rand was already technically a blade master at that point. So Morden is very very good with a in, in, at combat. Yeah, unless becoming Morden like changed that, but I don't really know why. Berserker, yeah, it, it, it Morden might use a staff, but I still think that they're going to physically fight each Wait, other. Wait, then how did he get stabbed? He, he got no, no, no. He got it was like the end of it burnt the shit out of him. Remember? Burnt. Oh, he wasn't burnt. like stabbed through. It was the like the tip of his staff, like when it connected with him, fucking like left a wound. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, God, that feels so long ago. <laughs> Uh, Guillermo Barros, uh, thank you for that super chat. Thank you. If I'm not mistaken, it has been many centuries, not millennia, since the last new power rot sword, according to Berlain, and Rand's memory of the sword is not from LTT. What did the memory come from? But who would have made it in the time after that? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Like, like the, the Aes Sedai's oaths say they can't make weapons, so, so who would have made it, right? Yeah. The Aes Sedai have not made a sword in thousands of years because the, their oath, the three oaths have not changed since before Arthur Hawkwing. Yeah. Oh, I guess someone could have made it for Arthur Hawkwing before, but... Yeah, but also Arthur Hawkwing is against channelers. I don't so... know what that would have to do with Kindred Soul, though. The Kindred Soul line makes it seem very clear yes. that it's his way of talking about Luce Theron without talking about Luce Theron. Yeah, he like doesn't want to bring up Luce Theron, but it's like a part of me. And yeah, I don't know that Rand and Morden are going to have a sword fight, but I think that Rand and Morden will fight again. Yeah, for sure. To pay off the Falma scene. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think And they I think have Rand to. is going to sheathe the blade again. I think it's going to happen a second time. Really? Yeah, because he dies. Which and Olivia's going to help. Also, Olivia's going to help him die. Why is she not in this book? Where I, is she? She is mentioned one single I time. I know. I was like, she seems very important. This is why you can kill off some characters earlier on in your series. Because yeah. you get to the point where, like, you have too many important people at the end. And then it's like, where is this per- <laughs> Where is this person in the narrative? Yeah. It's tough. It's yep. tough. And I don't know that this, I don't know that this book is balancing that the best. It's tough. It's kind of hasn't set itself up for success really well. So. Yes. Um, but yeah, Matt uh, goes to the gardens and finds Tuan being all uh, karate or like jujitsu. I, I don't know. Uh, Muay Thai. Yeah, you know, yeah. some kind of hand Krav Maga maybe. <laughs> yeah, let's be honest. It's probably that. Um, and he's like, wow, she's so hot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, she definitely pegs Matt at some point. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. They probably don't do it in the garden because they didn't have anything there except, like, branches, and that just seems kind of dangerous. It's not the wood you want, Donna. No, not the wood you want. So the, the pegging will probably come later. Um, but, uh... There will be no smut corner this week because I don't know where to add sex because yeah, everyone... All the good sex scenes smutty. just happen. Yeah, we got smut already, so... Um, Matt throws a dagger at a gray man. Yep. Uh, who escapes because it's a gray man. Yeah, and then the fucking Death Watch guard, like, doggy pile on top of him. <laughs> like... Hot. Uh, and, uh... Oh, God. The, um... The, the, the moment where Matt is like, you trust me because when you saw me holding a knife at you, you looked behind you knowing that I wouldn't hurt you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that... Fuck, if this was, like, if this was a different dynamic, Tuan, that would have been such a good line. Yeah, if Tuan didn't suck so much, I'd be like, damn. If I didn't hate Tuan so much, <laughs> yeah. um, then that would be a, a great line. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I, I hate Tuan so much, um, and uh, it's great. And so they they start taking their clothes. She just, like, takes her clothes off and is like, we fuck now. And he's like... She's like, put a baby in me, basically. Great. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Yeah. And uh, he's yeah. like, do you love me? And she's like, 
you're going to give me a baby. And he's like, all right, I'll take it. She loves you as much as anyone loves anyone in this series. Yeah. Except like Gareth and Swan. I, I think they have like actual love for each other. Uh, Min and Rand. I do Min really and Rand, I agree. believe in that yeah. relationship. Yes. Fayil and Perrin at this point. That's like this, real love. Yeah, yeah. You know? They had some shit to work through that was toxic, but it, they seem to be doing okay, so. We skipped over the best part of the land storyline. Oh, we did? Yeah, it was when Agam when Land is like, I'm not leaving Malkir again. And yeah. Agamar is like, duty's heavier than a mountain, bitch. And Land is like, I flinched. And for the first time, I flinched from words alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking Agamar. I can't believe I skipped over that. Great moment. Oh, it's Mwah, so good. Chef's kiss. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's like so integral to this whole section. I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, anyways. Uh, we cut to chapter 16. We don't cut to. We keep saying cut to as if this is a fucking film script. Um, I, that's the show, guys. We film script the the the, the whole time. series. Um, <sighs> yep, Loyal is there. Yeah, Loyal is like, wow, humans, super weird. Damn, my wife, really hot. And then they they and then they fight. That's that's literally this whole thing. The only POV we get from Loyal is just being like, damn, my wife is hot. And then they go fight. It's like, okay. Yeah, I loved earlier when he was like, Perrin, why didn't you tell me married was being great? I fucking love being married. Let's go to war! Yeah, yeah. Loyal is that guy right now. Uh, uh, and they <laughs> sing while they do it, which feels very much like Loyal is me. Isn't it? Let's get down to business to defeat Trollocs. Nice. We, that should be our... Guys, we're going to have so many submissions for real time. We are week. going to kill them and cut off... They're dicks. All right. Just castrate them. Why not? Uh, so Do Trollocs procreate or are they just created? Uh, they're created. It's a yeah. it's a process. Damn. Or they were created. Maybe they Maybe they can procreate. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Do they have <laughs> penises? We haven't seen any penis, like Trolloc penises yet. Well, Coming soon to baddragon.com. <laughs> I like uh, Malindio says he's singing Nickelback's greatest hits. <laughs> Look at this giant axe. Every I'm gonna shove it in your ass. Oh my god. Why did my axe get so red? <laughs> what the Where hell the hell went on? your head? Oh. <laughs> uh, just, yeah, wow. Guys, I, I, Nickelback's got some good songs. I know it's controversial, but. Uh, I went to the school from uh, that music video. Yep, yeah. yep. Um, I, I literally. Uh, we're from their hometown. Yep. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, this is how you remind me of what I really am. It's not like you to say sorry. Uh, sorry. I love the, uh, the gravel. Um, love me some Chad Kroger. Yeah. Galad is watching the Ogiers and is like, damn, glad they're on our side. And some fucking dude randomly is like, they must be dark friends. And Galad's like, don't be a fucking idiot. And that is yeah. the section. Yeah. The, the, the white cloaks are literally idiots. Some of them, yes, They're that's why. fucking morons. But here's the thing. People who, like, get sucked into cults sometimes are not the most intelligent people because they get brainwashed into it, right? So it yeah. makes sense that a lot of the white cloaks are really dumb and gullible. Yeah, they point a finger at things. It's like, that must be evil. It's like, well, no, use your brain for a second. Um, so, yeah, that's that's going to be the, the white cloak's biggest failing for sure. Yeah. Uh, we cut over to Rand. Uh, I don't know that the White Cloaks get any more failings. I don't think they're that important. They've had too many so far. Maybe so. they will be. I don't know. 
Um, it would be fun if, like, Galad got a great sword fight, but the, the evil side doesn't have, like, a great sword fighter for him to fight, so it just doesn't... Well, and Galad already got the best, like, 1v1, so I don't know if he's mm -hmm. really gonna play a big part in, in the actual final battle, so... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rand, uh, is talking with Moraine, and Moraine is like, hey, like, can you go do the fucking thing? And I'm with Moraine. I'm like, do something. Please, for the love of God, do something. Yeah. Uh, and he's but like... She's like, get me tea, and he's like, oh, and he's like... Wait a second. She's like, I was just seeing if that still worked. Haha, <laughs> jokes. Haha, <laughs> jokes. I was like, what is happening? And uh, so he's like, I'm going to kill the Dark One. And she's like, sure, whatever. Just do it. <laughs> just do something. Um, and uh, Moraine tells him that his pact is a simple piece of paper and it's distracting him from his goal. And I agree with her. His pact is dumb and naive and it doesn't make any sense. There's definitely issues with and it. And if Avienda had only communicated with him about the future, like a partner who trusts her partner would have, he would know what the big hole in his whole idea is and he wouldn't do what he's about to do. But he's going to do it anyway. Yeah, Avienda really kind of fucked up here. Yeah, um, she did. I'm disappointed in my girl because I love her. But, you know, not all the characters are perfect. I just, using not communicating as a plot device... Yeah. Just gets tired for me personally. And Especially maybe when it's characters who maybe it's love I'm, each other. Yeah, but maybe I'm just an oversharer, you know? Like if 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 Avienda loved Rand so much, she would have sh at least shared with him what she shared with the other wise ones. But she doesn't yeah. because she doesn't love him. She just kinda thinks he's hot. <laughs> I'm sorry, but like that that's not love. She loves Elaine. She loves Elaine. Right, and so you know, Rand is kind of there by proximity because they don't have strap-ons yet, I guess. And, and so she's like, I just, I need to get dicked down, but I actually love Elaine. Um, yeah. Maurique, um, I'll explain why I think it's dumb when we get to it. We'll get there pretty quickly here. I think mm -hmm. it's the next chapter. Uh, so, uh, we cut back to Moraine and Moraine is like, God, he's all, he's, he's gotten a little too prideful, but he's also humble. He's very interesting. Uh, <laughs> wow. Very interesting. And then she's like, God, this tea's good. I haven't had good tea like this in a while. Because Rand touched it. He dipped his penis in it. No, he didn't do he that. Just that did a is little... sexual harassment. That, you know what? Fair. It's true. That's why you don't dip your penis in things unless women yeah. ask you to. Don't or do men. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or non-binary people. <laughs> dip your disc where you're at. Dip, dip your dip disc. Dip your disc. Dip your, Guys, everybody. Dip your disc. Everyone knows before you put it in your PS5. Dip your disc. What? It doesn't mean anything. It's provocative. Oh my god. Uh we get Lan. That is how you burn the tip, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, it is. Um Lan, uh we get Lan's POV. We're back at Tarwin's Gap and uh there uh, Andre Andre Andiri, I have no idea how to pronounce this character's name. I literally read it and was like, nope, moving on. Um he's carrying the banner. Um there's a bunch of Malkiri and uh they notice that the cities are burning. Uh, which makes sense because the Trollocs... Because they lit them on fire? Yeah, yeah. Well, it just they notice the cities are burning because strategically, they I mean, burned them we, themselves? Sorry, we talked about Elaine, like, ordering... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I know, but fine. you just said they noticed it as if it was, like, random. Uh -huh, that's but really interesting. They are, they are the ones who, who lit those on fire. Who did that? Did you, did you do that? Did I? I don't remember. Lane casually <laughs> noticed the intentional plan that they have been committing the entire time. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Jesus Christ. Um, there, there's a lot going on. You know, it makes sense that they didn't notice right away. Um, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Oh, shit. The fires we set are burning. <laughs> guys, guys. The fires we set are on fire. Uh, Everyone look. Yeah. 
Anyways, they're uh, they're gonna retreat, okay? And this is where Kaisal is like, the women are fighting, and Lana's like, yeah, sh- let them shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, you're kind of dumb sometimes. You have weird views on women. Um, so uh, yeah, the the Trollocs are looking for things to eat because they just eat the dead bodies. It's really fun. Um, and uh, yeah, Agamar is like, all right, we're gonna we're we're gonna retreat. And then before they can kind of... And while they're in mid-eating. Yeah, yeah before yeah. they can kind of reassemble, we're going to fuck them up again. Uh, Brilliant plan. Great. I actually... Yeah. Lo- this moment, fantastic. Loved if it, it weren't for the Dreadlords being there to, like, break it, like, this this was, like, a fucking great fucking, plan. This really yeah, worked. They would have wrecked shop. Like, yeah. But, uh, yeah, the Dreadlords are like, ah, not on my watch. Pew, pew. And, uh... Mahale, uh... Tame himself. Yeah. He's there. Yeah. And he uh, knocks land from his horse. Yeah, and what's-his-face dies. Deep, deep. I was like, do we need him? Yeah. One of the Ashman is like, I can take him. And it turns out that was false. He could not, in fact, take him. (laughs) He could not, in fact, take one of the Forsaken. Yeah, yeah. Poor Deep. But I get it, too, right? He's like, this is my chance. And, like, honestly, there's as good a chance that Tame gets him from from the back while running away, right? So... Die yeah. facing forward. I, I get it. I, I don't I don't disagree with this choice, but it is sad that he dies here. Yeah. I do like the touch in a bit here that um uh the an Ashaman dying in this way brings the Ashaman and the Borderlanders closer together in yeah. this combat. Yeah, because now they you know they they're not like the others. They've also suffered the same losses that we have. Uh yeah. It was really well done. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Chapter 17, A Memory of Light. Older. More weathered. I never read the chapter names. Um. Matt Matt. wakes up from fucking. uh, Because they fell asleep in the garden. Yeah. Um, and he's like, oh, wait, there's people here and we're naked. Even though the dude's not even looking at Tuan. And she's just fully sitting there, like, naked. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, keep, keep talking. And he's like... Uh, so, um, yeah, we couldn't find the gray man. I hope that's okay. And Matt is like, my wife. It's like very weirdly like. Is just Borat? I've never watched Borat. I've only seen you do that. Wait, you've never seen Borat? No, no. I only know Borat jokes because you've made them. I don't know that I've made Borat jokes. I've said that. You've said that. That's yeah, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the only thing I know about Borat is my wife. Yeah. I haven't seen it in so long. I don't actually remember any of the other jokes. <laughs> Great, me too. The only one I remember is the like the brain is small, um, women's brain smaller than the man's, and what he like goes to like a feminist meeting and like interviews a feminist and is like, don't you think that men are smarter because the women's brains are smaller than the man's? And he's it's like he's like just trying to goad her into like fighting about it. Like it's 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 like very clearly satirical, right? Like it's not he's not you know he's being a dick on purpose. Um, and that's like the scene that stuck with me the most because she just looks at him like that's not not brain. She's like, you are stupid. Yeah. Uh, Weird. I haven't thought about Borat in so long. Uh, Yeah. Sasha Baron Cohen, very funny man. Yeah. He was probably the best part of the Les Mis movie. Fair. Yeah. Like, like for, like, um, almost worth watching that movie for him. Uh, Uh, Almost. (laughs) Almost. Uh, Just watch the 25th anniversary concert. Yeah, exactly. It's so good. It's so good. Um, Oh, man. Anyways. Oh right, not was a the not was a big Borat thing. I I forgot that. Holy shit! Never seen it. So I saw it in theaters. I don't think I've ever seen it since theaters. Oh, because it was one of those things where like know. there wasn't really a reason to watch it a second time. You know what right. I mean? Like you're like, oh yeah, like, like that was I incredible. It. I I do think it's incredible satire. I think he did it. What he created 
was so uniquely um wonderful (laughs) but it also was kind of like one you see it and you're like oh i get it It, the people who became obsessed with it were so annoying and i was like no it's there is like a brilliance to it and i would never say that he's not brilliant he Mm -hmm. is um but um yeah i have not seen the second one (laughs) clearly clearly it's not that important (laughs) film to me yeah i'm like i remember two scenes like yeah that happened um, the thing I remember most is that there's a lot of, like, Americans that he got to say, like, really dumb America shit on it by, like, playing into the, like, Islamophobia of post-9-11 American culture. Oh, interesting. Uh, and there's a lot of really interesting, like, poking at American extremism before anyone else was really, like, pointing at American extremism in that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, so uh, they're, like, the Death Watch guards, like, we're, we're all going to kill ourselves. And... Tuan's like, no, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. this wasn't your fault. You didn't yeah. know this was coming. Matt's, Matt's going to teach you how to do this. Yeah, teach. and Matt's like, I am. You are you are very good at your job, mm-hmm. but like, we, you could not have planned for this. And mm-hmm. I was like, that is actually like Reasonable. a really mature thing from Tuan. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, I appreciated that. And then Rand shows up. Yeah. They're like, we caught this guy. There, uh, there was another assassin. Yeah, he just walked right in here. Climbed With one hand and no weapons. Yeah, he climbed with one hand. I don't know. Uh, You know what? I don't know. Don't need to know. Uh, Anyways, Rand shows up and is like, hey, peace treaty? And Tuan is like, And Tuan is like, Domain! Domain! Give me my domain! Domain! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Run! Uh, And so Rand gets shielded and he doesn't care. Uh, Yeah, he he doesn't give a fuck. Maybe can touch the true power. I don't know. It's it's the the true powerness right now. We're, we're gonna get into They're that nebulous. in a minute. Yeah, because like the dark one has to give you permission for that. So I don't. Know. No, no, because he can use it with Kalendor. Yeah. 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 We'll get to it. Uh, I don't know. Very strange. But uh, this is where. This is where I really dislike what Rand does. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because. Some of the way that this is written, and I, I thought that I screenshotted it, but apparently I didn't, which is frustrating. Oh, oh god. Because I want to, I want to use like the exact language here to talk about why this didn't work for me. Because mm-hmm. like I, I I don't really understand, and like just honestly, I don't really understand why. Um, before we get into it, Matt and Rand have a really funny, a like genuinely funny friend interaction before, where they're like standing side by side and they're both being held by the power. Because Rand is like, hey, you led me to her. And she's like, what the fuck did yeah, he say? Yeah. And Matt's Matt like, like, that's not what... No, nope. I didn't fuck... Rand, phrasing. Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, Rand's probably crazy by now. And then he's like, are you still mad about the time that I made fun of you for wearing nice clothes? And Rand is like, you ignored me for months. And Matt's like, no. That's... Mm-hmm. No. Like, <laughs> he, like, gets very uncomfortable about it. Um, they have some really good banter back and forth that... Um, I really liked because that's the kind of thing that is not very uh, common in the the series, especially between these characters. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, yeah. It's like Rand is his old self and like Matt is, I don't know, this like new version of him, which I don't think always works, but I liked the fact that they had a moment and it was kind of, you know when you're like best friends with somebody and you don't see them for like, a couple of years even but you that best friendness of like maybe growing up together kind of clicks back into place when you see them again that's kind of what this felt like to me um and so I, I liked it uh you know they've both like grown up and matured and been through so much um but yeah it is kind of like 
despite everything that's happening, it is a little bit like random. I also um love the like who's done the most since yeah yeah you know and Rand is like I, I cleansed the taint yeah and he's like, like okay well I saved more rain so yeah yeah that that back and forth is just fantastic yeah but this is where things get a little bit weird Rand does does briefly attempt to negotiate the release of the domain yeah okay first of all the domain aren't the only slaves that the Sanchen have and the Dakoval are not mentioned in this scene. Mm-hmm. Rand doesn't even think about them. Here's the thing. Because even Rand dehumanizes them. Here's the thing. that There are so many other groups of slaves in this culture. Like, because they talk yeah. about being sold as property, right? Yeah. And we know that, like, Domain is one of them. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot more slavery that goes on than that. And, like, no, everyone just kind of is like, eh, don't well, worry about it. And the issue with the Dakoval starts at the beginning of this chapter when Matt wakes up and there's a Dakoval there in transparent clothes. And Matt says, if she didn't want me to look at her, she wouldn't wear those clothes. She is a slave who doesn't have a choice. Yeah. And this is where Matt is a fucking awful character to me now. Like, Matt has been effectively ruined by the authors yeah. by having this moment where he says, like, oh, well, she's wearing that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm allowed to look because she's wearing that. An item of clothing that she is not choosing to wear that is against her will because she is a slave. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, the chapter starts off with Matt, this hero who's not a hero. He will never be a hero now because this is fucking disgusting debasing his own heroics. And then, he yeah, he gets to brag with Rand and they get to be like, haha, we're the boys and so everything's great because we have money, wealth, and fame. And then we get into what I think is the real, like, detrimental part of the conversation between Rand and Fortuona, uh, where uh, the, he does try. He's like, hey, like, you have to give up the... You, you're not allowed to take any more domain. And she's like, fine, but I get to keep the domain that I already have. And Rand is like, no, you have to, you have to relinquish any domain from here. And she says, no. And he's like... And then he says this, let it be done, light be merciful, let it be done. So he, he's like not happy about it. Yeah. But then yeah. he says, I will carry this weight too. You may keep the domain you already have, but you shall not take any from my allies while we fight the last battle. Taking any afterward who are not in your land will be seen as breaking the treaty and attacking other nations. You won't carry that weight, Rand. You're going to die. Yeah. The people who are going to carry the weight are the people that you just agreed are now slaves forever. Yeah, and if Avienda had communicated to Rand that the reason that shit falls apart later is because the Aiel go to take their um, uh, channelers back, uh, maybe Rand would have thought differently about the situation. But the idea of Rand being like, okay, this is my cross to bear. Fuck you, dude. It's not your cross to bear. It's the people you're leaving in slavery. What, what the yeah. fuck are you talking about? It, dude, and this dude, is where... The, death the, is lighter than a feather. Rand is going to go die. Yeah. And the duty he's leaving is on people who do not have a choice. Yeah. And it is the, like, it is the immaturity of the writing of this moment that makes it really disappointing and really weighed down. I, I This is where I stopped reading for a bit. I put the book away. Um, and I, I didn't keep going for a bit mm-hmm. because I didn't know how to approach this sequence of events. And the idea that you have this white male king character be like, yes, you can keep those slaves. That is a that is a I'm weight gonna, I'm gonna have to bear. I'm gonna feel bad about it for a week, a week and then I'm and gonna, then die. I'm gonna die. And like it just it was so this was so disappointing. Yeah. And I I I am hopeful 
that Matt will come around and will change Tuan's mind by the end of these books. I'm hopeful that there is a that there is a resolution to this. Yeah. But the idea that any character can say that yes, you can keep those slaves, it's on me. Like it's it it's yeah. awful. It's 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 really it it has soured the whole series. Uh, in a chapter, and 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 Matt Matt's oh well I get to look because she's she she's a slave. Like you that yeah. ogling a slave because she's forced to wear transparent clothing is disgusting. Yeah. And um Matt has spent enough time with the Sanchin that he knows that she's a slave. Yeah. And I just <laughs> I don't know um and and Matt does not speak up when trying to in these negotiations with with Tuan. Yeah. You know. To, and Matt kind of is like, "Hey, like you can trust Rand, like I vouch, right?" But he's not like Hey, maybe like slavery? <laughs> Question mark. He, like he he doesn't say anything. Um, and I I think that if the book didn't deliberately this I think that it wouldn't have been as bad for me personally. Like I wouldn't have felt so gross about it if the chapter did not start with Matt using his power to sexualize a slave yep. and being like, oh no, wait, this isn't wrong because she wants no no. And I, I, it really is. Um, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Uh, Feno says, "You, I understand your issues, but you got to learn to distance yourself." Why the fuck would I do that? Yeah, if you want, why would I distance myself? If you want to listen to someone just read you what happens in the book, like listen to the audiobooks. We're I, here to talk about the actual shit inside of it. Distancing ourselves makes for boring content. I understand that you don't like slavery, but you should just accept it. What? No, no. Absolutely not. I'm going to call out bad writing about slavery when yeah. it happens. When when two white men from the South, well, one from the South, one from the, uh, a culture that uh, did not accept black people because it believed that their skin pigment was a direct punishment from God uh, until 1978, I think. Yeah. Uh, that's the culture and the, the, the church that he tithes to. Uh, when those two men write a slave narrative that ends with the not a bloody hero, fun, fun, ha ha chuckles character being like, I'm going to sexualize that slave. And then Rand is going to come in and be like, oh, woe is me. I have to let you keep those women as slaves. I'm sorry. I'm not going to overlook that. I'm not going to sit here and be like, isn't this book amazing, guys? Don't you love that moment in a memory of life? No, fuck that shit. Brandon Sanderson should have known better. Robert Jordan should have known better. This book wasn't written in 1955. This book came out 10 years ago. Yeah. This book came out 50 years after Martin Luther King Jr. died. Yeah. Sorry, was killed. I shouldn't say died. <laughs> yeah. Went after the government got the black man killed for fighting for rights for black people. I am not going to sit here and say that this is the, these are the heroes that we should follow. That this is the fun series that I wanted to read. This is not fantasy. This is slavery apologism in a way that is disgusting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, yeah, you know what? I came into the book club a little bit spicy at the beginning today. And I'm, I'm sorry about that. And we had a little bit of an exchange. But I came into this being like, hey, maybe we don't write slavery this way and try and pretend that these are heroes. They're not anymore. Rand is not a hero. Matram is definitely not a fucking hero. He's yep. the prince of slaves. His character has been utterly destroyed. And I'm I'm wildly disappointed by this whole interaction. Yeah. And it's it's gross. And I I we're gonna get to the end of the books and we're gonna see how we feel about the rest of it. Yeah. But this chapter is an egregious, egregious error on the part of the authors. Yeah. Yeah. It's really gross. Cause I don't really know how you can uh, turn that around. Right, I, I think that that's like 
at this point, because the characters are at the end of their arcs. We are in the last book, the final battle, right? You know, you could maybe introduce something like this earlier on and have them turn around and, and recognize the wrongs. We're not there. We are at the end, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is these are the people that we're supposed to love and care about, and um, we need to hold them to a, a standard uh, to to be the heroes that we want them to be. I don't really want to read a book about people who kind of make shitty decisions, right? Like I, I don't get it. Uh, Bern Armstrong uh, sh- uh, says, um, "What should have Rand done in this moment? It's not necessarily about what Rand should have done. It's what the authors." should have provided as an alternative for our characters to take and to grow from, right? It, this, this um, book Matt is written by Matt should have realized that the woman who was being forced to serve him because she's a slave and would get tortured and beat if she disobeyed maybe doesn't want to be sexualized by him. Well, she just literally doesn't have a fucking choice. Maybe that's what Matt should about, have done. They're asking about Rand. Rand what doesn't... Rand should have done in does this Rand moment. need the Sanchin? The, the last battle has not been set up in a way where I know that he needs them. Well, and that is the problem. This is the problem with the setup of the last the battle. The problem is the Sanchin I don't get spicy. traveling. It doesn't matter. The, the, we Do we need them for something? The, the the last battle has not been legitimately set up we need that them, they're important to any of these We fights. need them to not attack the allies, right? If the Sanchin, hypothetically, were like, hey, the last battle is happening. This is a great time for us to sweep in and collar all the ice at eye. Like, that would, that would suck. So I think Rand Maybe. is trying to take preventative measures... Um, but yeah, this, this section, uh, is, uh, it ain't great. It makes, it, it's unfortunate for Rand, but it really makes Matt look like shit. Um. So, yeah. And Rand. And Rand as well. I, I'm, I'm sorry, but like, yeah, Rand could have done anything. Guess what? This is a fucking fantasy book. He could have killed Tuan. <laughs> he could have, he could have done, no, no, I, I'm not saying that he should have killed Tuan. I'm yeah, not saying yeah, that yeah. that's what I'm advocating for. I'm just saying that he could have done anything and what he chose was to wait until the very last minute and deal with the Sanchin in a way that he had no, like, Rand chose to wait until the last fucking second to go to them. And so he had to accept the awful agreement that is going to fall apart. And this is where Rand's... Well, and that's the thing. It's going to fall apart. This is where the dragon piece is fucking dumb, is that Rand has now agreed to a piece mm-hmm. that revolves on the people who are administrating the piece, the Aiel, the police officers of the piece have a blood feud against members of the peace. So it doesn't work. From the very beginning, the dragon peace will not work because the cops of this world, the Aiel, after... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what they are. That's their position in the treaty. Yeah, they're the law enforcement, yeah. ...want their fucking women back. And the majority of them didn't sign that treaty and don't give a shit what Rand has to say. Yeah. They don't care about the piece of paper. They want their sister back. They want their mother back. They want their wife back. They don't fucking care about the piece of paper, which is what Moraine is trying to tell him, is that your piece of paper is dumb. It's a piece of paper. Nobody after the breaking is going to give a shit about it because you're allowing the women of a culture that you are saying are going to be in charge of administrating the piece to be slaves. It's not going to work. Yeah. And it's it's so, it's so it's naive to a level that I actually cannot believe that this is how this ends. It, like, there's no world. And we know it because the, Brandon Sanderson wrote that this is why it falls apart and the Aiel get destroyed. Like, the books have already yeah. told us that this is going to fail. And then Rand goes and does it anyway because Avienda, a woman who loves him, doesn't share shit with him because they yeah. can't fucking communicate. And now we just have a world where our heroes are, like, fucking chumming around in a garden next to slaves that Rand is saying are going to stay in slavery because, ah, there's nothing I can do about it. 
Sorry, those women are gonna spend the rest of their lives wearing collars for the next hundred years. I am guaranteeing that women who can channel for the next hundred years are going to be slaves so that I can win this. And yeah. th to that I say, what's the point of winning then? If, if, if what, What's the point? What world are you saving? Really? Like, what... What world are you leaving behind where you are saying that you are guaranteeing this culture's right to slavery for a hundred years? Yeah, I'm like hoping... That's the end of the series. Congratulations, we beat the dark one. The Sanchin get to do whatever the fuck they want to women for a hundred years. Yeah, I'm really hoping that there is a turn at the end and that, yeah, that they're not just like, yeah, oh, they're, Sanchin are fine, can do whatever they want, right? Like, I'm, I'm super... Uh, I'm super hopeful that Rand is able to, uh, Rand either fucking changes his mind and is like, you have to let all the people go, you know what I mean? <laughs> let my people go. Um, at the, after he defeats the Dark One, which it, that's dependent on whether or not he stays alive. But I hope that, yeah, somebody goes back to these fucking people who are slaves and is able to help them because if the, yeah, if the series ends and slavery is still there, it's like, okay, well, that's unfortunate. Like, you know what I mean? Like that, that I, I don't, yeah, they won against the dark one, but how much better off is this world? I don't really know. Right. I, I, I don't think that that's, that, that does this story justice. So we'll have to see when we get to the end. Cause I don't know. It's yeah. better than the actual end of the world. Is it, is that, is that really what you want? Is that the argument you want to make? Like, is that really where you want to go with it? That's that 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 we should that that we should fight evil but accept slavery. Mm -hmm. Is that better? Yeah. I, I you know what I I actually don't agree. I don't think it is, and I, I I ultimately like maybe that's what it comes down to. Maybe that whether or not this works for you comes down to the fact that like you can accept that slavery isn't inherently evil. Uh, I can't. I'm sorry. I I just I can't accept that. And I can't get on board with it. I can't get on board with Matram at the end of his arc, after being fucking raped by Tylen, sitting in a garden with a slave in front of him, thinking, let, let, let's go, let's just see what his exact words are. Let's get into it. Let's get into how this isn't like slavery apologia, you guys. Uh, where is this fucking poor thing? Yeah. Um... Cause, cause, like, like that—that's th that, what this is, right? Like, yeah, he's like getting dressed, and he—he's in his room, right? He goes to his room, he's like getting dressed. No, they're still, in the, they're still him... in the garden. Isn't this still in the garden, or is that? Is, am I thinking about something that's later? Uh, well, I think it's like right after this section, like, cause he, he there is a point where he's in his room, and I believe that a Dakoval walks in, and he's like trying not to look, and he's like, oh, but I guess she wouldn't, like, I, I, I guess it's okay. I'm supposed to look. Uh, I'm supposed to look, otherwise she wouldn't be wearing this. And it's like, yeah, that's no, no. <laughs> that 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 that's that's the character. That that's Matram Cotham. Like it makes me want to take the Matt shirt off of our store. Like it literally wants me to take the design down. It is such bad writing. Yeah. In my opinion, I I I just think that like there there is a level of negligence in the way that this plotline has been handled, and I I think the fact that people are trying to defend it with like, but like. It's better than the end of the world. Great, but you still chose to write this. You still you still chose yeah. to get into it. This is this. the and author's story that they chose to tell. They could have written themselves a solution, right? Like, you know, the author is in charge of this world, right? Metheny uh, brings up the gulags. Great, thank you for the super chat. Uh, guys. Thank you for the super this chat. Isn't a, this isn't real life. It's a book. It's fantasy. 
It does. It does. Like if it I is wanted a narrative to read written by someone, if I wanted to read why slavery is bad, I would re- first of all, I would read something that actually says slavery is bad. Uh, and second of all, I would I, I, I would read histories written by people who experienced it. I wouldn't ask white men how they feel about it. I'm sorry. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. I think that that's totally fair. I like this. Yeah, this isn't a history book. This is a fantasy series uh, where you can have realism while also still saying slavery is bad and coming up with a way that like it can be either solved or figured out or like there is a way to dismantle it right because or you could have spent a book dealing with it instead of writing fucking crossroads of twilight yeah the pedantic waste of time that led to nothing crossroads of twilight should have been absolutely like getting rid of the sanchin and being like we don't stand for slavery, you know, like... Any of the books could have been. There's, like, five books that you yeah. could take out of the series and replace with, hey, maybe we should deal with this. Although mm-hmm. you could say the same about the Black Tower. True. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, Matram Coffin is uh, gross. Uh, he's a gross character, uh, mm-hmm. and it is very disappointing that uh, after everything he's been through that this is where he lands. Um, it sucks. It really sucks. It is character assassination unlike anything I've ever seen in any piece of media before. Um, it's pretty brutal. And, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's bad. It's, 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 it's bad and it's not good. And, uh, I, I it was really disappointed. Yeah. Uh, it, this whole, cha- this chapter was just really disappointing. Uh, and that's what, it is what it is. I, I, I don't know what to do about that. I know that people aren't going to agree. Um, and, uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Just, just sad. Uh, chapter 18, To Feel Wasted. That's what this series kind of feels like after reading that chapter, but let's get into it. Um, I have hope. I have hope that, you know, something, something's gonna give. Uh, yep. We get Gowan, who also kind of sucks. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Gowan's with Egwene. Gowan, uh, Gowan fucking sucks. He's like fighting. He's like, uh, I'm not oh useful my God. enough, I guess. Guys, I tried to defend Gawain so hard. <laughs> you really did. I, I you really went for did. it. I really did. And you know what? I still stand by what I said in previous things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like, I I, 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 st- I still do. Um, but God, right now, I just want to punch him in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he feels like he's being wasted by protecting the Emerlin seat. Um, yeah. Anyways, they talk about... Tactics and Tame and the Dreadlords and Egwene needs to go get some sleep. Um, and uh, Egwenean and Beldoman are outside uh, of the tent. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Egwenean is like, man, Egwene doesn't trust me. And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, like, wh- what have you done to prove yourself trustworthy? Because your culture wants to enslave her. And also, you like... didn't get rid of the uh, male Adam, so it's kind of like... You fucked up. You haven't really proven yourselves to be um, trustworthy. And so, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> completely understandable that Egwene absolutely doesn't trust her. Um, but they go to get Gowan food. And he starts looking at the rings. Mm-hmm. And manipulates the conversation. Because Egwene is like, oh, those are these rings. And he's like, yeah, don't bring it up to the Amaryllin Seat. It's a very touchy subject for her. And I was like, god damn it, Gowan. Just talk to her about it. Yeah. Because you know he's going to use them and he's going to do something fucking dumb and he's just going to die. Like. Which. 
Which, all right, fine. Because Leowen, Leowen tells him, like, you die, right? At this point, kill Gawain. No, 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 because, fuck, Gawain needs to use his fucking brain and realize that if He's he not uses the Tarangriel and dies, it shuts down Egwene. Shuts down? Through the bond. Oh, yeah. It is the most, like, Gawain is not just being, like, butthurt about not being on the front line, which is already dumb because they're literally fighting. Like, he's helping fight the war. It's not like he's not doing anything. Mm -hmm. It goes back to Lan being like, I want to go die in Malkir. And I'm like, Gawain's why? like, I want to go fight a fight where I fight. And I'm like, why? You're, you've killed 10 Trollocs yesterday. Yeah. How many Trollocs do you need to kill a day to be happy, dude? But he's I like, have a quota to oh, meet. Maybe, maybe I will put this on. And then it will give me a temporary boost, and, and then, then I'll I die. Will drop dead. Oh wait, and then if I, but if I don't last that long because of it, then Egwene is fucking useless because her. What if she's like, going to be sad about if her Gawain husband loved dying. her, which I he know. doesn't. None of the none of the characters in this series understand what love is at all. But if he yeah. actually loved her, he would be like, oh wait, if I use this, it's going to cause her immense pain. Maybe I should either give this to someone who isn't married or bonded, or just fucking get rid of them because like we're winning. It just doesn't make, like, the way he's thinking here doesn't make any fucking sense. It is yeah. exhausting to read him. Yeah, yeah. Let me just cause yeah. my wife, who I just married off page, the most awful, horrific, emotional, it, it, like, pain that I can so that I can feel like a hero for 10 minutes at the end of a war. Yeah. God, and not even moron. at the end of the war. Just, like, it randomly. I, I yeah, fucking Gawain, I'm sorry. Yeah. I tried to defend you. I can't. You piss me off. Uh, we get Rand's point of view, and he's thinking about um, the first time that uh, he saw a Trolloc uh, in the Age of Legends, and he was like, wow, that's kind of crazy. That Look how far we've come. <laughs> now they're everywhere, uh, which is kind of, like, terrifying. I want to know what the first, like, draft of the Trolloc looks like, you know? Like, I, 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 I want to see, like, how, like, what was the compilation of the very first one? Because, you know, they're like a bunch of different body parts. And yeah, like, yeah. all right, so one had a fish head and they were like, nah, the fish head doesn't work. We scrapped that. You know, like the first iteration is like a like something weird, like a fucking ostrich. And you're like, mm -hmm. oh, no, we we need to come up with scary things. Um, uh, Benjamin Fraser, thank you for that super chat. Thank you for the super chat. Uh, congrats on making this far into the series. You now fully understand why so many One Time Wheel of Time fans want to see a sensitive adaptation to it. I don't think that you can adapt the second half of this series. I think you have to change it. Yes. Yeah, 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 and yeah. here's the thing. We're not not at, certain things. You need to change so much. We're not at the end. We're not at the end. Yeah. Like, they're, they're like, I, yeah. I I still want to know yeah. what the author's intention is for these plot lines and stuff when we get to the end. Like, I'm open to those things. But, yeah. Some, some characters have to do some big 180s in the next pages, though, for some stuff to end well. But, like, yeah. there's a lot in here that you can't cover. In 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 in, 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 like, live action. Like, there's just a lot of stuff in here that's impossible. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff that, like, in the audiences will not be okay with. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <sighs> mm -hmm. you need to be, you need to be really careful about how things are, um, handled. Um, and that, I think, has been one of our biggest criticisms is that sometimes things are just not handled with the care that they deserve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Ross, welcome back to the nerd table. If you get a chance to talk to Daniel Green or Dusty Wheel about the Sanchin, I'd highly recommend it. Great points, nerdy. Thank you. Once, you know, once we're done with the series, I think we'll still have a lot to say and we still want to make Wheel of Time content. Um, I... So so we'll, we'll definitely have some interesting chats, I'm sure. I think that this Gawain thing could be very interesting if Egwene had not agreed to bond him 
and that he was looking at the blood knives. Um, oh, like he didn't have the heightened warder strength? Yeah. And used that instead. Like, if she was still, like, you're too mature, if they hadn't gotten married, like, if they hadn't tried to play it off that they have this genuine connection, and instead it was just an immature, if he was still following her around, and he was like, well, if she's not going to bond me, I'm going to use this. Mm. Because, like, if it came from, like, that insecurity, but she's given him every opportunity to not feel that anymore. And so it does, it it just doesn't work for me anymore. Yeah, uh, that's actually a really interesting point. Because, yeah, if Gawain dies, like, Egwene is in a, in a worse position, right? Um, but, yeah, I don't know. The whole Gawain thing is pissing me off. Um, yeah, so uh, Rand's, uh, Rand is like, it's time to go. Mm-hmm. So he, like, is doing some battle stuff, but, like, in disguise. Um, yeah. And then kind of, like, fucks off. Um, so he can, like, kind of help out, but without hopefully getting too much attention on himself. Um, and, uh, he goes to see Min. Yeah, no, don't worry about I, it. Thank God, there's some fucking idiots in the chat. I, yeah. Good luck with, good luck with your lives, y'all. I, some, some of you. Yeah, so, yes. Uh. Yeah, it is very unfortunate, some of the takes yeah. in the chat. Um, it's di- disappointing more than anything. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought when, it, you know, with our takes having gotten this far, that the trash would have taken itself out. But hey, um, that's just what it is. Um, so there are yeah. going to be some people very butthurt that you just said that. I know. I know. I know. And I thought long and hard about saying it, and I intentionally made that decision. Um, I, I do I do like the people who are like, oh, my God, like, you, you guys are so, like, fucked because you're woke and, like, you don't think that the way that the slavery in the series is handled well is good. Like, you, you guys are, like, and I'm like, guys, like, we're going to be fine. No, I, nobody that we want to be in our community is going to, like, we're not going to lose the people that we like. Yeah, yeah. If you're a slavery apologist, we don't really want you in the community. So it, that's, oh, that's what man. I'm saying. Uh, no, Blue, you, you're No, no, no. Don't ban anyone. Let people say what they say. Yeah. Let people put their names next to what they want to say about yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let them call it. themselves out. It's all good. Uh, Min is waiting. And um, she's like, wow, Rand looks really mm-hmm. sad. I guess it's time to go. And then we have an interesting conversation with Cad Swain, who uh, I haven't seen in a while, but they actually kind of have an interesting scene despite yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was, I was fairly happy with how that went, even though I felt like it didn't matter that much because she hasn't really been a huge part of the narrative. Min has recently. been forgotten by the... Like, Min... No, I mean Cat Swain. Oh, Obviously, Cat, Min, Cat Swain too. Both of them, like, just yeah, kind of... they've been forgotten about. They're yeah. kind of on the side. Cat Swain gets this moment, which kind of feels like a wrap-up for her. Like, a, yeah, Cat Swain was here, and this is kind of how we're going to end this. And she, like, pats herself on the back. She's yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cat Swain crushed it. And yeah. Ryan's like, whatever, whatever. Whatever you need to think. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, but we do, we do kind of get some interesting, um, uh, we, we get the interesting moment of her being like, you've been giving gifts. She's really like, it's, it's, she's such a like bitch in this moment. Like really, <laughs> but it's very being, like, in you've been giving gifts because you think you're going to die. Do you have yeah. a gift for me? And he's like, no, I have gifts for people I care about. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Bye. The sass. I was so here for Fucking it. Fucking loved it. It was great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Rand, uh, says, um. And then, uh, at the end of the conversation, at the end of the conversation, mm-hmm. she's like, oh, by the way, the, the Black Tower freed itself. And he's like, oh, yes. you couldn't have fucking lived with that. That seems like very important. We were talking for 10 minutes. What are you talking about? Yeah. No, that's that's fine. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Catwain's uh, going to help out with uh, Avienda and the Forsaken and wa- watching his back and everything. Mm-hmm. So she's going to be there, but this definitely felt like kind of like a wrap-up for her character. So I actually am not sure how much she's going to super matter in the final battle, but we'll see. Then we get Lands POV. Yeah. Um, they're remembering Deep. Yeah, Deep. Um, very sad. This is the, yeah. kind of what brings the Ashman and the Malkiri together, and the, they kind of have this sense of camaraderie, which I think is really, really well written. Um, all the land stuff in this was was fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he uh, he promises um, that um, he's gonna take Nynaeve and they're gonna get Malkir back. Yeah. Which is not like a you know he's kind of like holding this to himself and giving himself. Something to look forward to as opposed to just dying. If he ever talks to his wife again. Well, yes. 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 But I think it's really important uh, development for Lan's character instead of being like, I am going to die here to have a reason to continue fighting and living um, mm-hmm. as opposed to just being like a martyr or a sacrifice. Um, and so, uh, just a great moment. Lan has some fantastic stuff. Um, and then he talks to some guy about Avalmar making mistakes. Can't remember what that guy's name was. Oh, bald here. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, hey, Avamar's like, uh, you know, great. He captain. got two. He got two companies killed yesterday. Yeah, it's not looking good. And so Lan is like, I, I'll go talk to him. And so he goes and talks to Algamar in a respectful way. And Algamar's like, Baldir sent you. Yeah. And Algamar's like, look, like I'm, I, and I, I loved this scene. Yeah. Because I was worried. I was like, oh god, are they gonna like have a dumb fight? Is it gonna be petty? And it isn't. Because um, they're not women in the Wheel of Time. They're men in the Wheel of Time. So mm-hmm. they just have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, uh, can you imagine if Egwene and Elaine talked like this? Oh my God, the White Tower would have no problems. <laughs> but no. Everything um, would be fine. Uh, so they, they go and they talk. And um, Agamar's like, I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to make, I missed it. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to make more. I'm not done making mistakes. Yeah. I'm, t- I'm exhausted. Yeah, of course I'm exhausted. I'm, there's not going to be a point for the rest of this war where I'm not going to be exhausted. Yeah. And I'm going to, there's going to be times where I fuck up. Yeah. Got to like push myself to that line. And he's like, I've oh spent my, my whole life yeah. training for like these moments where I have to know no, what my, my limits. limits are. Yeah. Just kiss. So good. Do, oh, you, ba- do you think? Mm-hmm. Hmm? No, Baldir's not the gay guy. Oh I yeah, Baldir. So, yeah, yeah, it is Baldir. Yeah, it is. Um, do you think do you think that Agamar is just being smart about hiding a deception, or do you think that this is honest? Um. Hmm. It could be either. I. I. Hmm. I think that Agamar is being a hundred percent sincere. Okay. I don't know that he is right. I don't know that he knows if he's right or not. But he believes a hundred percent what he's saying. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and okay, I love this interaction. And and I, I think agree. that Lan, I because I don't think that Lan would have taken it at face value as much if he sensed any hesitancy in it from um, Agamar, and he doesn't. Yeah, Lan yeah. has got good spidey senses, so I, I think that yeah, if there was anything untrustworthy, that yeah. he would have noticed it because mm-hmm. all of our characters are immaculate at reading body language and facial expressions. Um, so yeah, I think it's honest as well. All right, well, this is gonna be an over four hour show, guys. Sorry. Um, Oopsie. I. Uh... We get Egwene. Uh, the choice of a patch. I never read the chapter titles until now. The choice of a patch. No, it's Elaine first, actually. 
Uh, it's them looking at the Alguena River, him, her and Bashir, oh. uh, and they discuss the trap uh, that yes. um, they fell into, which is that some of the Trollocs have split off. They make a pretty big assumption here, and that assumption might bite them in the ass. Mm-hmm. Um, Bashir makes a, like, a massive assumption, mm-hmm. uh, which is that the coming, that, that, that the Trollocs split off and, like, pushed really hard to come down from the north. Yes. They don't actually there, know. There is a chance that those came through the ways. Yeah. And so, like, this whole, like, we're gonna go fight them because they're tired is an assumption, and it could bite them in the ass. It could not. He might be right. Yeah. Um, yeah. but it is, it is interesting not knowing. I, I actually do like the not knowing and the kind of the, like, push-pull of whether or not Bashir's gamble here is going to pay off. Yeah, and Elena's like, we're going to have to risk it because mm-hmm. we don't have any other options. So, it yeah, it really might bite them in the ass. Um, then we get Egwene, sorry, and uh, yeah. she goes to tell Ranrod to meet with the wise ones. For the um, last time. Yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah. like, weirdly sentimental about Egwene saying goodbye to the tell well, Because I think... The, like, saying goodbye to the air moment. Yeah, I honestly think one of my favorite, like, storylines and arcs in the series has been Egwene studying with the wise ones Mm -hmm. and taking everything that she learned and understood and bringing it into her role as the Amarillan Sea and and gaining that role as the Amarillan Sea. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I I agree. It was very um, touching because I think that, uh, I, I think that it really, like, ties in such a good part of the series. Yeah, I agree. Um... And you know they're like, oh man, we we're going. We wish we could have had you, but you got other, you got other stuff going on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah, so this is when they tell her they think the crack things happened because of Balefire, mm-hmm. which uh, who knows that might be true or that could be unreliable narrator stuff. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. not not hundred percent sure on that one. Um, but they're not going to visit the world of dreams very much anymore. No, they're not coming back at all. And Egwene mm-hmm. says she's not coming back. Which feels very weird for a dreamer. Yeah. Um, and uh, they say some very sweet farewells. And Egwene goes to meet with Rand, uh-huh. who presents her with a ribbon, which pisses her off. But then he's like, no, no, I'm, 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 I'm serious. I'm trying to be sweet. Yeah. But please, <laughs> can I just see the seals? I'm not going to break them. I'm not going to be an idiot. Yeah. And so she hands them over one story, one at a time. Mm-hmm. And the he, Rand is like, very funny. And she's like, what? And she's like, he's like, come on. Haha, <laughs> yeah, give me the seals. This is a fake. It's a fake. It's a fake. We fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like actually mad I didn't put it together when Tame had like the circle thing, but I was like, oh, that's a key for something else. You know what I mean? But it's, uh, I'm like, fuck, it's so obvious that they're not just going to be able to break the seals. Like, duh, they're going to have to figure that out. So mad I didn't put that together. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they don't have the seals. The Dark One has them. And the fact that the Dark One hasn't broken them yet Probably should cue Egwene into the fact that they need to be broken. I'm just saying. It is the ultimate proof that her whole point of view was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But Rand is also like, they're going to break them when I mid-fight with him. And I was like, but why? Why not just break them now? I don't really, I... I don't know about the timing thing, but it definitely is like definite proof to me that the Dark One has the seals to the prison and hasn't broken them yet. That Mm -hmm. is like absolute proof that they need to be broken. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. And there's like there's there's gonna be some fun to that, right? Like there's gonna be some playfulness to the fight, which will be interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the dark one holds keys to his own prison. And uh we cut back to Matt. Um this is where he meets uh Nada, his wardrobe assistant. 
Uh, and uh, yes. he's frustrated because no one will look at him, so he likes his wardrobe person because she'll actually look up at him. Yeah, yeah. He's like, wow, it would have been really nice if people stopped staring at me, and now no one will look at me, and I fucking hate it. And I was like, yeah. I would hate that, not looking at people in the face when they're talking to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I would love that. Yeah. Um, I, it took me so long to train myself to look people in the face. So me too. I used eyes. to look at people's mouths. Oh, I used to comes. look like this. Oh, well... And that's the next step. But. There's there's there, there's things going on in my head, guys. Don't worry about it. Uh, and uh, so he gets some really ridiculous clothes that he definitely can't fight in, and he will definitely not. Um, <laughs> definitely not. Uh, They're definitely not going to be a problem. Yeah, yeah. And he puts his like shitty hat back on, and the woman's like, "Pardon me for being so forward, but it's my job to give fashion advice, and that looks like shit." And he's like, "I don't give a fuck." I also like that he got like a, a eye patch with rubies on it. He's like, oh, fuck, I'm a nobleman now. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, Chapter 20. Which one is this? Into Thakandar. This is 20. It's a final chapter. We finally made it. Three hours and 49 minutes into the podcast this week. Woo! Let's go. Crushing it. There's the guys. If we hadn't talked for an hour before we got to chapters, we would have been fine. So next week, no housekeeping. We'll just get into it. It was a beefy section. You know, like, there was a lot. Yeah, next week, there's only seven chapters. This week, there was 14. Crazy. I know. So crazy. Um, yeah. So after a uh, meeting with Rand, I- Egwene um, uses her magic wand, which she's become very attached to. She's like, no, I feel like it's like, you know, it's mine now. Um, so they're going to actually rename it. It's not going to be Vora's anymore. It's going to be Egwene's. Um, and she's like, shooting fireballs. Pew, pew, pew. Mm-hmm. Um, they get through a gateway and they're being like called back because they've been rotating in shifts. It's smart, you know. You, you need a few number of people to do a lot of fucking damage, and yeah. so you rotate them out. Love it. Um, really good. Like, this has this stuff was really well done by Sanderson. The writing of yes. all of the, like, rotations and the battle and the strategy, I really liked all of it. Yeah. And then some fucking gateways open, and some random fucking people show up, and they absolutely nuke everybody. Yeah. Ramonda, dead. Egwene is like, let go of the power so they can't tell. And Ramonda's like, no, fuck you. She doesn't say that. She just ignores her and then gets fucking murdered. And then Lelaine gets fucking nuked. And it's like, boom, boom, pow, chaos. And I was like, this is not going to go well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like, I, you know, I like that there's like a big loss here. They got, they they actually get so fucked up. Um, yeah. And honestly, kind of great that Ramonda and Lelaine are not there for the next iteration of the White Tower if everyone survives because they were kind of the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Not that I wanted them to die. That seems very cold. But I think to clear way for the White Tower to be something new and better, not even maybe the White Tower, but um, yeah, I see why they got rid of some of these characters. It was about time. Yeah, people Like, died. look, I'm not, like, happy that Gareth and Swan are dead, but killing one of the great captains is smart, narratively. Like, I, I you know, like, I am glad that there were consequences to Rand's failure here. Yeah, look. Which is that Rand never went to check on Shara. That Rand and everybody in this continent... They're like, Shara, who's she? I don't know But they, they're like, we're going to do the last battle with the people of this continent. We don't need to check on the rest of the world. Really? Yeah. You didn't think maybe checking in on what was going on in other places might be important? Yeah. Apparently they didn't. And so they, they're getting fucked because of it. Yeah. They fucked up? Yeah. And like, this is... More than anyone, this is Rand's fault for thinking that the dragon's peace... That, you know, obviously I think it's, it's it makes no sense, right? But for thinking that the dragon's peace could be continental and that the the world wouldn't get involved in the last battle is so, like, 
it, it's just such a massive mental error on his part. And mm -hmm. it leads to this moment where the White Tower, arguably their greatest asset right now, because they don't know how many dark dreadlords came from the Black Tower. They don't know how many Chandlers they have to fight. Is now been pretty fucked up. Yeah, they're kind of yeah. screwed. And honestly, like it was like after after chapter seventeen and the disappointment of that, and like the feeling that it gave me about these books. Mm -hmm. Finally, getting this chapter, we're like, oh, the war matters now. Granted, it came from a side that I didn't expect, right? Like Trollocs are still fucking just masses. The, they they literally show up like the fucking like Men of the East in the Lord of the Rings. 100%, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Oliphants yeah. are here and like I was like I was really grateful. This felt it, it felt nice to finally have a war scene where our heroes got well, they're fucked. beat they're fucked. because of their own failures and you know by 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 an army that like isn't overpowered, isn't like impossibly powerful, but just outflanked them. And like I I was like fucking finally. And it's sad and it sucks and we lost some great characters and like Swine and Brin. Swine. Uh, you know what I mean. Swan and Brine. Uh, swine um, and Bron. They. It's been four hours, guys. I've been talking for like four straight hours about this. Uh, the they like it was so nice to finally have a moment where it felt like our characters were actually at war and not playing a video game. Yeah. And it's it's great. It's it's really well done. And I I think that like they um, th th this this part of this chapter fucking crushes it. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, they're they're like stuck hiding because if they if if Egwene touches the power, um, they're gonna sense it, and so um, they they yeah they can't do anything. They kind of yeah. just have to wait it out and find an opening. Hopefully, like they're just sitting there praying. So we'll get back to them probably in the next section. It would be kind of weird if they didn't show up at all in the next couple chapters. Uh, that would be that would really leave us on edge. Yeah. Um, but we get over to Avienda and um, Rark, and they're all like actually in like looking at Shail Ghul. Um the Th Thakandar Valley, is that what it's called? Something like that? Yeah. The Thakandar is like the forge city where the blades, the Murdral blades are made. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um so yeah, yeah. Uh Rodel Iteralde is like, alright, so uh how how bad is it? And they're like, you were supposed to stay there and he said I he said I you go ahead. Not that I wasn't also gonna go after you guys. Fair. Sure. All right. See for yourself. Why not? And this is where we get the dialogue that kind of makes all of these wars confusing to me that we talked about at the beginning. The like, we just have to hold this gorge and they can't get in. And I was like, okay. Then why are, why are all these people dying everywhere? Like I, I like. And this that is... this is not the hub for the shadow spawn. Yeah, there's nobody really here. Like, it's, it's a, it's a, and uh, like, there's probably a trap involved. Yeah, yeah. It's just it, this, this dialogue was weird to me, and yeah. it made me confused about what the plan is globally. Yeah, and I, I wish that it didn't. I, I wish that it like made it deeper and not like, oh, so like everyone's just fighting to wait until you guys decide to take that gorge. They're literally just stalling for that, but there were never people in this valley. I don't know. I, I, I the, yeah. I understand like trying to set up what the fight in Child Ghoul is finally. It's just a little bit late to be finally setting it up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we don't have that much book left, but... Yeah. Well, actually, we have the size of a regular novel That's left. Fair. Let's be honest. But there's uh, 2,000 characters. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, other, well, actually, there's like 1,998 because Swine and um, Bryn are dead. Swine and... I cannot. I'm actually really excited. I, I think that you're right about the dream spike. And that Perrin is going to like put it uh, into the fucking into where Shail Ghoul is, um, so that they can't just like pop in and out, because um, it's really gonna be a huge consequence. 
Um, I think I'm I'm hoping yeah. for for the Dark Ones uh, forces. Morik, thank you for that super chat. Thank uh, you super chat. While I don't always agree with every specific argument, I will always love the passion and taking a firm position for what's right. Thanks so much. Uh, thank you so much for great content. We try. Thank you. I don't know that everyone is going to agree that today was great content, but I'm glad that you feel that way. Um, you know but what? I will fight you about it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You argue and make a statement? Never. You're never. super flimsy, waffly, never have any opinions. I do love, I do love the like content graders who have like super safe and like never controversial opinions. We're like, I don't understand why I don't grow. And it's like, cause people just kind of like, there's nothing there. There's no there there. Yeah. If you, if you have, if you don't have strong opinions, like content is hard to make. And I think strong opinions are what, yeah, makes content interesting. Because whether or not you agree or disagree, mm -hmm. like, you know, with uh, whether or not, like, uh, the stakes are high enough for you or whatever it is. Like, everyone enjoys art differently. And mm -hmm. so this is just, like, our take on it. And sometimes it's even our own separate takes on it because we don't... I mean, we fought today. <laughs> yeah, like, we don't agree with everything. And that's what makes it interesting, in my opinion. I just also like, I wouldn't, guys, never suggest a book series to me where you're like, nothing really happens. It's just like well-written. I don't want to read that. Like, I need things to happen. I wish the resolutions of these things were better in this series, but like, I like the setup of a lot of them, right? There's so much good in it. Yeah, yeah there is. There really is. Um. Uh, yeah, the I'll agree to follow Riddell, um, mm -hmm. and they're going to create a distraction so Rand can go duke it out with the Dark One. And they're yeah. like, yeah, maybe it'll last a day or maybe years. Who knows? We're going to set up for the worst possible option. Yeah. And then they go back to the tent where Moraine is caressing Kalendor. And we find out that Kalendor allows you to wield the true power. Uh, and that that is the great flaw is that it will drive Rand uh, crazy as he dies. Uh, which is um, sad. Yeah. Was this brought up before that it that calendar accessed the true power one second before we get into this colonel sanders says and at least your opinion is genuine not bullshit if oh, there's yeah. one thing to take away from the year and a half of the book club i'm being genuine about how i feel about this yeah. i haven't swayed like my opinions about this <laughs> have consistent. not it would have been it would be very hard for me for this to be like a facade that i put on yeah this is genuinely how i feel about it you know because i've done too many fucking hours for this to be a script. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I do appreciate that comment, uh, Colonel yeah. Sanders. Um, no, I, I don't think that the Cal... I don't think the, like, dark... I don't think the true power element of it is a fact that we've known before. I think that was new. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, I was like, okay, wait, Calendar works as though two men... Two women and a man can Walk use into it... into a bar. To, can use it safely, but now that is not the case. Yes, because they've discovered, Min discovered the, off page, where Min does all of her discovering, discovered this somehow. Right, yeah. Uh, apparently. Another thing that, like, hey, Min hasn't done anything in this book. Like, she's maybe you could have done this on page instead yeah. of having it be, like, something that happened off page. She's doing a lot of research, and I would love for that to, like, feel like it's relevant and not just, like, oh, yeah, by the way, Min said. Or for Rand to, like, feel like he was being appreciative of it more. Like, That's maybe fair. some scenes between the him and the women he loves. He did have that, but that was, like, two books ago. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and um, then, uh, speaking of Min, he's like, hey, you're going to go watch, um, uh, but you're going to, he sends Min to basically be the barrier between Egwene and Tuan. Yeah. And not knowing that Egwene is fucked uh, and Tuan isn't there. Um, yeah. And uh, then he announces what you read at the beginning of the show. We're going to go fight Chao Ghul tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Yep, we're good. We're doing the thing. Yeah. We're doing the thing. Wait, wait. Chapter 21. Not a mistake to ignore. I'm so sorry. <clears throat> what? Swan rolled her shoulder. She grimaced at the sharp pain. Yukiri, she grumbled, that weave of yours still needs work. <clears throat> I'm not joking. I'm so sorry. Uh, maybe Brian is is dead. Um, maybe. Oh. What? Oh, she wasn't in the tent. It's just weird because Egwene is like, that's the tent that Swan and Brian were in. Yeah, so. yeah, but that but Brian might still be dead. Brian, Brian might still be dead. Unless, no, wait, no, no. Brian had a fucking portal hole, like a gateway opened in his floor and he jumped through it. <laughs> Could you imagine? Because <laughs> we actually didn't talk about the floor. Uh, if everyone is, like, okay, well, I guess we lost Ramonda and Lelaine. I have to take comfort in that. Hey, that's something. That's ah, something. fuck. That's something. No, I, I think Brian jumped through a gateway in the ground. And fell to his death? And used feather fall. Aren't they so high up that the dreadlords can't shoot fire up through them? I don't know. I don't know. The man called left that you for that super chat. So glad I got to see Nerdy's reaction to find out Swan is alive. I just don't understand how you write a series that's like, we have to be realistic about slavery, but not death. Every character has to survive all the time because, oh my god, people's feelings might get hurt, but we're going to fucking sexualize slaves. And people are like, this is just the reality of war, kid. Really? The rumors of their deaths were greatly exaggerated. But, the, yeah, the, but this, yeah. this is where it is, right? Yeah. Like, If you want to write all of the slavery shit, everything has to be fucking dark and gritty and real. You, yeah. you can't have it both ways. Yeah. And the series wants to be like, oh no, Matt is still a hero. He's just a cad because he sexualizes slaves. Like, it's uh, cute, right? Yeah. Isn't it so cute? No, it's not. It's fucking no. gross. Uh, Lev, thank you for that super chat. No, I, I It's I the know final it's just... battle, but nobody dies. Except for, like, fucking people that uh, either you don't like because they've been set up as pains in the asses. Like, Ramon yeah. and Lelaine. Ramonda, fuck her. Or, like... Burl, and you're like, I, yeah, I guess I know who he. He's one of the B names, right? He had a name that was mentioned. This yeah. is so that I, I'm so I can't believe that literally the opening word of the next chapter is Sawan rolled. Like, it's okay. It's okay. no, it's not okay. It's not okay. <laughs> Why? Oh God, yeah. Uh, anyways, I thought that I was honest. I didn't know that was gonna happen. I. That I was just like, yeah, we're gonna get into this next week because I was really hoping that it, it doesn't matter. I I wish next week was the week off. I wish that I could take a week off from reading the book. Well, you can take a few days. It's not much reading this week, right? Yeah, you know? but I, I yeah, I, I I think that like I need you to. No, I don't need you to do anything. I think that I need to like <laughs> take a break. Yeah. And yeah. come back to this because yeah. I think right now I'm like really not enjoying it, and it's a shame because it's I, I like it's not that I don't like the way Brandon Sanderson writes. I think that it's just that like. Yeah. The compounding the finale of this series into something, trying to make this gigantic series come to an end, 
these icebergs are crashing together in ways that I'm not finding very satisfying yeah. and with some resolutions that I just really don't agree with. I'm honestly like and really upset about Matt. I'm like, really like, upset about Matt. Yeah. It, 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 is ma- it, is t- it is making everything else harder for me. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. I hear you. It's fine though because we're going on date night tonight. Yeah, I know. And I'm excited for date night. Guys, just... we got tickets to a show. We're going to go um, get some dinner, see a show, and uh, actually have some time off. And then probably come home and play Baldur's Gate. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be fun. <laughs> it's going to It's gonna be great. <sighs> I just, I, I wish, I wish that, I, I wish next week was the week off. Because, like, I, I don't know. I just, there's some stuff in this right now that, like, this, this finale is not going at all the way I thought it was going to. Yeah, and I will agree with that. Like, the Andrel stuff is so good. Like, the Black Tar stuff More is so Andrel. good. The Land stuff is so good. Yeah. The, honestly, a lot of the Egwene stuff is so good, but Gowen is such a piece of shit. <laughs> such a bitch. Yeah, I know. And, like, I don't um, know. I don't know. It's it's And, like, there are people who are like, oh, you just want it to be all sunshine and rainbows. And it's like, no, I, I want it to, like, fucking, like... I want it to, like, actually, instead of just shallowly being, like, oh, well, the books don't have enough time to deal with slavery, so we're just going to, like, brush it away. I want them to get into it. I want them to fucking make that the focus. If you're going to make slavery such a huge part of the book, if you're going to make the torture of women and the the, de- the degradation of these people into such a huge part of the series, I want you to go all the way with it. I don't want you to skim over the surface yeah. and, and leave it, like, nebulous and leave... The, the problem with the slavery in this books is not that there's slavery in the books. Sometimes you have to write about slavery. It is that they are so glazed past yeah. in service of, well, we have to go fight the Dark One. But the Dark One is never established as being anything, really. It's just the Dark One. It's it's so... Uh, he's, the, he's, he's the spooky character under the bed who maybe doesn't even really exist at the end of the day. And, like... I want yeah. you to go in all the way instead of just being like, well, we don't have time to get into the slavery, so we're going to use it as a trope and we're going to use it to ruin Matt as a character and we're going to use it to make the Sanchin the difficult ally, but we're yeah. never really going to dive into what it means to anybody. We're never really going to show the perspective of those characters. We're never going to get into it. We're just going to use them. It is using them to further other goals that are less important to me, I think, than really diving into how important it is to use those things to use those narrative ideas to tell important stories about the 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 people on the bottom of that. Yeah. And so when it gets to Rand saying, I'll carry that weight, a weight that he doesn't have to carry because he is not the one being enslaved. He's gonna die. <laughs> it, it just, it's so I think Benjamin exhausting brings me. up an interesting point. Uh, it says, the traditional way is to read one of these books in three days and not think about it too hard. Actually thinking about it for a month would probably break your brain. And we've definitely, I think, had a different experience with The Wheel of Time because... We stop and we really, really take three or four hours to dive into the nitty gritty of it. And, and you know, I don't think a lot of people do that. I think that we're, we have this really cool, unique experience. But because of that, those are the things that really like weigh on you because you stop and you have to talk about them from week to week. And it's like, well, I, 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 I want the, I want the authors to just handle this with a bit more care because like you said, it feels glazed over because it's people. It's also people reading it and just going, going, going and absorbing the narrative as opposed to stopping and really thinking about what that narrative means and the implications of it. And that, that is a that is unique to book club, right? Like we come off strongly on our opinions because we stop and we really dive into them and why and how. Um, oh my God, Malinio so. brings up a great point. You have Olivia. You have this character who's supposed to be there for the to kill Rand at the end. And in, you're going to, like, talk about the slavery of the domain and not bring in that character? You're not going to show her perspective? You're not even going to let her be in the book? 
Like, really? Yeah. I also like um, Benjamin Fraser's point. The other problem with slavery is how often it's used to give bad guys their comeuppance. Aleda was taken as a slave, and then just, like, that's... Is is the book trying to say that's good? I think so. Is that the right end for that, really? Well, the book has really used slavery as a punishment for evil characters. Like, Mogidian... The Mo- girls took Mogidian as a slave? Like, yeah. yeah. Sindane. It's weird. Uh, Elida. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, used as a weird, like, punishment thing. But, like, like... I don't know. I don't, yeah. Like, here, here, look, here's the thing. There are real-life criminals that are convicted and, like, it, it, like what's happening in I don't the prison... Get into the real, I don't want to get into the real life of it because it is too hard to tie those things together. I just mean that, like, there's, like really fucked up shit that's happening in the prison system right now and 100%. that's still wrong even though those people are convicted criminals. I know but so. there are people there, there are people who watch our show who are then like well like but but you're you like support that. No of course we don't fucking support that. Are no, you kidding me? No. I, I, I I'm a I am the most fucking like anti private prison person you could find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I adamantly don't support that in real life. I think it is a problem in real life. I think that it is a problem in real life because we have art that does not point out the problems in it. Yeah. That instead glazes over it. Yeah. And that's that's how I feel. Yeah. No, that's. I think that's fair. Anyway, we need to end this. Uh, let's do high-low. If you don't know, my family used to commiserate over each other's lows, celebrate each other's highs. Carlos is going to do her high. I'm going to do my low. She's going to do her low. I'm going to do my high because we compliment sandwich this series. Uh, Carlos, what was your high for chapter 7 through 20 of uh, Memory of Light? Uh, there was literally so f- much um, that uh, happened in this section. Um, what is my... Ah, fuck. I should have thought about this. Uh, I you got... say that literally every week. Yeah. I don't have, like, a strong standout, though. Sometimes it's because I'm like, oh, I really like this, and I really like this, and I really like this. There was a lot that I really enjoyed, but, like, I'm as far as something that, like, really stood out as being, like, S-tier above all, it's kind of the land stuff in general. Oh, okay. Um... I... There are specific things in it, but, like, yeah, I don't have, like, a moment where I'm like, oh, damn. But I do think Lan's character development, being called out, his camaraderie and leadership with his army um, was the, the, the my favorite section of this book because I have such an attachment to this character. And I'm really glad that he's kind of come around from the things that we didn't like for him, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 What is your low? Chapter 17. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, and uh, yeah, my we've talked about it. I'm not. My low is uh, Matt. Uh, F's in chat for Matt. What is your high? Uh, Tam and Rand. Oh, the, the, the daddy son stuff. That actually, that is that is a really really good moment. Honestly, a lot of my high in the series has been Tam. Uh, Tam's, That's fair. Tam's Tam's fatherhood uh, has been one of the best parts of the series, and um, I, I really just I, I I could read a whole I could read a whole prologue. That's just what it was like to grow up with Tam as your dad. Yeah. You know, or prequel, sorry. Prequel, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I would read that book in a heartbeat because it's, there's just, he's so wonderful. And, you know, even even in the stuff in this series that I'm not enjoying, I, I love Tam and Rand together so much. So beautiful. And, you know, everything about that was yeah. just really, really wonderful. I actually think my high was finding out who killed Asmodian. Oh, that it was tame yeah, that it was Andrel the... and Tame together. Yeah, yeah. A little <laughs> tag team moment between two sides of the one power. Yeah, yeah, why not? Uh, I, I'm gonna, that is going to be, uh, fuck the whole Grindel thing, that is going to be my headcanon, is that Tame is the one who killed, uh, Asmodian, and that it was, a t- I, I, I don't give a shit. I, don't tell me I'm wrong. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, that was great. I don't know, uh, are we, are we adding smut? We were like, I don't know if we're gonna add smut into this. No, I'm good. 
Yeah. I'm good this week. Guys, we're going to go watch Hamilton. We are. Um, It's going to be great. A show that has its own issues with slavery, but w- w- whatever. Uh, that's you know a whole what? other... Sometimes you can't get around stuff, but my friends are from New Yorker in town, and I'm going to go support them in their work. Hey, uh, yeah. Yeah. If you like this video, like and subscribe to the channel. If you don't, hit the dislike button. Leave me in comments mm-hmm. down below. Because the algorithm god is hungry and we must feed her. In this episode, that algorithm goddess is... Uh, Min, because she's not mm, doing anything. Yeah, she's just chilling. I, I want Min. Min is best girl. She's wearing uh, uh, blouse and pants that are tight-fitting mm-hmm. and not a leather uh, top from Party City. But whatever. Yeah. We'll talk about that after the strike's over. Uh, if you want to follow us on the internet, you can. I'm at Nerdy Nightly. I'm at Clarice Polaris. As always, y'all, do something nerdy tonight. Leave us five stars. Do the do the podcast things. Do the yeah. book things. Uh, podcast are... listeners, I'm so sorry about it, but um, we're sponsored by MissingMountGaming.com. Oh, yeah. Use the code NerdyNightly15 to get 15% off your sexy dice. Get some dice. Look sexy, at that. Sexy dice. Oh, I was going to... Uh, yeah, use code NerdyNightly15 to get those dice. And uh, they're the best. They're really like, oh my God, they're, they're so nice. Missing Mountain, so happy to be partnered with you. Cannot wait for the things we're going to create together in the future. Hell yes. Bye. (laughs) Bye, guys.